to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions' Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Tony Berluti. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. everybody we are back took a week off but we're back and some say better than ever well can't be any worse can we thank you everybody for listening we appreciate it it is monday november 9th 2015 and you are listening to the pulp mx show presented by btosports.com and fly racing thanks for listening we appreciate it. we got a whiz banger of a show tonight we want to thank everybody for uh coming on and checking it out we have uh justin braden coming up bto sports ktm rider bobby canari announces his retirement and uh he'll be on to meathead we love meathead matt bichelli has got a new ride and bob weber of 60 helmets all on board with us tonight btosports.com fly racing Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X Brand Goggles, NFAP Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Galfer Brakes, KTM Parts Express.com, Nitro Circus, Michelin Starcross, and Ride Engineering. All on board with you. Uh, along supporting this show and check out sponsor deals on pulpamexshow.com. We got a lot of our codes there. A lot of our guys offer deals and, uh, you can take advantage of that by uh, going there and checking it out. And, uh, we would really appreciate that. Nitro Circus coming to a, to a city near you. I know they just hit their West Coast stop. So check them out. NitroCircus.com. Josh Sheehan, Travis Pastrana, Bilko. We had him on the show. Great spectacle. Incredible show. Please check it out. NitroCircus.com. We'll have some tickets to give away at some point. We're going to give away a pair of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and we are going to give away some Vortex Racing t-shirts so we'll stay tuned, we'll let you know how to do that hey if you're going to buy something from Amazon there's an Amazon banner on pulpamex.com click on the Amazon banner it takes you to Amazon, make a purchase you don't get a discount on it but we get a small chunk of that, and uh, we're able to uh, keep coming and keep bringing shows to you and also too, uh, something new for us here had a few requests over at time, and uh, it's not something that uh, you need to do or something that we, we want you to do. It's all entirely up to you, one way or the other. You don't have to bother participating, but with all of our shows, including the new Pulp Hockey Show, check out that, uh, our server costs have gone up and our website costs have gone up. And so uh, if you want to support the show, we're going to do a little thing where we give away some stuff, uh, some T-shirts, some uh, stickers, things like that to, to uh, people like you. If you go to Patreon. Uh, dot com uh, patreon dot com uh, p a t r e o n dot com search pulp mx and uh, give what you can give what you want if you don't want to give anything that's fine we're still going to do the show this isn't this isn't some sort of give us money or we're not going to do the show thing we just started it up we got a few people asking about it so we thought we would do it uh, Josh Peterson has has stepped up and helped us out a little bit Matt Cheneau, Bob Kenny Jason Wallace and David Selden has all have all come on patreon.com and like I said we're going to set up our pledges back to you people for helping us out uh, down the road but check it out if you want all right he's back Brought to you by Hot Cams, the leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts. Hot Cams is a proud supporter of our show. Hot Cams wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all pulp listeners a 30% discount 
on orders placed online, hotcamsinc.com. At checkout, type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015. HOTCAMS unleash the power within. Camshaft change on your four strokes, one of the easiest and best ways to make more power. Move the power around and uh, make the bike more controllable. So being as how he is a top mechanic in the sport, for many years, still is in my eyes. Uh, Hot Cams is bringing you uh, the great Tony Berluti. What's up, Berlute? Steve, how you been? It has been too long, bro. Long it time. It has been too long. And I apologize. Some of that is my fault. I I just uh, uh, line up these guests and line up these guests. And, and um, next thing you know, I'm like, I got to get Berluti. No apology. You know? No apology necessary. Uh, you got a great show, you know, and you got a. I like a lot of good guys. Kiefer does a great mm. job. Keep but I'm fantastic. glad to be on here. Yeah, no, it's yeah. great having you. Tony Berluti, of course, a factory mechanic for uh, Suzuki for uh, 20 years and RCH mechanic. And uh, now no longer on the circuit, Berlute. So we got to ask you, like, what what's new? What's been going on? What have you been doing? Uh, you know, not too much. Kind of, you know, I stay active uh, in the sport a little bit. Um, I work on, you know, some local racers' bikes and stuff and stay busy like that. And then uh, I... You know, went to Monster Cup. I still yeah. stay. I'm, I'm into it still. Yeah. Know, how much course. are you talking to guys in the industry from week to week? I mean, do you keep uh, in touch with guys? Not or? too much. Talk you know? to Goose now and then. I talk to Coy. You know, Coy, yeah. don't oh, you? Yeah, yeah, James. Yeah, yeah. yeah, James Coy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, we have a, a running bet every week. You know, we bet a couple times during the week. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. He's, um, yeah. I know he. Uh, uh, the Orange Brigade program. He's not doing pro racing anymore. It's all amateurs, I guess now. So yeah. I don't know if he mentioned that to you or not, but. Uh, and uh, what's Goose doing? What's Goose up to? Idaho? Just yeah, around. he's actually building a house. Oh, so really? he's oh, been really yeah. busy with that. And, I, you know, I asked him, I go, have you started, you know, working on buying? What do you got going on? Yeah, yeah. And he's got a shop set up, getting ready to do it. But yeah. right now his main focus is to get the house done. Um, and every time I go over to your place, which is uh, you help me with Project 88, I go over there. You have so many bikes there to work on. The word Not too ar- bad. The word Maybe around- four or five at a time. <laughs> the word around Vegas is definitely that, uh, you know. Like, uh, you're the man to, to do the work. So. Yeah, and, you know, I think, uh, you know, the dealerships just rip these guys off and stuff. And I um, I enjoy working on the bike still and, um, you know, try to help these guys out and keep them going. And, yeah, it's it's good. I enjoy it. Street bikes too, Berlute? No, I'm not really into that. I'll work on a couple quads here and I've there. I've seen some street bikes there. Probably. those Most of those are mine. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, well, hey, thanks for coming in, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, my it's, pleasure. It's, it's great to have Tony Berlute in studio. We have the BTOsports.com Gabba Gibbs. We have the X-Brand Goggle Taros. We have the Race Tech emails. And we have the NFAB question of the day. Producing the show, holding his own over in the corner there, taking phone calls, uh, tweeting things out, taking your questions. The... Gavin Gibbs. What's going on, guys? What's up, Gibbs? Oh, uh, you know, killing it. Berlut is back. Yeah. I know. Berlute it's about back. time. Yeah. Berlute. We've missed you. I've you know, missed you guys you know, completely. Sc- nobody. Screw Kiefer. Berlute. Nobody even likes Kiefer. No? No. What? Everyone likes Berluti. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about Berlute? Hey, what about uh, uh, Raining Yellow? Raining Yellow? What about him? Yeah, I don't know. Do you, does yeah. he still call in? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Raining okay. Yellow's here. Uh, by the way, too, his rider, James Stewart, in the news, um, he just announced that he's not going to Australia. He was supposed to go to Australia. Oh, that's right. To race Chad Reed. He announced he's out for Australia, which I get. I mean, he's got a bad wrist or whatever, but he's racing this weekend in Lille, which is outside of Paris. That's not a good look. That's not a good look. If I'm an Australian fan, this is the second time he's he's, he's uh, pulled out of an Australian Supercross. I'm a little pissed. Yeah, and, yeah and, I would think so. And look, yeah. injuries happen, shit goes down. You and I both worked for teams. We know how that goes. Just don't race this weekend. Yeah, for sure. Pull out of both. 
He, How can you pull out he, a one? He still might. You never know. He How might can, not make it there. I, I, I would be pissed if I'm an Australian Supercross fan. There's no doubt about it. I mean, we don't know the whole story, but why are you going to Lille if you can't make it to Australia? Steve, I don't know. That's yeah. That's that doesn't look good. No, for sure. no, no doubt. So I mean, raining yellow is probably going to be very upset about this. Yeah. When was when was we supposed to go to Australia? Uh, Thanksgiving weekend, I think. Oh really? So like the twenty nah, whatever that is. Don't look good, Dan. No, no, not good. Um, uh, Hot Cam's bringing you Tony Berluti on the show. Uh, let's go. Let's roll Berluti's appearance right into our NFAB question of the day. Well, we'll make that two two into one. The NFAB question of the day. Hey, Berlue, can I get you to switch to that headset? I think that headset's breaking up a little bit. This one here? Yeah, sure. Let's try that because I think it's kind of... NFAB, dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories from NFAB. Proudly hand-built in Texas, Houston, Texas, USA. NFAB offers step systems, light mounting solutions, bumpers, and more. Take your ride to the next level. And at the n-fab.com, you want a discount from n-fab.com, uh, give us a call, or email, I should say, and uh, we'll pass you on. NFAB, of course, was here for SEMA. And uh, let's see if that's, is that, that, is that, that is one, really? Uh, that's that one? Is it any better? Yeah, a little better. Okay. All right. Um, did you go to the SEMA show? I did. I went to the SEMA show. Yeah, I went to see Thomas at NFAB and uh, a couple other meetings. Had another meeting about a potential show sponsor next year. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, have you been to SEMA? Yeah, it's a great yeah, show. Yeah, it's nuts, huh? Oh, uh, you can't hear? Okay, hold on a second. I'll, pull, I'll turn you up. How's that? Is that better? Is yeah. That, is that yeah, better? Yeah, uh, better? Down just a hair. Oh, God, brother. Perfect. Okay, Thank that? you. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, so Thomas Menfab, big things in store for him. Of course, Enfab, proud sponsors of the uh, JGR uh, Yamaha team with uh, Nicoletti, Barsha, and Pike. Uh, Pike's coming this weekend to Lille. I'll be in Lille this weekend. I leave for Bursa, I leave for Paris on uh, uh, Thursday. So I get in Friday. So, uh, all right, here's the Enfab question of the day, Berlude. Are you ready? This has to ready. be with you. Will we, see, will we ever see Tony Berlude as a race mechanic again? It's been a year, two years? One year. You were, you worked last year, right? Yes. Yeah, so one year. We, we're one year of you not being on the circuit for the first time in 25 years. <laughs> Will we ever see Berlut as a race mechanic again? That's I, the NFAB question of the day. I really don't think so. Really? Uh, no, nah, I mean, unless I go out there in a capacity where I'm just kind of helping somebody out, like at a couple races, but I, I won't be back on the circuit. You know, really? Like you just, you, you're enjoying this. This very is good. Much, this is good. Yeah. I don't. I don't like traveling that much anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You miss the races, I guess. But look, you watch them on TV. There's a good package of, you know, like a good TV package. Right. right? I miss. I miss them a lot. I. I went to the GP this year. You know, I went to, uh, you know, the national uh-huh. at Glen Helen. So I went. I go to a couple races. I've been to a couple Supercrosses. Went to San Diego. You know, yeah. I mean, so, you know, the ones I can catch. You know, I still love it, Steve. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 For sure. Oh, wow. I thought the answer would be the no, other way. I thought no. you'd still say, you never know, I might do it. But, <laughs> no. But it seems like you're leaning. I have no it. plans as of now, for sure. There we go, folks. Tony Berluti. No plans to uh, uh, go on a circuit again. That is the NFAB question today, n-fab.com, probably built in Houston, Texas. Uh, Jeep, truck, SUV parts. i got a set of steps on my um, on my ridgeline, and I've never been happier. So thanks to those guys for uh, for doing that. When you're getting your new one, you're telling me about your well, new one. I don't know. They're they're going to be debuted, I think, at the L.A. Auto Show at the end of this month. Oh, okay. But i got to say, I'm not that stoked on, like, the looks of them. No? Like, I know people don't like the way they look now, and that's cool, but I like it. I always thought it was sweet looking, and it was different. It stood out. Uh-huh. The new ones look more just like a truck. Oh, and okay. so if it's just a truck, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and also, too, the mileage isn't very good, and I don't know. We'll see. You see the new Nissan Titans? 
No. That was one. Of, there was one at SEMA. Yeah. They're, oh, they're nice. Yeah. I'm not a big Nissan guy, but the new <laughs> Titans are nice. A what? Nissan. Nissan? Yeah. Okay. Uh, KTMPartsExpress.com, the number one online source for genuine KTM parts and accessories. Their warehouse is stocked with a full huge inventory of genuine KTM parts. So many people have KTMs. Berlue, you're probably working on KTMs nonstop. Matter of fact, i am uh, been working on quite a few, and, uh, you know, the engines are really fun to work on. Yeah. How much wear do you see in the steel frames at all? Like, you know, like Cowie and old Suzuki's, they're, they get... They get hammered, those steel frames. KTM quality pretty good? You know, it, it really is. Especially yeah. like, well, chassis-wise, it seems okay. Yeah. You know, I, I don't really do a whole bunch of that. But uh, the engine-wise, you know, they use quality parts. Dale West valves come stock with the things. Um, they have, you know, good quality yeah. pistons. Yeah, they're, they're really they're really nice. Well, par- Pulp MX 15 code saves you 15% at KTMPartsExpress.com. Really. Wow, perfect. Yeah, go get go there. Yeah. 35 years of experience. they got power par- power parts there, of course. KTMPartsExpress.com. 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 Uh, Bobby Canari's coming up, um, and uh, that should be exciting. Uh, you know Bobby. Oh, yeah. Great guy. That's Great what, guy. I just, and I, I tweeted this out earlier. Like That's just what motocross is all about. Canari. Yeah, just one of those dudes, not a superstar, just one of those guys making a living, grinding yeah. away, you know, getting in main events, getting in the, just inside the top ten in national. Like one of those guys that you see the name forever, but you're not sure, you know, what, what his deal is. Well, it's Bobby Kennard. Sure, he's gnarly, and he brings a smile to your face. He's always got something going on. <laughs> he does some story or something, you know. No, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a good. Guy. Uh, hey, and with that, uh, uh, well, let's get those phone lines before we have um, Bobby on. Jeff is on one. Jeff, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how's it going? Good. What's happening? Not much. I had a quick question for you, since you uh, have another awesome mechanic in studio with you, and I yep. know you're a previous awesome mechanic yourself i was actually i was actually mechanic of the night orlando 05 just want to drop that right now there you go that's why i'm asking you guys right. did you ever get mechanic of the night Berlue? Blah, blah, i never blah. knew they did that where you get a check yeah you got a check oh, yeah, I, I got a couple of those oh, of course you got two and i only got one i got yeah. two maybe three oh, yeah i it. think three anyways what's up jeff <clears throat> so i had a question when it comes to like pro bike setup and factory setups when the pros are running tie hardware kits i mean are they putting the hardware all over the bike or are they focusing you know on different areas or because i remember um a long back or i think it was a long time ago you were saying how you know the some guys are such head cases you guys would throw like a piece of chain and you know uh in the skid plate and they think that would make a huge difference so i was wondering if it's more of like a mental thing or if it really makes a big difference or um um you know the whole tie kit with the uh you know, all the fasteners and mainly the big bolts, you know, the like swing arm pivot, uh, you know, some of the big stuff, you can probably save probably 10 pounds. So yeah, they definitely feel a difference of the way, the weight when they're riding it, you know, but, um, and also we use a lot of aluminum fasteners, which, you know, people don't think about, but it's actually lighter than titanium. So we'll use aluminum fasteners on a lot of the plastic, but, uh, for like a linkage bolts and all that stuff, when you when you can get them down to tie, and the riders usually when they first jump on their race bike, you know, right away they usually say, "Wow, this thing feels." They say it feels lighter. They, you know, a lot of stuff like that compared to their practice bike. Don't you think, Steve? Yeah, yeah, I, I do agree. Um, yeah, I mean that was just Heath Voss with the chain and the skid plate. Jeff, just yeah. just Voss. Wait, wait, I don't get that. Just to keep the weight low. Yeah, he said that he, yeah, he wanted his bike to turn a little better. So he put a chain in between the motor and the skid plate, and it turned really great. And Yamaha freaked out on him. <laughs> okay. So, 
Uh, no, it's important though, Jeff, for sure. But it costs a lot of money. Like, I think if you to look at Berlut, the cost of a full tie slash aluminum kit for a motorcycle. And the weight saved, it's probably, maybe you should buy some wheels or something from W. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, sure. Like, it's, you spend a lot to It's a lot of, it's save. probably, yeah. it's probably about four to five grand yeah. for a kit, yeah. you know? Yeah, axles and pivots and everything, yeah. so. Yeah, because what, what sparked my question is, uh, I was listening to an old interview with Jimmy Albertson, when he, I think when he first started kind of his own team with motorsport, mm-hmm. and uh, he was saying that, you know, his bike felt great, but he could tell, or he felt like, you know, he wasn't running a full tie kit, and he felt like that was something that was making a huge difference. So I wasn't sure if it, you know, if it was just kind of in his head or if it really truly made that big of a deal. Uh, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I would think the tie kit with the wheels, with the tubes, with the, you know, the lightweight seat foam from Guts, that type of stuff is all adding up to make a, a light bike. You know. Yeah, it's a whole package. And then if you get a mechanic that can trim stuff here, I mean, there's a lot you can trim off of, like, cables you know rubber stuff like that to make the bike light i mean it's usually a competition at the beginning of the year to see who can make their bike the lightest like in our in our shop and stuff you know and i always enjoy doing that all right there you go jeff thanks man all right thank you thank you matt what's going on you got a question uh for us here at public mech show well yeah i got two quick questions um one is jimmy d's guy to ride just for supercross or is it outdoors too supercross only yep all right, and uh, what's Zach Bell doing? Is he going to ever come back, or is he done? That's a great question. I don't know. I know he, his injury is pretty serious. He keeps getting hurt. Yeah, he, he's you back know. riding now. Like yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, he's He, along with a lot of other guys, are out there trying to trying to get rides, you know? Um, I haven't heard, though. I honestly don't know if he's planning on coming back or not. Yeah. He, he like, Hewitt and his team, like, dropped him right Yeah, there. yeah, he's, down, he's not going back there. But, um, I mean, yeah, I don't know what. what you know, I guess he's like all guys, right? Like, he'll race if he can get a ride. <laughs> but, so. like, as of right now, he, he won't do, like, a privateer thing. He'll, like, try and wait out for a team or something. You know what? Maybe. I haven't heard. I honestly don't know. I, I wish okay. I did. Yeah, no idea. All right, man. All right. Okay, thanks. Right, yeah, thank you. Thanks. Scott, what's going on? Welcome to the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Hey, Steve. How you doing, man? Good. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks. Hey, Berlue, good to hear from you again. Great, thanks. How you doing, Steve? No, this is Scott. Scott, uh, my bad. See, I'm not even paying attention. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's Sorry, right. Scott. So now you asked the first most important question of the night, which is, uh, is Berlue ever coming back to be a mechanic? Uh, no, yeah, he's not. He's, 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 I can't believe <laughs> I know. it. I know. <laughs> I can't believe it's like it. like a retirement. But, hey, but anyways, um, so are we, we – worried about this whole chad reed thing i mean do we have the panic button ready the fact that nothing's done yet and it's you know almost mid-november is is, Um, are we worried i think we're a little worried yeah i do um i i think it's gonna happen though man i really do i think it's gonna happen um i talked to somebody today who said that it's going to work in some version of what they were hoping so to me i think they find a spot for Chad on a Yamaha team and, you know, off to the side somewhere. But, of course, he lost his mechanic. I don't know if you heard that, Berlute, but Lars got a job yeah. back at Honda. So Lars is going to work at Honda on the motor program. I, I just I thought that Lars was with him, and I didn't yeah. know that he 
yeah. went back with them because yeah. Goose was his mechanic. Yeah. Lad, you know, so. and then and then Goose, I guess, is just retired or maybe just yeah. doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, and so Lars was going to be his guy, and then uh, they just couldn't get any done. Lars got a good offer from Honda, so he split. But there's still Shane Drew out there, still lurking out there, looking for a gig, and um, and uh, you know, happy to work with Chad on suspension. And Shane turned the wrenches too, so yeah, maybe that. But I yeah. think I think it's definitely if you're a Chad Reed fan, you should definitely be a bit worried. It is still November 9th. He's got a Yamaha. He's been riding on it. Can't you just see Berluti them saying to Star, JGR, or even Cycle Trader guys, "Hey, Chad's on your team. He's off to the side, like." You know, like you pay the, you pay Shane's salary. Chad keeps all the money for gear and Monster Helmet, and Yamaha helps him with the bike and develop the bikes and parts and like that. I can't see Chad doing that. You can't. Yeah, no. yeah. I'll say that. Will Chad accept that? <laughs> what else is he I gonna mean, do? Uh, maybe not know, race. But... You know, I no, don't know. Can't see him not racing. Really? Yeah. No way. Just can't. Nope. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he'll do that. That's the only thing I'm concerned about I, I think he will man i do i don't know or, or what about like uh someone in the chat room was saying too and i wrote this in uh my uh my on track off-road column i mean don't you can't you just see the the heart team rch team taking them and on a suzuki and putting them on there because it is a wmg team wmg's chad's agents and all that like i could see that working what like on so, a suzuki yeah, yeah yeah on a suzuki uh, yeah. that's that's could be more of a possibility yeah. than than what i thought you were you know like on the side deal with Star or something. I think that'll happen. I do. do JG, JGR? Yeah. Maybe JGR? Well, they ain't got they they they're they're kind of all on the, a budget, all you they know. Gotta, yeah, they are. You're right. All they got to do is pay the mechanic's salary, right? Cuz he's going to have the team shirt on and everything else. So you're in the hole for 70, 80 grand, you know, for for a guy and then Chad keeps all his money, you know, and all that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot to that, Steve. No, there you know, is. As there far is. as adding, you know, another bike on the truck, extra parts. Yeah. Well, that's all Yamaha. Yamaha yeah. does all no, that. No, I get that. Well, wait. You're saying in JGR's truck, though. Yeah. They've already got three guys, and they're used to two. No, I know. Yeah, I, I don't I know. Don't, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think it's happening, I, though, I, Scott. I don't think he re- – I really don't think he retires. I've talked to him a little bit, uh, texted with him back and forth, texted with different people. Working on the program, I I don't think he's retiring. I really don't. Well, that's good. I mean, I think for all of us, we just want you know the best Chad Reed out there because we know he can still do well. I think if uh, if you're you know I know you're just speculating, but the RCH thing, I think I'd be even more worried because he'd just be jumping on a bike that he hasn't even yeah. ridden. You know? No, I agree. I agree with that. Yep. So, yep. But. No, I think that I think that that would be the last option. I really don't think he's retires. I just don't. I think he can mm-hmm. make a good salary from shift and a monster helmet deal. That's pretty good money for him. And I just don't see him turning that down right well, now. Well, he'll he's the kind of guy that year that he came back on the you know when he first did his Honda deal. It it nobody knew about it to the very very yeah, end. Yeah. So Chad's yeah. probably if he's working on something, we probably won't know till Anaheim. Yep. You know, type of deal. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Th- thanks, man. Thanks for calling. No problem. All right. See you guys. See you. Uh, we're going to give our set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires, people. Michelin, a brand-new tire. Michelin Starcross 5 pushes the boundaries of off-road performance of riders of all level. Four versions, hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, Starcross 5 contained a completely redesigned casing, more aggressive self-cleaning track design, 15% uh, lighter than average 10% on the other versions, 15% on their sand tire. Reduced unsprung mass provides superior handling and improved acceleration and braking. Berluti, we were talking before the show when you worked at Suzuki. The guys loved their Michelins. They couldn't couldn't lo- they couldn't love them anymore. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I had Travis in uh, in uh, 
Wyndham seemed to like him. Well, forget we about end, we end up going with him. Forget about what you know about the old Michelin tires because this Starcross Five is is great and it's out. MichelinMotorcycle.com for more information. All we're gonna do we're gonna, we always give these away live on the air. What we're doing now is uh, email contest at contest at pulpamexshow.com. Just send us an email. Put your model of bike in there. If you don't put your bottle of bike in there, we are not going to award these to you. Just do a random email or contest at pulpamexshow.com for a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Check them out, michelinmotorcycles.com. Thanks, uh, thanks to those guys for coming on board. Are they going to have tire support and do the whole Supercross thing and uh, outdoors? Not yet, I don't think. No. But mm, they're looking at it. Yeah. I don't think 2016, though. But I do think they're looking at it. Randy's a great guy. Oh, huh? Randy Richardson. I, yeah. we're, we're trying to get him in here because, you know, he does. He works for WPS now, Fly Racing Guys, uh, as a Michelin contact uh, for WPS. Uh-huh. So he goes to Boise quite a bit. So I'm trying to get him to come down Dude, here. He'd, be a, he'd do a oh, great job. How good would he be? Yeah, he'd be right? really good, yeah. Um, hey, Berlut, uh, I don't know how much you hear from the guys that you work at uh, about the Air Forks, but... A lot of people not liking them right now. Racetech.com, they've got information over on the website for a spring conversion system for the Showa Air Forks. Easy drop-in cartridge combined with a Racetech high-performance spring. Converts your Air Forks from an air to a coil spring. Kits for KYB, PSF1, and PSF2. Forks are in development coming soon. But, uh, yeah, if you... Uh if you don't like your Air Forks, you can do what a lot of people are doing and uh, and get these uh, spring conversion kits put in. And I know uh, Kiefer would be uh, proud of you for doing that. He's are not... they still developing that, or did they is it out? Because I know they no, it's out. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, out yeah. now. Yeah, and uh, that's a great idea. I, I just I just think these Air Forks for the you, average guy, Steve. I, yeah, like you know, you got to check your tire pressure, your yeah. air fork pressure, pump yeah. it up. It's just... Guys don't even check the air. Like I said, they don't even check their tire There's pressure. three different chambers, you know. Yeah, and there's you, different. And yeah. Each one, you know, um, you what mess number? with one, yeah, changes what, what the do other. I need you know? for, which, what's my uh, limit for one? What's my limit for the yeah. other? It's just, yeah. I, I think I'm seeing more and more backlash out there. For the the Yamaha forks. guys, you know, yeah. like the guys that yeah. I work with, local guys, yeah. they, they love the Yamaha, the yeah. Yamaha forks. Perfect, yeah, they got the know? SSS forks. That's your, they've got those things nailed down. Yeah. I've never ridden their forks, so I, I can't really say I for myself. I have so. not myself either. Here's some emails brought to you by Racetech. Uh, Patrick sent this in. I am not being that guy, but we need them back. Uh, I think he means – oh, two strokes. His title is subject is two strokes. I'm not being that guy, but we need them back. I've been watching all the older supercross races, and I'm convinced the excitement level and all-out racing is gone. Certainly, there are awesome guys on the tracks today, but what happened to guys shining and racing bar to bar? I mean, Bradshaw won on a stock bike because of his skill. He never had a stock bike, but anyways. And not to mention some of the guys who are good on two strokes are guys that are quality technical riders that know how to shift to keep the engine in the power band. Um, I can jump a 75-foot triple for crying out loud, and I am old and fat. I'm not <laughs> hating, but I at least I love to see a two-stroke class. Well, Patrick, if you've listened to anything, um, uh, if you've listened to anything that I've done, you know that I'm in the opinion that yeah, Supercross is more boring than ever, and it's because of four-strokes. You don't need to be perfect anymore. You know, back in the two-stroke days, Berlut, you watching those old Supercrosses, and it's a game of who makes the least mistakes. You can't jump every rhythm. You can't jump every quad. You got to hit perfectly. Only two or three guys can, you know, really excel in Absolutely, the technical stuff. Absolutely, for sure. And these four-strokes now, they can sit at the base of a triple and go, yeah. Everyone exactly. jumps the quads, <laughs> so they make a turn. Four, four, left. Whoops. Three, 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 right. Like. Absolutely. Yeah. The stadiums are too small for these bikes. Yeah. So whether you want to govern the four strokes, put everybody on two fifty Fs, what, or bring back two strokes, I agree with Patrick. It's not as exciting. No. No way. No. Um, I do like the tech of the four strokes. Pretty exciting. Like you know they're mm-hmm. you know, EFI and all the um, you know backwards uh, motor design and everything Yamaha's got going on and the titanium valves and all that kind of stuff is really cool. But 
Yeah, I'm with you. All right, Gino sent this in. I heard you quote a tweet by Reed in regards to the chase when Johnson, Jimmy Johnson was not able to race the chase due to him not qualifying. But if we had a chase format, wouldn't it have helped Reed tremendously last year when he got the black flag? In theory, he could have qualified in the chase and been a fresh start. Right. P.S. Been listening since the Racer X Canada days. Always love the show. When are you going to get Dave Dye on? I was listening when you had him on the line and you lost him coming down the mountain. Uh, it would be an epic podcast with him. I agree, Gino. It would be epic podcast with Dave Dye. He has refused every chance I've given him to come on the show. He does not want to come on. He doesn't want to do a podcast. For a long time, he didn't want to do it because he didn't like Watson. Him and Watson were fighting. Uh, but Watson's been gone a while, and Dave Dye still won't come on. So I wouldn't hold your breath. I think Dave Dye would be a Larry Ward. Just <laughs> never to come on. Um, but anyways, back to the chase. Yeah, Chad didn't like the chase because Jimmy Johnson got knocked out of it or something. Like I, I don't follow NASCAR that much. I don't know. That how just happened did. just a couple weeks ago or something. Yeah, not. Yeah, about a month ago or whatever. And okay. Chad said, Chad tweeted something about, yeah, see, this is how this is why the chase would suck or something. <clears throat> don't listen to riders when it comes to these things. Don't listen to them. If we need to switch Supercross up, I think the chase is coming. Not next year, but I think 2017 yeah. maybe. Well, I know you love so, change, Steve. Just change it, and if it doesn't work, change it back. Yeah. Just try that. Um, I, I, When's the Joker lane coming? I like the Joker lane. You do like the Joker lane? Absolutely, yeah. I, I think it's cool. we got a question for you and Gabba Gibbs about the Joker lane. Okay. We'll get to that, too. Sounds Pick great. Pick that one, Gibbs, if you can. Um, Racetech.com. Visit Racetech uh, for your spring conversion system. And the gold valve advantage, of course. they got gold valves. Uh, you know who's using Racetech this year is the uh, Moto Concepts team of Freeze and Alessi. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Back on Racetech. Oh, they got rid of the only and stuff. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Back on Racetech. So, Racetech.com, uh, Michael Essie, Ben LeMay, Cody Gilmore, Vince Freeze, just some of the guys. Bloss used to use Racetech, too. So, Racetech.com, and uh, check it out, please. We, we would really appreciate it. Uh, Brayton coming on. Bob Weber coming on from 60 Helmets. You know Bob at all? You know, I don't. Yeah, I surprised. think one time he might might have called, and we were talking to him about some stuff. Maybe yep. some injury, head injuries, or, oh, okay. or maybe yep. you know something like that. But uh, if you want a coffee, now's the time. I've never the, the seen waitress is, sure, the waitress is, is up there. Thank you, waitress. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so Bob Weber uh, wanted to come on and check it out. So I said we'd we'd have him on. Do you recall was he on before? I think he was. I yeah, think I you. Think so. I think you are right. And you yeah. know we might try to touch base with uh, Chris Kiefer. Okay, third place, World Vets. Uh, this week, yeah, yeah, oh, awesome. just the other day, W, the WUSA World yeah, yeah, Championship. Yeah. So uh, we'll try to get uh, we'll try to get Kiefer in back and forth with John myself. Yeah. yeah. All right, our next guest. Uh, there's not much more to uh, to say about him. It hasn't been said already. We uh, we love to have him on. We love to get him on whenever we can. It's uh, a pleasure to have him on. Brought to you by Vortex Racing. Vortex Racing, the leader in bars and sprockets. Pulpamex 15 gets you 40% off. Vortex Racing, 30,000 possible gearing choices. And uh, Yoshimura Suzuki uses sprockets. Babbitt's Kawasaki uses bars and sprockets. Vortex Racing. Email Jake at Vortex Racing for 40% off. Wow, 40%? Watch him as he goes. Canary. Canary, there goes my hero. There you go, man. Ah, oh, your retirement, you're over. You retired. Yeah. It's no, yeah. no better yeah. song than this. Bobby, how you doing? No, I appreciate it. Bobby, how you been? 
good. How about you, man? Good, good. That that was my song. He he played for me a couple <laughs> months ago or yes. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, br- I bring it out. I only bust it out for the uh, heroes of the sport that right are retiring. On. So there you go. good company. Perfect. Uh, Vortex Racing, you're bringing you Bobby Meathead Canari. First of all, Bobby, you crashed hard up in uh, Canada at Arena Cross. What was the damage, and how are you doing right now with the injuries? Yeah, it was a pretty good one, man. Uh, that series started out uh, good for me. Uh, you know, I, I won the first two events, went into the third round, feeling pretty good, leading the points in both classes. So uh, the lights and the 450 class felt pretty good. Uh, won another, like, regional arena cross around here in Albany that they put on. I'm like, all right, you know, things are turning around after a fairly rocky summer. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's some good competition up there, Cole Thompson and Blows and um, Hayes and everyone. You know, there's a bunch of other good guys up there as well. But uh, feeling pretty good and um, got out to, like, a mediocre start uh, for my standards. I was kind of riding behind, I believe it was Chris at the time. Mm -hmm. I was in fourth. And there was a hard rhythm section uh, to do on a little bike, on a lights bike, going three, three, one. And, uh, man, I was kind of the only guy doing it on a little bike every lap. And, um, you know, they kept uh, screwing it up, so I, I really went for it. And I don't really know why I ended, but, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, I felt like I hit it the same as I did every other lap. And, mm-hmm. uh, the second three was the harder one of the two, actually. And uh, the seat bounced it, went into a pretty aggressive end, though. Clipped the top of the next, you know, of the, of the double of what would have been the triple with my front end in an endo, and it put me into a gnarlier endo. Blew my hands off the bars, but my knees were locked into it still. Oh, um, landed dude. into the face of the third one with the bike, just with, with my body first, my bike right into my back. And then uh, I believe it kind of kept me connected with my, my legs tangled yeah. in the bars, flung me back up in the air and launched me into the turn. The bike landed on me again and ended up uh, oh. dislocating my femur from my hip, from my pelvis. Oh, um, broke my femur, broke my pelvis, tore oh. my PCL on my knee, bent the plate in my one collarbone and broke my collarbone under that. Uh, my knee brace broke and split me open. I had to get four stitches there. I hit my head. And, Jesus, um, dude. Yeah, I think that's about it, man. It was, it was a pretty good one. That was, was, wow. was about it. That's yeah, that's an, more than enough. The way the way you're describing it, I can I can like picture what you did. You know what I mean? Just dink oh, off yeah. the one triple, off the the other one, and pile drive yourself. Oh, my God. It was ugly. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, well, look, it's a bad injury. Um it's going to take you a while to get back. We know you will be back, though. I mean, you're Bobby Canari. But were you, without the injury, were you thinking of retiring? Did you have a deal? or Was the injury the thing that pushed you over the uh, the edge? It kind of pushed me over the edge. I was knowing, you know, I just turned 30 in uh, October. I knew I was kind of near the end of my career as it was. And um, I was crossing around the idea of, retire and I, I felt like I had one more good year in me. I felt like I had kind of a rocky summer, but again, like I said, I, I felt like I was riding good there after I took a little break after mm-hmm. all there. I took about a month off and felt like it kind of refreshed me and kind of gave me a fresh outlook on everything and kind of thought I had a new new um, way of approaching the season, you know, this winter and summer season. Right. And, uh, you know, felt like I was going to have another good year and leave on a high note. And, um, you know, I was, I was kind of pushing to, to ride again. I know everyone, I had a ride for the winter. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, I was going to go over to Europe and race all that stuff, you know, this right. time of year. And then, uh, you know, um, I was going to see what happened with the summer. As we all know, the Canadian stuff doesn't really happen until after New Year's. Right. When Supercross and everyone gets all their budgets, everyone sees what's left over for Canada. Uh, so, you know, that was still kind of in negotiation, but I, I'm sure I would have ended up with something that I was happy with. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, just kind of toss around the idea anyway, and, um, you know, it, it just, the way it happened, I got really bad hurt. You know, I'll be out yeah. eight months if I was to try and ride again, and I said, all right, I'm going to miss the entire winter. Yep. You know, I'm going to be behind the eight ball going into the summer. Uh, you know, and I don't want to go bang my head against the wall again for one more season. Right. You know, and, and potentially ride around in fifth or sixth or something. That's just not what I'm out there to do. You know, and and um, just a lot of things kind of pointed me in that direction. And, and when I talked to some people after this crash, you know, such as like Billy Whitley and Paul Carpenter, a couple other people, Danny Smith and a couple guys like that, mm-hmm. that had kind of been through this before and know people that had been through it before, they said, dude, look, there's a reason 30 is a benchmark in motocross. You know, everyone mm-hmm. generally gets a year or two within 30, and that's about it. And, um, you know, it's not that you forget how to ride and you don't know how to do it anymore. It's, you know, in our opinion, it's, uh, you know, your mind just can't, comprehend things coming at you that fast anymore and you make yeah. bad decisions they're not quick enough decisions not bad decisions right you can't make decisions that fast anymore at the pace you guys are going and uh that kind of hit me pretty good because i go you know what you're right the last four crashes i've had this year have been some of the worst ones i've ever had and it's because i didn't react quite quick enough and i didn't know if i wanted to go left right or straight and hit something kind of unsure still, and this is exactly what happened, you know, at Moncton. I dislocated my jaw, hit my head, broke my ribs, broke a foot, and still, you know, ended up riding the next moto like an idiot. But, you know, and then I had another crash after that, and another one, you know, as the week went on there, and I'm like, what What the hell am I doing? (laughs) You know, and uh, I feel like I'm riding good, and my times were good and everything, but I just, it kept happening, and, and now... Before something worse happens, you know, I'm like, you know, it's it's getting more frequent. You know, I'm just going to throw it in, you know, at this point. I'm happy with my career. You know, I've, I've lived my childhood dream, and I've seen the world. And, uh, you know, I feel like I've been very successful for someone that has not really won U.S. Nationals or anything. I ended up making, like, a 14-year career out of this yeah. and being pretty successful at it. Uh, you know, I'm happy with everything I ever did. I podiumed some supercrosses and won outside of our country and, and done some good things. And I can walk away happy with it, man. And the sport's given me a lot. Mm-hmm. Got a nice setup here, a lot of nice toys and stuff, and, and got to do a lot of cool things. So I feel like I can walk away happy with it. Yeah, and plus you're a dad now, too. You know what I mean? It's another thing to think about. Like That was kind of some of the other deciding factor. You know, that was kind of in my head anyway. You know, it's it's harder. I got what will be a three-year-old here in January, a little girl, and then another uh, five-month-old now. Right. And uh, they depend on me a lot more than they ever have. And, um, you know, it's kind of getting to that point where I feel like it's starting to get unfair to my wife to be leaving. As much as you have to leave to be successful in our sport, mm-hmm. you know, in the winter and everything, being that um, my living locations in the Northeast, it snows. you got to be gone a lot. And, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. It just started getting a little hard on everyone, and uh, some of that obviously came into a, a, a factor when I when I was making up my mind 
And then, uh, you know, as I was laying there half dead, <laughs> you know, a couple of weeks ago, I said, this, that's it, man. This, yeah. this is it. I'm, I'm uh, done. You know, I've had enough at this point. Uh, 702-586-7857. you got a question for Bobby Canari. Give us a call. Uh, 702-586-PULP. And, uh, yeah, we got the great Bobby Canari on the line uh, announcing his retirement from the sport. And, like you said, so eight months for this crash. Now, Bobby, I was talking to Bones from Pro Circuit, and he told me I know nothing about fishing. I think I've fished three times in my life. But uh, he told me you're an incredible fisherman which I guess you just have the best fish finder. I don't know how that really goes. But <laughs> yeah. he says you're an incredible fisher fisherman and you can really make a living fishing uh, or make money anyways, make some money fishing. Is that is that true and is that something you might look into? Yeah, you know, at this point, um, Rockstar and Andre, the team I've ridden for in Canada, OTSFS group, and uh, a couple other people are looking to step up and uh, kind of, support me uh in my after moto career here um, i'm going to try and legitimately put a big push in and uh go into the professional fishing <laughs> division um you know I, I got a lot of good contacts um what would be the equivalent to super cross level pros you know they're really at the highest level oh wow and uh, a couple of buddies they actually originated from moto um Fletcher shyock and his brother hunter they raced like privateer stuff and mm-hmm. qualified and all that fun stuff Anyway, they're, they're the real deal on the real deal tour and everything. And, yeah. uh, I end up with them and a bunch of the big sticks around our neck of the woods and, and, uh, actually do really good at it. Made, made some money at it over the years and, uh, you know, consistently kind of finish up front and the big stuff around here, uh, you know, with the schedule permitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you know, I'm going to have a lot more time to do it. Um, I did hey. the tournament again this past weekend and, uh, yeah, it's good, man. That's really kind of always been racing. Always been my job, uh, and I love it. And it was a passion of mine, and uh-huh. you know, I always will love it. But uh, that was kind of my hobby. You know, everyone, a lot of other people ride for their hobby, and you know, that's our job. And uh, I use fishing to get away from yeah. racing. You know, and, and use that as my outlet. But uh, yeah, I got to be pretty good at it over the years. Traveled around the country and. Uh, Kind of got some knowledge of the way the whole uh, thing works around the country. And, yeah, uh, you yeah, yeah, like, see how it works. You see those guys on TV, Berlut. They got the logos everywhere and like some mainstream corporate logos. Oh, big and, time. And they're holding yeah. big ass checks that are worth a lot more than winning a Supercross. You know what <laughs> hey, I mean? Hey, Bobby. Yeah, kind of ignorant money, dude. If you go to the equivalent of uh, Supercross, you know, in fishing, mm-hmm. they're making 100 to 125 grand purse money to yeah. win. And say 50th place is 10 grand you know you're like wow what am i doing wrong here i'm crossing myself into the ground for a grand you know i think i'll go swing some fish into the boat for for 10 you know hey bobby bobby do you ever uh talk to gossler chris about it i mean he's big time into it too i haven't talked to him in forever and i've heard the same thing i know he just did a big um one of the bigger tournaments uh say an arena cross level uh equivalent tournament uh, just maybe a week or two ago, and I've seen he uh, he put his foot in the door there. And, um, yeah, I've, I've heard from Bones and Steve uh, Westfall that uh, he's getting pretty good at it, and he's putting a big push in on the West Coast there as well. Um, <laughs> hey, we've got a Chris on the line for you. Uh, Chris, welcome to the show. What's your question for Bobby Kennard? Hey, Steve. Hey, Berluti. How's it going tonight? Great. Thanks. Uh, hey, just got a question for you, Bobby. Uh, well, I want to congratulate you more on your retirement and everything. Still a New Yorker. Well, a little bit 
a little bit farther north than you are way up in Plattsburgh. But, yeah, anytime you got a New Yorker, it's cool to uh, cool to root for you. So always root for your whole career, man. Just good luck on whatever you got going on next. Hey, that's awesome, man. I appreciate it. You're in a beautiful part of the country up there. It's just right up the road from me. But, uh, yeah, no, that means a lot. I've had a lot of people uh, show their support, you know, just in the last couple of days since I kind of announced that. Uh, people such as yourself, and, uh, you know, that means a lot, you know, to have such a, a big fan base for not being someone that was winning, you know, uh, U.S. races. I was just always hovering around, you know, that sixth to 12th place spot. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like a, a pretty loyal and, and pretty aggressive uh, fan base. Just for yourself, man, that, that means a lot. I appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I think Bob, I think Bobby, you're just uh, I think you're just a real guy. You're just a real person all those years, and I've seen you've been around you a ton, and I've seen the way you talk to fans, sponsors, these type of people. Um, you're just a regular guy, and you know I just think that fans could relate to you. You're just a guy that didn't have a lot of ego, and uh, you know you knew you were you were there for the fans, and I just I can see why people liked you and why people got along with you. It's easy to easy to tell. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, it was cool, you know, my wife and, and mother and everyone uh, in love, everyone was telling me, you know, a lot of the comments were saying on a lot of the fights and stuff, and it was cool to see, you know, when you're racing, you don't really know the impact or what people really think of you, and it was cool to see a lot of the comments that people were saying, you know, and, and like I said, for being someone that never really won, you know, to have such a big image of, of a, you know, a tough guy or a hard guy. And, yeah. really, you know, they seem to know that I always tried my hardest and gave it everything, you know, whether I was on the best equipment or not, you know. And I feel like people seen that and, uh, you know, appreciated it. And that means a lot, honestly, stepping out now. Mm-hmm. Go, man, that, that's really cool to leave such a kind of an impact, you know, what it seems like was an impact uh, on the sport, you know. And a lot right. of people, you know, you said – I read one thing you said, you know, that, that really kind of went to heart here. Um, you said, you know, Bob Carey is motocross, and, and that meant a lot to me to, to see that people such as yourself took notice to, you know, the efforts I put forth and, and was trying to ride double nationals and stuff. I, I think that's really cool that it didn't go unnoticed. You know? Yeah, no, I... I, I I meant it. Yeah, I meant it. You know, I just think when you think of a, you think of motocross, you think how gnarly it is. You think how tough it is. You think of guys uh, putting their heart out on there for not a lot of money and making the best out of any situation. It's, and you know, you did those two nationals back to back. Like nobody's gonna do that. That's just something that motocross people do. And you it's know, a northeast oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah those yeah, northeast guys are tough. <laughs> right. It know? is. Yeah, it is New Yorker. Yeah, right? yeah if you yeah, think about that, you know. Like, you know, when I was a kid, racing the 80s and stuff, you know, around here you'd race Saturday down in Pennsylvania. Your dad would drive you all night to get back up home and ride broom or, you know, right. ride another race <laughs> on Sunday. And, you know, it's like, why why couldn't I do it professionally? Like, I'm getting paid to do it. Why not do it, right? You yeah. Know, so, and uh, I feel like I trained hard enough to where it didn't affect me, and it didn't. And I still had good results. And, uh, yeah, you know, like you said, that, that's what motocross people do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, what was your career highlight? What, what, looking back, what do you? What's, what's a race that stood out for you, or, or something? What, to, what would you say? Um, you know what? As funny as it is, I was just talking to my wife about it. I think it was this morning or yesterday morning at breakfast, and uh, when she was telling me, you know, some of the comments people had, and Ryan Sipes, um, and Kyle Tris, and a bunch of buddies, you know, sent me some texts and Sipes. 
they're kind of the same thing. He goes, dude, you're one of the gnarliest, you are the gnarliest dude I ever had to race. <laughs> and that, that meant a lot. But I remember this always stuck with me. One moto, I, I always did terrible at Hangtown. And the last time I raced there, I think I was riding for Star. I was like three years ago. Mm-hmm. And me and Ryan Sipes were on the same team. And it wasn't even the best finish in the world. But for me, at this track, I always always sucked at, at Hangtown. And right. I think me and him were battling for state eight. And I, I hounded him and gave it everything I had for 35 minutes. I think I passed him with like one or two laps left and just wore his dick <laughs> in the boat. Wore <laughs> him out, dude, and, and passed him and beat him and got what was at the time my best result at Hangtown, which, like I said, was maybe an eighth or a tenth. Right. You know, it doesn't even matter you know, what the, what the result was, yeah. Did, but, you know, just that moto, because we were good buddies, and it just, we went for dinner in the same kind of car right after the race, and we just had a good time. And I remember that was one of the coolest, you know, most standout races. Obviously, I've had better results at a podium, you know, like San Diego and a couple other rounds and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, that's kind of the highlight, um, looking back on it. You know, that, that was kind of, you know, like you said, motocross. A good buddy of mine, and we went at it for 35 minutes, mm-hmm. and uh, both motos, and, and it was just a fun a fun deal. You, you know, always seem to hang it out stuff. at the Wick. You used to always, like, just hang it out up and go. The, yeah, you know, I hated that place. <laughs> I, I think never comfortable there, but I remember I would pass people. I'd <laughs> In the last like eight minutes, not even the last ten minutes, the last eight minutes, I would pass literally eight or ten people, <laughs> you know, with their tongue in their spokes. And it, I hated the And they're bringing it back. Just, just in good shape and just uh, tossed it out right at the end when no one else had it. So, <laughs> I remember literally, I passed almost ten people in, in like eight laps, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in uh, like eight minutes, uh, a couple, couple different years in a row, you know. Damn. Um, well, hey, man, thank you. Uh, Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. You had a great career. Uh, it's fantastic to, uh, I mean, it sucks to go out with a crash. You know what I mean? Like you didn't, you know, that's not a great yeah. way. But you know what? I mean, maybe you race, maybe you make a one-off race here or there and kind of get a little more moment in the sun or something. Or maybe you do some GNCCs or, you know, if you're not the, you know, off making tons of money fishing. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, you've always been a good buddy to mine over the years, too. Thank you for, for the interviews and the time you've made and everything else. Appreciate it. Yeah. No, no, obviously, thank you guys uh, giving me a lot, you know, through your outlets and uh, providing me with a lot. And uh, can't thank you guys enough for, for supporting me and, and obviously uh, having me on this evening. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been fun, man. I had a good career and uh, met a lot of genuine people such as you guys. And, and uh, man, I think I've known you, Tony, since it was like my first year. I don't even know if I was racing professional stuff yet. I think I was still, still racing amateur stuff when I met you. And, uh yeah, man, it was, it was a good stretch, and like I said, I made a good, what I feel like is a career out of about 14 years now, and yeah, uh, and I, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, let me say my farewell to you that now. Right on. Yeah, I, I always loved supporting the up-and-coming Suzuki guys, and you were you were on the top, you are one of, I think, the top amateurs at the time when you came out pro. Yeah, yep. On that the was Suzuki. a lot of cold dresses still, man. Yeah, yep. yep, yep. It was a good, good deal for me, guys. Right on, man. Well, thanks, Bobby, and we'll talk soon, man. Oh, Bobby, well. take care of yourself. All right. Thanks, buddy. Bobby Canari, everybody. Uh, nothing says uh, Bobby Canari like the Arena Cross Series earlier this year where he jumped off the track, hit a tractor, 
got his bike up, and jumped back over the berm, back into the race <laughs> after he get, got up and hit the track. Which one was that? Uh, it was like round three or four or something. <laughs> okay. It's it's on YouTube or something. I think it was Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids? Like yeah, that. I think yeah. it was Grand Rapids. You're I, wa- right. I was watching he that was, race. He was riding pretty good here at the at the last race, wasn't he? At, he was at the one at the Orleans, or at the South Point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was... Yeah. Yeah. No, he's good. Good people. He was a Bobby good Kennard. competitor, you know, in he's, that sport. He's come in studio a few times too, and uh, I've known him for a long time. And man, he's just uh, he's just one of those guys. Tough you, you, kid, yeah. huh? And and like seriously, I mean, I, like I said, I, I was making a joke about you have the best fish finder. I know it. There is skill involved in it. I have <laughs> yeah. no idea what, but there is skill. Yeah. And Bones is like, dude, he's really good. Like yeah. he can make some money fishing. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like I said, I, no, I, yeah, yeah. That's why I asked if you t- if, he, if he talks to Gossler yeah. or whatever because yeah, yeah. he's like big time into oh, it. Which Goss is it? Chris. Oh, okay, yeah, Christopher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you've been speaking of Chris. Chris, you've been on hold for a while. What's up, man? Hello. Hey, what's up? Hey, Steve. How are you doing, man? Good. What's up? Thanks for calling the show. Um, uh, um, thank you for all, uh, listening to me. Anyway, I just w- wanted to ask you. Uh, I'm not really good at this, but I wanted to ask you about. You're riding. Okay. Do you ride? Do you ride anymore? No, I haven't. I haven't had a bike for, uh, uh, I probably sold it in 2013, 2014. Uh, and why not? Uh, well, riding really sucks here in Vegas. Uh, I was, uh, I had a KX450 when I moved up here in Berlut. We were just talking about this. I'd go to Sandy Valley or Boulder City or sometimes Mesquite. I saw the great Tony Berluti out there a few times. And then I'm now. Curious. I'm sorry, but I live in Vegas also, and uh, okay. you know I ride every weekend. And yeah, but you just ride track riding, but yeah, it's awesome, man. Yeah, see, I'm just a moto guy. I grew up moto. When I went to go riding, I ra- I rode tracks. Going in the desert to me is n- I've never enjoyed that. I've never thought that was fun. Uh, I've always thought about coming over and hitting some dune at fifth gear tapped or coyote. <laughs> well, you know, like <laughs> I understand it, Sam, but you, have you been up to uh, say Cold Creek or or maybe Logandale? Uh, any of those places? Berlude, have you been up there? Yeah, I've been to. Okay. I, I haven't been to Logandale, but Cold Creek, I know that area. Ah, it's wonderful. L- level, you, can, I, you can take I'm level. Just can- curious if you ever been out there. No, no. You can I've, take Level Canyon and go all the way to Cold Creek. Do you ever do that? Yeah, Level Level on the other side, all the way around the, on the other side, man, is, is insane riding. Yeah, it's pretty good. Welcome to the Pulp Off-Road Riding Show, everybody. <laughs> uh, exactly. No, 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 Chris, I just, uh, I'm like, I'm into moto. I like motoing. I like the tracks and stuff. And maybe, and who's to say, so, like, maybe if I got back into it or something. But, you know, I went out to Apex a couple times up here. I went out to. Oh, Apex uh, sucks, man. Come oh, on, I know. No, it's Apex. It's Apex. No, but on, it's man. closer to my end of town, so whatever. I went out to. But you know what I would do when I went up to Apex, Chris? I would make a track. I would make a, you know a couple minutes. But you know, Apex sucks, man. And they're going to close it, and it, it you know you're going to get a nail in your tire every well, time. Well, no, I know it was sketchy, but I'm saying like that. I went out to an off-road riding area that's nothing but open land. And what did I do when I went there? I made a track. So that's just that's just what I'm into, like you know. So. Uh, I think if I moved to SoCal, I might get a bike, and you know, I would do that. You know, Glen Helen or whatever. Sometimes I would well, get you up know, at five in the morning. Uh, what, the, what the basis of this is? is I'm, I was kind of curious. I mean, uh, I'm a big guy. I'm a big guy like you, and uh, you know, I was kind of wondering if maybe the your bigness was keeping you from riding. 
No, um, no, it was, it's more. Uh, I was, I was, I was fine with that. I was just more the tracks. I was bored. Boulder City wasn't bad, but then they closed it. It was closer. Yeah, then they know? closed it. So you and you went out to Mesquite and, and did the national track or no? Well, yeah, but they only what would Mesquite would only ride it only on Saturdays in the winter. So yeah. it was tough to yeah, it was, tough to make yeah. there. But uh, all right. No, so that's that's my deal, man. I just uh, I'm not into the off road stuff. I mean, maybe one day, maybe if I tried it again or whatever. But yeah, uh, you know, I, I kind of put it out there. I was like, you know, I was thinking like, uh, what if, what if, what if like the people that listen to you and your friends in the moto industry were were listening or wondering if you had been riding and about your weight and all that. And I'm a big guy again. I was kind of curious about that if it was affecting the Ber- reason why you were riding. Berlu, you saw me get around a track. Yeah, I was. Size. I was quite impressed, actually. You Thank rode you. very well, but that was quite a long time ago. But uh, I think I was the same weight, though. Yeah, maybe. I'm, yeah, like, I think I was. I don't know. You might have been a little bit smaller. Okay, it was a long time ago. It was like 2014. 2013. Whenever, whenever, a long when time you first, ago. when you first moved here. Well, I had a 2013 KX450F. So, okay, was that your first KX450F? Yeah. yeah. Then that's what Couldn't it would have been. That long. That's what it would have been then. Right. So I'm 14. Saying. Come on, dude. And what's in the garage Are now? Are you sure it was Nothing. 14? I, my my 88 YZ250. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, man. You want to ride that bugger, <laughs> don't you? Don't you? I don't know about that. There's a reason. Yeah, but hey, stay on hold. We're going to get you a Vortex Racing T-shirt, all right? What? You're kidding me, right? No, we don't kid around. Just stay on hold, Chris. Gibbs will get your information. We don't jack around on this show. All right. Hey, Steve, thank you so much, man. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. All right, Chris is on hold. Let's take our first commercial break of the night here. Pulp and Max Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. We'll be right back with the great Tony Berluti. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Fly Racing. Fly Racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at pictures from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at Fly Racing USA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. 
Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Nitro Circus is stoked to announce its greatest ever all-new arena tour coming to 25 North American cities this fall. It's the most extensive run that Nitro Circus has ever undertaken. Hot on the heels of Josh Sheehan's groundbreaking world first triple backflip on a motorbike, Nitro Circus Live's latest creation takes things to a whole new level. Starring 17-time X Games gold medalist Travis Pastrana, the tour will feature unbelievable new tricks, record-breaking feats, insane stunts, and the craziest contraptions ever, plus a whole new repertoire of daredevil fun. In all, there will be more than 10 world's first each never seen in the USA. Combined with a host of outrageous new contraptions launched from the jacked-up, bigger-than-ever Nitro Giganoramp, this is truly a visual experience never seen before. Tickets are available now, and fans looking for the ultimate Nitro Circus experience will want to get their hands on the all-new Nitro Club VIP package. Just $99 each plus applicable service fees, these exclusive passes include the best seats in the house as well as a chance to get up close and personal with Travis Pastrana and the stars of Nitro Circus during an exclusive Q&A session. Nitro Circus! Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. and. What's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So 
they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this... Um, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. Bolt-on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8-pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Bent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock, too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. How's it going? My name is Chris Laredo. Patrick Barker. Scott Lewis. My name is Ben Shearmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pikes mechanic. Wrench on the number 10, Justin Brighton. I work for Justin Barsh. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. That is the best thing, yeah. It's like you've got to run Galfer. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. 
the leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cams performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cams wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. HOTCAMS, unleash the power within. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Hey, 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 W-E-E. 
Now that I got your attention, let's talk about Wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W wheels are built by the same guys that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Roxon, Millsap, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Beck Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know, you know these, these bars, bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machine silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. 
Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Kyle Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. It's been a ride. I guess I had to go to that place to get to this one. Now some of you might still be in that place if you're trying to get out. Just follow me. You can try and read my lyrics off of this paper before I lay them But you won't take the sting out these words before I say them Cause ain't no way I'ma let you stop me from causing man What I say I'ma do something, I do it I don't give a damn what you think I'm doing this for me So fuck the world, feed it beans It's gassed up, if it thinks it's stopping me I'ma be what I set out to be Without a doubt, undoubtedly And all those who look down on me, I'm tearing down your balcony No way fans of us, don't try to ask him why or how can he From infinite down to the last we In 1973, FMF Racing has evolved into one of the world's premier off-road exhaust system manufacturers. 43 years of championship experience. There's plenty to be proud of at FMF. Probably the two greatest accomplishments, though, have been the ability to remain true to the sport and the fact that everything the manufacturer has done right there in SoCal. FMFRacing.com. GutsRacing.com. Moto Concepts, RCH, Yoshimura Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda. Just some of the teams that use GutsRacing.com. Use the code PulpMX2015 to save yourself money at Guts Racing. Seats, seat foams, lightweight, seat bases, Guts Racing. They've got it. PulpMX Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. I'm Steve Mathis. With me, the great Tony Berluti. Berluti. Yeah, Steve. Having fun coming back? Love it. Love it, he says. I always enjoy this. Listen, you so, know that. so we haven't had you for a while. Haven't had you in the sh show for a little while, so really want to get your take. I mean, obviously, you're on the outside looking in, but 
I know you saw the uh, Kenny Roxon drama with your old team, the RCH guys. Sure. The dad giving an interview. <laughs> yep. That was just a tad um, harsh, let's say. What's your take on that? And again, you're just on the outside now, but you talk to people. You know what's going on. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, certainly by the end of the year, look, Kenny won Monster Cup with KYB suspension. Kenny uh, almost won Indiana. I think he split, or did he win the overall? So he, he kind of you know, got back on track a little bit, but it, it was a rough year. Yeah. Extreme uh, injuries and stuff like that. What do you think of some of the things that Kenny was going under according to his dad? Well, I don't really like throwing people under the bus that much, but I, I think a lot of what his dad said was accurate, and yeah. uh, I think it was kind of probably hard on Kenny. I mean, because then he had to end right. up, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. You know, covering his dad's ass or whatever. or, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, no, I think they turned it around, and I think uh, it'll get better for him. Mm -hmm. I, I would like to hope. You right. Know? He was uh, pretty harsh on Mark Johnson on so the guys on the team not knowing what they're doing with suspension. But then I kind of understood him when he was saying, you know, we brought our guy from Germany to look in our suspension. That's not going to work. No team is going to let some guy open the suspension up. Oh, Heiko, Heiko, like whatever. Alessi stuff. <laughs> right? So, like, he had me at times, and at other times I'm like, what are you doing, Pops? You know what I mean? Like, it was... No, I don't condone it. Yeah. I, and, but, you know... Obviously, blood's thicker than water, you know. Yeah. They always seem to you yeah. know, get in there and, and either screw their kid's career up or whatever, yeah. you know. But I think Kenny, you know, supports his dad. And, you know, I, yeah. I know he, like, made it hard on him a little right. bit. But what's funny is when he did that last interview and they talked about suspension yeah. and stuff, he goes, and, and now I like – not." And it's fun working with the guys that I'm working with now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that wasn't really good for, I guess, Kaipo's still there, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, yeah. that's a tough deal. That whole suspension thing's tough, you know? It is, uh, it is, because as soon as shit goes sideways, they start looking at something else. And, yeah. But then again, like, I was talking to some su suspension guys this year, and they tell me that the Showa, the Showa Air Forks, you know, all the uh, spring is in one side, air. Air springs all on yeah. one side, oil and valving is all on the other. Right, and separate K function. Yeah. yeah, and KYB is this normal, you know, two two air air two air pockets in each fork, two valvings, two stacks, everything else. Right, and the KYB is a better system. They both told me that. Two guys told me that without even they didn't really want their name used because they work with some Showa guys, you know. But they just said that the single fun the single function fork is just not that good of a system. I'm not gonna lie, but Pike Pike struggled and he hated this stuff all yeah. the time, you know. And now he's still on air. Yeah, with but KYB, KYB but air. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess he's happier, right? Yeah. No, it seems like it. Yeah. Seems like it. So, um, so I mean, I think the KYB system, according to the guys I talked to. Um, one of them even told me that the Showa single spring F SF, the spring SFF fork is the worst suspension ever designed. That's how <laughs> far they went. Because of the tension, the size of the spring that you need to compensate for two springs, and the tension it's caused and the, the friction that's caused by using one spring, it's just, he was telling me it's a terrible system. So, yes. Um, it's really heavy on that side, too. That spring is like double the size. Yeah. double, you know. Yeah, you'd think they wouldn't notice, but I guess they do. Yeah, you know totally what? Do. The whole thing is sold. It's it's marketed yeah. to, for savings. Yeah. I mean, they now they don't have to pay for a spring. It's right. all air. Right. For the average guy, it's the wrong way to go, you know. I, I see that uh, that new team, Baselli is on. Baselli, yeah, yeah. he's going to yeah. be on the team. Yeah, Dirk Haney. So yeah. he's using a wipe, uh, WP. Oh, they are? I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. We'll ask him about that. Where'd you see that at? 
Come on, dude. Don't, don't, don't you check out I, Racer X? I guess I need to do that more. <laughs> yeah. Come um, on, Steve. Um, hey, one of the things that I think the RCH guys have done is I think Kyle Bentley has kind of got a more prominent role there. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? What do you think about that move? Yeah. I'll, I'll – uh take the fifth on that one oh, okay, okay. Yeah. all right well um because i know mark johnson was there before and, and kenny and mark and kenny and mark butted heads from all that i heard kenny's dad threw mark under the bus quite a bit too yeah, through ricky under the bus quite a bit um yeah. so i don't know it's like one of those things from the outside and i'm not in there i'm not look, looking in there at all but i see a lot of people like you know a lot of authority figures and sometimes I wonder about, like, okay, well, who's working with these guys? Thank you. you, you know, well, the all. problem is there's too many chiefs and not enough Indians, okay? Okay. That, from the outside, it looks like that. Well, yeah. it does? Yeah, well, no, it does. That's how it is, and that's, you know, the, the sad part is when, when you go and you're putting up the tent and stuff, and those the, the, the guys that hang out in the AC and, yeah. and watch the race on TV <laughs> yeah. up there and whatever, yeah. at the end they pack up and they go, and they just they wave goodbye as there's three of us tearing down the tent and putting it, you know. <laughs> Five of them walking away. <laughs> See you later, you guys, the engineers, and they're all gone, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, on occasion yeah. they help, but yeah, for yeah. the most part, the worker bees, you know, yeah. that, that are in the trenches, you know, they're doing the best they can, you know. Nothing tells you someone's uh – I don't want to say character, but the tent taking down and putting up says a lot about people. It does. Because it's not a fun job. Nah, it sucks, but it's got to be done. Yeah, no. Jimmy Perry used to use that time to check, go get, check the results a lot of times, (laughs) you know, and at the end of the day and, you know. Yeah. So I that, that think that happens for sure. Well, I just wanted to get your your opinion on it actually. And, Uh, uh, you know, because it was something that, you know, for me, and I dropped a bomb on everything that we were talking about, you know, media wise, like, we're just like, whoa. Kenny, it's a big year for Kenny next year, for Kenny Roxon. It's the yeah. last year of that deal. Mm-hmm. Now, look, he won the Monster Cup, so maybe he's all good. But uh, I don't think he's ever had much adversity in his uh, career. Um, if you look at Roxon, he's won at every level, come to the U.S., won the World Championship, come to the U.S., win Supercross, you know, win everything, sure. win a national title. The first time his career has hit any kind of roadblock was this year. So. Well, you got to admit, that guy is so naturally gifted. You yeah. know, his, he oh, is yeah. amazing. He can ride... You know, so if if he can't ride the bike, there's something maybe that's wrong with because that guy is very yeah. natural. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. Uh, all right, Paul, make sure I'm by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Coming up with Justin Brayton. Let's get some phone calls here. Uh, Ryan, what's going on? Welcome to the show. You there, Ryan? Hey, what's going on? What's up, man? Hey, I had a quick question. Um, I don't know if you talked about it already. I haven't been listening. But uh, what's up with Jimmy Albertson? Like, is he – have a team like is Gerfie riding for him? Like, what's going on? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I saw on uh, like the Vital MX Philly season that it said Albertson Enterprises, and then it just said his name, and then like Gerkey was way down the list. Like, and then I see that like some other Yamaha team has Arma Energy. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, right? Arma, Arma, and Jimmy have parted ways. That's for sure. Arma's going to have a team with Kyle Cunningham, Nick Schmidt. And Michael Lieb, um, so they're going to have their own team. That and I think Alan Brown's managing it. I don't know if you knew that or oh, not. Oh, really? I think so. Alan won't tell me though. But um, and how does that happen? Though? What's that? How does that like like how does that happen? Like, I, I just it's crazy because like Jimmy gets a new sponsor, he like blows them on his Instagram. Like how 
awesome. Like, I'm energy as in, like, Sinjin's going to call in any minute now and just really ream you out. That's one you know that, right? Well, I mean, I understand, but, like, the guy, he seems like a, such a good guy. And, like, he is a good guy, you know, like, yeah. He's a good rider and everything, but it just seems like everything that he, like, well, that's part. That's part. That's part of the game. Promoting your stuff on social, you know. I had a. I had a. Uh, I met with a sponsor at SEMA about coming on the Pulp Show next year, and they were more concerned with my social numbers than number of listeners on the show. Do you know what I mean? Because they're just. Like, they're just like, how many people follow you? So how many people can you blast this out to? And I'm like thinking to myself, you know, I'm like, well, we got listeners too, you know. But anyways, um, yeah. how is your? Has the social good? What is the social? What they were asking for? Do you got pretty good numbers? Yeah, thirty-five thousand Twitter and twelve thousand Instagram or something. But so did you close the deal? I don't know. I'll find oh, it at the end okay. of the month. I'll find it at the end of the month. Um, anyways, I have, I have 100 followers on my Instagram. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, it's pretty intense. Killing it. Hey, and one other question. <laughs> I don't know if you talked talk about this either. Um, Stuart not going to Australia now. Yeah, yeah, we talked about, about the beginning of the show. Um, I'm fine with that. Shit happens. Things go sideways. Yeah, but he's still going to Lil. Yes, the butt. He's still going to Lil. That's not a good look to say. I'm out of Australia because of my wrist, <laughs> but I'm going this weekend to France. Like that's not a good look. And if I'm Australian, I'm a little pissed. It's the second time he's pulled out of the race. But we don't know the whole story. We don't know everything about it. But I would. Did you see? I would did, agree with did people. You see, did you see Jake Moss's Instagram? Yeah, I did. Uh, I got you know what? I have nothing much good to say about the mosses, though. To be honest, so I, I, I don't know them. Yeah, I, I don't know um, them, so. but the yeah. uh, but the um, Jimmy thing. I you know I heard he's going wow. to be motorcycle superstore. Is going to be his title sponsor, and he's going to be riding Suzuki's. I need to text him, and I probably should have asked him before I just said this on the air. But that's, <laughs> that's what I've heard. Like ever that Suzuki man. Cat out of the bag, Steve. Oh, Cat me. out of the bag. Hey, you, do you want to know how bad I'm going to let him have it if he's actually on a Suzuki? So, um, hey. I'm, going to, I'm going to just hammer the guy. No, he'll blow it up. It'll be the best bike ever, <laughs> even though it hasn't changed since 2005. Right. Well, listen, if Albertson's <laughs> come on, like, dude, if, eight. Get it right, yeah. bud. 2008. Sorry. 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 Um, if, if, if Albertson's listening or someone, tell him to call in and we'll fight and see if we get the bottom of this deal. So, thanks, Ryan. Did Canary uh, call in yet? Yeah, we already had him on six, last hour. All right. I'm so. way behind. Sorry. Oh, come on, bro. All right. Thanks for calling. All right. Thanks, dude. Later. All right, see you. Tristan, what's going on? Welcome to the Public Mech Show. Hey, Steve. Uh, first of all, thanks for letting me listen and enjoy uh, all your stuff you do. Um, quick question about uh, uh, Stuart, though. Um, you always see all the other riders that are uh, posting all their training programs, all their bicycles, all that st- type of stuff. You never really see that from James. I was curious as to what is his training routine. I, you don't really see much from him about that. Yeah, you know, I'm okay with those guys not posting that stuff, though. Like, I've, it gets a little bit much when you follow these riders and all they do is hashtag grinding, hashtag bike day, hashtag want it. Like, just go do your work, you know what I mean? Um, James, as far as I know, he has the same trainer he's had for a while, a guy named Pablo. Um, right? Okay. Really? I, I don't, oh, I don't oh, okay. know. I don't know if he was around. Pablo Escobar? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pablo Escobar. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, a guy named Pablo, uh, he's been with him for a number of years now. I think he used to do, work with David Millsaps, and that's his guy, and, and, you know, that's that's what he does. He works works on the training program with him. So, um, But just because they're not posting it, it's like, whatever, I don't care. Like, you know, they're all doing yeah, their I, work. I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't feel like he doesn't do it. I just, you know, curious as to what his, you know, this – Form is that you know that gets him in shape and stuff. Yeah, like that. no, no, he, he's 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 ripped, bro. 
He's ripped. That's, I, I can see that. So, yeah. all right, well, thanks. Uh, Gibbs, right. you're about 80% all right, and uh, 20%, you know, there's a little room for improvement, but uh, yeah, you're all right. Not a- bad, 80, 20. Yeah, 80 20 is not bad. Hey, man, I'm happy with a B. I'm happy with a B. I'm probably 85 15, so I'm working on it, too. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Yeah, you got work to do, too, Steve. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Tristan. Uh, Nash. Gentlemen. What's up? Nash. Dude, Verloot, my guy. How you doing, dude? Super pumped to hear Verloot back in studio. Super Beautiful. pumped. That's awesome. Hey, uh, I'm excited to hear your reflection on the year off and how it's cool it must be to tag in and tag out and bittersweet it is. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, You're thank an, you, Nash. Yeah, no. You're I, an icon. You're uh, an icon in the I sport. I don't know about that, but I, He's an icon. I still love right it. He is. Still love he it. He is, Steve, for real. He is. I, I, thank I you, Nash. See All right, so I'm going to take you in the time machine, Berlut, Are you while we're waiting for Brayton to come on yet? the show. you got a tune for Tortelli, yep. Renard, or Huffman. Mm. Who, who was the toughest to tune for, meaning getting the bike dialed in, and who was the hardest on a bike? All three guys are finesse riders from what we see on the outside. No, there. not at all, actually, Nash. Well, Huffman was a piece of cake. Um, Grips and graphics? Grips and graphics? Pretty much. You know, I mean, you could, I mean, he was amazing. He didn't go through clutches and didn't go through brakes. How do you do that going that fast? <laughs> you know? So, uh, Robbie, I wish mentally he was a little tougher at times because it was, he was mental a lot. You know, Tortelli was mm-hmm. strong as an ox, but overall, I'd have to say Tortelli was probably the most difficult because he could ruin a motorcycle. Uh, you know what? I forgot, Steve. You had mentioned that before, Steve, and obviously uh, that was Shane, your interjection. Yeah, no, Shane Drew used to tell me he'd bend bars without crashing. The Renthal, you know, bars would just would bend. He would do amazing things, and he went and we had him on the show yeah. one time, and yeah. uh, we talked about it. But uh, like he ripped off a foot peg bracket off the frame, <laughs> yeah. and I thought he was going to come in limping or something. He you know brings the bike. He goes, no, no, everything's okay. You know, I mean, <laughs> so the guy could ruin stuff, not even crash, and. He's not hurt or nothing, you know. So, and he could whip up a TRMSU like no other. Uh, oh, <laughs> you know God. that that's, story too. Yeah, dude, that that story is legendary in the pulp history. I mean, really? Yeah, he was. You know, Tortelli's working with Bichelia. I heard about we're that. Gonna, we're going to ask him. I heard about, about it. that. Oh, yeah. I thought oh, that. Good, I think that's a good fit actually for that team. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great man. You know, he'll be he'll do great with those guys. Good snappy it, dresser too. Uh, yeah, Berlut. One final thing: who was who was the toughest? I mean, you worked for a lot of guys, man. Who was the toughest on equipment? I'd have to say Tortelli. Nice. Yeah, for sure. Well, I was definitely blindsided by the the polite Frenchman. You know, Steve's in love with him, which is fine. And we know Steve's a heterosexual man. But, <laughs> no, uh, listen, I love my wife. I love women, but he's a good-looking man. He's a good-looking he, guy. He dresses he's well. A good-looking guy. He cooks like no other. I mean, he he's a uh, he, Tortelli. He's a, a great guy. Tortelli he really is a total is. package. He really is. You know, for Snappy as a dude. Dresser. Snap, snap, oh, dude, dressing, oh, yeah. cooking, riding, racing, <laughs> the looks, the scarves. I mean, he's got it all. <laughs> hey, and it. he's so polite. He really yeah, is. He's a, oh, and on, yeah, on top of that, nicest guy ever. Yeah. yeah. We're two-time world champion. Yeah. You know? I, I, I love it. Berlut, one final one for you. Sure. I know, yeah, you know, you had a year off. You talked about it. You, you know, hey, I'm not coming back in the game. Would you come back in the game if somebody threw you an offer you couldn't refuse? No, it's not about the money. I'm I'm really happy with what I'm doing. Uh, I, like I said, in a capacity where I might help out a little bit or do something like that, but not have to go to all the races, I might mm. consider something like that. And it, it's not really a money thing at all. Mm. Excellent. Well, hey, you're you're a gentleman and a legend in the sport. We love having you on the show. You know, it, Steve, the multi the multi guest 
venues that you got going <laughs> now on the Paul Blank Show. It's awesome. Yeah, that's what and, we try to do. Hey, did uh, so? Are you hooked up with Michelin? No, we, we. I did. Okay. I got the tires. I, that's what I wanted to let you know too. Okay, this, sweet. Uh, and I am a, a goofball off-road rider. I've been running Michelin for a long time. I can tell you right now, those tires are definitely easier to install. The compound's different on the tire. They yeah. definitely no, they're a great tire. For whatever you thought of Michelin, the old Michelins, uh, and I used them at KTM for a couple of years, um, you know, you got to try these new ones, Starcross 5. So. Um, no joke, no lie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some testing on them, sure. and, and I, I know you're on bated breath waiting for me to. Oh, I can't even. I can't even. I can't even <laughs> handle it. I know. I know. I, I know the whole world it. is. But oh. now, for real, no lie. All joking aside, uh, you know, I I love Dunlops and they work great, but they wear out too quick. And the old S12s that are still around now, but this this tire is totally new. It's brand new, like you you guys are talking about. I can see it right here. How's your Bark Busters doing up there where you ride? Uh, I, I'll tell you what, man. It's it's uh, it's a neat kind of riding we got here. You know, there's a lot of moto, there's a lot of moto stuff that we can cross train on, but the trails are pretty tight. We brought Ryan yeah. out here two, three years ago, and he was like, "This is the tightest stuff I've ever ridden." I can and imagine. It's cool, Berlude. If you're ever on the East Coast, hit me up. Dude, get absolutely. I think you're riding, man. He's not going anywhere outside of Vegas. <laughs> hey, no, I, I don't mind traveling a little bit, but yeah. Steve, every week I'm just over there. You don't you want know. to go to Bulgaria and then Paris? No. Okay. All right. No. Um, all it. right. Hey, Brayton's on the line, so we've got to run now. Hey, cheers, guys. Hey, Nash, good fun. talking to you. Thank you, Nash. Hey, 4 See you. See you, Berlou. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, on the line, uh, brought to you by Roost MX. They're not your average graphic company. 17 years in the business. 48-hour turnaround. Check out the Pulp Nation section on the website. Use Pulp Nation to save 20%. RoostMX.net. I just retweeted a guy tonight who uh, went to RoostMX.net and got a Pulp MX package, stickers, and a T-shirt. And these guys have uh, helmet kits, trailer graphics, T-shirts, sticker kits, and more. Proud sponsors of the Cycle Trader team, of course. Cycle Trader, from what I know, will have Colt. Nichols, Luke Reslin, and Kyle Partridge next year Wow! on Yamaha. So, nice. so uh, that's, I don't think that's stamped, but I think it's pretty close. So Roost MX, proud to bring you our next our next guest on the show. He is um, king of Bulgaria, Supercross. I think he was the king of Genoa. We need to get to the bottom of this. Um, and he'll be new in Geneva. Tw- BTO Sports KTM, Justin Brayton. Brayton, what's going on, man? Yo, what's up, Mathis? How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Got a little bit of a cold from all the traveling. I sound, yeah, you sound, you sound a little different. Yeah, you sound, you sound a little stuffy. Yeah, you know? I, it just hit me actually the morning, actually Sunday morning on the way to the airport. I was like, uh oh, <laughs> planes are awesome. And the flight was miserable. I was like, 11 hours from London to uh, to LA. I was just like, massive headache, sneezing, oh. runny nose. I felt bad for the people next to me, but. Oh jeez! It's all good. I'm I'm feeling. Are you? Better, uh, so. Did you get upgraded overseas or what? Did we talk about this? I don't know if we did, but. No, I I, uh, I didn't. Nope. Oh. And, uh, and I'm kind of tight with with the whole money, so I'm not gonna buy the business class or anything. I get that question a lot. Actually, oh, did you buy business class? I'm like, no way, man. I'll pay for my kids' college and and uh, <laughs> suffer for ten hours. You know. Well, you could also. Well, I don't know. You go United, don't you? Or you go Delta? I mean, right? No, one more guess. Uh, American. 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 <laughs> well, United yeah. has like twenty thousand miles and four hundred bucks. So I, really? I, I was doing that before I got my new status where I don't have to pay anything. But um, yeah. I, I, I'll do twenty thousand and four hundred bucks. It's worth it to me. That's oh, not yeah, bad. No I'd, I'd yeah. Do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. okay, I'm confused. I saw that. Okay, you went. You won the one final in Genoa on the weekend. You crashed uh, yeah. in the second final, and you won the super final. I saw some posts that said you were the king of Genoa, and I saw some posts that Cooper Webb was the king of Genoa. Who won? Who won Genoa? Dude, I'm. 
Hey, I'm just as confused as, as anybody else, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, so the, the deal was Francesco, the guy, you know, kind of running it all. Um, I saw, I got the schedule, and it basically had three finals on it. So I was like, hey, what's the deal? You know, the last one in bold print, it said King of Genova final, whatever. Okay. And, and uh, so he said, well, the first two races are just for European Supercross championship points. So it's basically for those guys. And then the King of Genoa was the last race. So I said, so basically there's like two heat races. Yeah. And then that's our gate pick for the final. I said, yes. So I was like, okay. Yeah. And then the first one I win, you know, I don't go to the podium, nothing. I was like, okay, whatever. That was basically a heat race. The second one, I'm in third and go to pass Bogle. We kind of hit in the whoops and I crash. And, and then I, so I just kind of roll around because my, uh, my gas, I don't know, I guess you're, gas line or whatever yep. next to the gas cap it had came off so there was gas going everywhere so oh. i was just rolling around like i didn't know how much gas was in there i didn't know how much spilled okay. out so right I'm right and cruise around go back to the pits and then like they're doing a podium and cooper comes cooper and and uh the other guys come back with trophies i'm like hey what's going on here like <laughs> trophies really like, i could have just like cruised around and and uh yeah maybe not tried to be so aggressive and to, to win that i would have one, sure. whatever just happened so i asked francesco and he's like oh no no no, that's that's just uh uh european supercross final i'm like well what's the next one the next one's for king of genoa so i'm like okay <laughs> and then i won that okay. and then big podium first place trophy right king of genoa so basically cooper won the he won the two uh, motos combined the two like in a mo yeah. like two motos if you added them up the heats or whatever right yeah and yeah. then the main event the final the king of genoa i won so, okay. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I'm confused too because well, I saw on on like Instagram and Twitter like Cooper Webb wins, Jenna. I'm like, what? Yeah, you're like, wait really? a minute, there was a super final. I won it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have the trophy right here, and, <laughs> but it's all good. I mean, it's it is what it is. Obviously, Cooper. Yeah. Was riding good, and but I mean, I, I feel like I. Yeah, like like it's like not won, so. like it's no skin off. You know, skin off your back if if if, yeah. if but still, yeah, you're like, wait a minute. Hey, is the trophy cool? They usually get bitching trophies over there. Yeah, the trophy is actually awesome. Yeah, and uh, I've won it a couple other times, and and all three of the trophies I have from there are like the coolest trophies I have. Oh so yeah, it's pretty pretty neat. Yeah, I what did. are they? Just Genoa only? Is that it? No, or, I mean most. Because, well, Geneva actually has awesome trophies too. Yeah. That's the biggest one I think. Has. Uh, gives cool trophies and and uh, Bulgaria. I got that watch. That was pretty cool. Um, seven zero two five eight six seven five seven. You got a question for BTO Sports KTM Justin Brighton, the King of Genoa. We'll just say it. King of Bulgaria, King of Geneva, He's King rolling. of King of Bercy at some point. Yeah, you got um, it going on. <laughs> I saw McElrath's out at Lille. I was wondering if you were going to get a call. What? <laughs> no. Okay. I, uh, bummer for him. I'm, I'm super bummer. I haven't really heard exactly what happened, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, if no, nah, I, I don't think so. <laughs> what happened? What's what's he story? hurt his wrist? He hurt his wrist. I don't oh, okay. I'd be out for a few weeks or whatever. So, well, what's the deal between? Yeah, and them I actually didn't plan on doing Genoa. I just it was last minute, and I was already going to Europe. I was like, oh, I'll just stay for a week, and right. and honestly, staying in Italy for a week was so cool. I still got to ride and yeah. hung out with that kid Brian Shue for for a week and and his family, and um, so yeah, ended up being awesome. But now feeling like I, I'm. 
Chilling right now, I'm like, I don't want to jump on a plane. No. No, uh, McElrath was racing Lille. So when he got hurt, I was thinking they'd call Brayton it for a fill-in. Oh, gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we're down a rider. Oh, so, so you're not you're not going there then, No, Justin. yeah, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, Brayton's not going. Oh, okay, gotcha. He's going to Geneva, though, in beginning okay. of December. So. Gotcha. Um, yeah. yeah. My original plan was to do Bulgaria, then have a month off, which obviously you guys know November's a huge month for testing yeah. and training and all that. So I was like, I'm going to have all of November off. And then go race in, in Geneva, but and it's hard to pass up when you're already over there and stay for an extra five days sure. or whatever. So, um, yeah. the Brian Sue kid, HSU, his name is last name is spelled pronounced Sue. Uh, he's legit. He's got that some skills. Shoe, shoe. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was saying Sue. Yeah, and he's like, no, it's like a shoe, like a shoe. I was like, oh, okay, shoe. <laughs> HSU but, is how yeah. we spell it. Um, That's a Spanish yeah. kid. No, he. Well, he's. He, his mom is Taiwanese. His dad is Germany. They live in Italy, in Italy. It's really weird. Huh. And he okay. plays violin. He plays, <laughs> he's a yeah. really good violinist, I guess. <laughs> so. yeah, Did he play dad, the violin for he you? Does for a living. His, uh, his dad makes the violin, which I just found out. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah, pretty, pretty wild. He speaks five languages. He, he just turned 17. Wow. Yeah, and he's, pretty cool and, he, and he's fast, too. He's good. Yeah, he's super fast. Yeah, um, so it should be uh, should be interesting. So you were there all week hanging out, and then uh, like you said, went to Genoa. Um, so now I guess yeah. now uh, once you get over your cold, start testing, start start buckling down a little bit, and then make a short trip to Geneva. Yep, yep, that's the plan. Um, actually, going to pick up my wife and kid right now at the airport. Nice. And, uh, so hang out with them for for a little bit, and uh, yeah, just start start riding. And honestly, I don't have that much testing. To be completely honest, I don't really know what I would change at this point, which is a good spot to be in, you know? Yeah. yeah. Last year, I, you know, I wanted to test a lot, and now I'm like, man, I really don't know what I'd change. So, man, you yeah, know, just keep fine-tuning, and, yeah. and uh, I feel good. It's like one of them years, like, I just I feel really good on the bike, and, and um, yeah, excited you, to get going. You came into the season on the new team. You came in injured. Uh, you weren't telling anybody. Typical rider bullcrap, by the way. You weren't telling anybody. <laughs> then you got hurt in Phoenix. You were out a long time. When you came back, tough to get up to speed. You never really, we never really yeah. saw. Then you hit your head. It was just a shitty year for you. No other it way. To, no bad, other way yeah. to put it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty simple. It was just a, honestly, it was probably the worst year of, of my career. And mm -hmm. and even going back before that, I went to Lille last year which was this time last year on the old ktm and i broke my uh pinky finger oh that's right so then i came back and was out for you know out for three weeks then i got on the new bike in the beginning of december and honestly wasn't comfortable at all and then i crashed and cracked a couple vertebrae on my back and then did my shoulder and it was just yeah and it was it was just bad so yeah um yeah and the other guys, a lot of the other guys jumped right on the new bike and were just instantly comfortable. And, right. And I really wasn't. I, I wasn't that, you know, I, I really wasn't that, that comfortable. And uh, I think I just needed more time. And, and right. the bike setup, like, I typically don't like uh, a stiff rear end. I kind of like it softer and just yeah, just different. You know, I didn't have time to set it up the way I, the way I liked it. And uh, my advantages in Supercross are whoops and, I you know, I jumped the bigger rhythms yeah. and stuff like that. And I just felt like I couldn't do that stuff. And when I can't do that stuff, it affects even my corner speed. It just affects everything <laughs> right. on the track. So, um, yeah, when I have those things, I feel like I can do it all pretty well. And, and that's what I feel right now. So, 
Yeah. And, Good feeling to have. And you were on a Yamaha for a few years and doing well, and there's probably not a bike out there that's much more different than a Yamaha than a steel frame KTM. You know, like yeah. like slimmer, yeah, exactly. smaller, um, you know, all that than, than, the, than the Yamaha. Probably, you know, just a big change for you there, too. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But sure. it's a contract year, and uh, and we know you're good. So, um, you know what I mean? So, we're, yeah, looking for a much better year this year for you, no doubt. I think I think you will be. I, you have to be. Yeah, yeah, you know? I think I feel, I feel good. And honestly, the contract year thing doesn't, you know, I, I feel like it's going to happen the, the way it happens, and I don't think about that too much every year. I feel like I put in as much effort as I possibly can and um yeah so I think yeah. I'll end up with with something good and and uh yeah we'll see um did you make up with Nicoletta yet he's very upset at you <laughs> <laughs> I listen actually I listened to the the podcast on the way home from uh, oh the the one with him London and I and the one that, yeah, yeah 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 so funny <laughs> he's a character yeah it was uh <laughs> just the way he explains stuff, like right. The ten was airborne coming. coming I know he's flying. Like, th- he's flying through the air yeah. like Superman. So funny. So Meanwhile, funny. you like hit a small little bump and like and like hit him or whatever. You know, yeah. um, there was a hey, and and I went over that thing every single time. Every every race before that, but he is right. I probably went a little bit faster that time, but. <laughs> Hey, like you said, I'm not just going to let somebody go around the outside of me. But yeah. no, we're good. He's yeah. Like, he's actually awesome. I like him. Yeah, I just but thought. You know what he did get wrong was uh, he said I did a couple shots at the bar. He did, yeah. Fake the shots. So I totally faked him out. Because oh. he kept bugging me, like, because he was doing them, you know? Right, right. And the Germans were going crazy. Oh, come on, dude. Right, right. I'm like, no, no way. I'm not doing them. And uh, later on in the night, one of the Germans handed me an empty shot glass. And Nick Letty's back was turned to me, and uh, so I like kind of hit his back, and then I act like I did it, and put, got this like sour look on my face. Oh, and yeah, like, yeah. oh man, that was terrible. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, JV did a shot," <laughs> and uh, I was like, "It's my second one." He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> nice, no, you fooled no, him. I, I mean, I didn't see you do anything, and that's why I said on the show, like, yeah. and then, and it, um, and then at one point, Berluti, uh, there was a guy named Phil from Germany, a racer. And Phil wouldn't, Nicoletti wouldn't do any more shots. So they, the guy said, I am Filthy Phil. You are Pussy Phil. <laughs> and they started chanting Pussy Phil over and over. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dude, those guys can drink. Uh, like, you, you guys were a lot better than, than them on the track, but they had everyone covered at the bar. Wait, wait, I'm oh, assuming worked, this was. Worked everybody at the bar. After yeah. the race? Yeah, after okay. Saturday night's race. Yeah, right. they, yeah. These guys were a lot. They, they were good guys, but they weren't on the level of JB, no, Nicoletti, no. Pike, and these guys. And so they ran, you know, Brighton ran into lappers pretty quickly, and a lot of them. But whatever. They were, you know, they tried their best. But then at the bar, they yeah. drank all the, all the American <laughs> riders under the table. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, I was, Mathis, Bulgaria was pretty awesome, huh? I thought it was kind of depressing, JB. <laughs> Those buildings and everything were kind of really? depressing, except for the Starbucks. That well, was great. Before I went, before I went, people like, I mean, I was having thoughts like we were going to get kidnapped and it was going to be bad, <laughs> and it wasn't even close to that. You know, like no. I mean, that mall was super cool. Starbucks was fine. The stadium was actually great. Stadium was nice. Yeah. Really st- nice. Stadium was great. And that cheesecake, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> well, and maybe my favorite dessert I've ever had in my life. Yeah, that restaurant was sweet. There was hot chicks in there, too, Berlin. Nice. And they were totally eyeing yeah. me and Phil up badly. Oh, I bet they were. Oh, God. I imagine. Um, they were. Why wouldn't they, Steve? And uh, 
And you're right. No, no. You know what? I, and you know Adam Wheeler? You know Adam, I think, a little bit on track off-road guy. Um, he told yeah, me, yeah. he's like, oh, it's a really rough city. But yeah, he kind of told me the same thing. He didn't say we would die, JB, but he said it's a really rough city and this and that. So um, kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, And it was. It was fine. Yeah. It was absolutely fine. Totally fine. So, um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, so 22-second lap times. And, like, Brayton was into lappers in the heat race uh, the second lap. Wow. So it took him about two and a half yeah. laps to get into guys. So how many were in the main event? There was 12, but the guys in the mains weren't, were better. That 12, you know? that 12's better than yeah. 20 or something. That'd be yeah. real danger. Yeah. For Luda, you know, you know what it was like? It was like a NASCAR race when you get into lappers. It, like, I compared it to that because the track was so easy that you could, once you got into lappers, you could like time it just right and use them as like a, like a, block you know from like this guy right here and then right on like a pick you know like yeah it was like it it was like really strategy i guess oh that's cool it was actually pretty cool yeah um they helped i saw some times where they really helped you like when pike on fault was following you and then other times they they hurt you like it well yeah it was uh it was pretty pretty neat to watch it was like a race within a race that's funny that's yeah for sure all right we got a guy on the phone here snowman what's up you want a question for jb Get balls out, come on. What's up, bro? Hey, uh, well, I think I met him back in the years, years ago. Uh, you live with Jeff Northrup and uh, Robert Harrell, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. That's when I first moved to California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met you back then uh, when I was riding dirt bike. You're a really cool guy, <laughs> man. I, I, you had a broken limb, I remember that. You guys lived in a yeah. pretty cool house with a lot of really hot chicks. Oh, wow. Check Ooh, easy. He's picking his wife up. That's NorCal. That's NorCal for you. NorCal. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was cool meeting you. Know, I just, I, I, for some reason, it just popped in my head not too long ago, and I was hoping you'd call in and talk about that. Yeah, man, yeah. thanks. Hey. Yeah, appreciate the call. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Snowman. Good luck. Thanks, yeah. Um, yeah. Somebody met JB. He was a cool guy back in the day. Imagine that. Um, <laughs> yeah, hey, do you yeah. get do you get a little tired of guys like me and other people talking about how great you ride in these off-season supercrosses? Are you kind of like, hey, wait a uh, minute. I'm yeah, a good a little bit because it's like, even if we come back to the States, so take, for instance, the people that I raced overseas this weekend. Uh-huh. I feel like I've beat those guys. Other than this past year, I've beat those guys every year in Supercross. The guys that beat me are the, are, yeah. the, you know, Dungey and Roxon, and they don't race overseas stuff, so why shouldn't I win all those? Right, right. You know what I mean, so, and, uh, like, Stuart has raced an overseas race with me, and he was beating me every night, and then the last night, something happened, and I ended up uh, winning, yeah. you know, Bercy that year. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, and, and they're tighter tracks. I come from Arena Cross, and, and uh, I just feel like I should. I feel like I should win those. But if we all go line up in Geneva, Switzerland, and it's and it's everybody, do I win? I mean, man, I don't know. I would try. I would <laughs> yeah. try just like I tried Anaheim, but I might end up fourth. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I know you have a good yeah, point. Always, yeah, you know, if you rode if you rode like you ride over here, you could win over there. Well, and maybe I ride the exact same, but maybe Dungey's just a little bit better than me, you know? Or, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, the couple years, a yeah. couple years ago, when you were on the Honda team, you were sometimes the fastest yeah. guy out there. 
Yeah, there was a few yeah, weeks. Yeah, you were on a roll for like three one, weeks in a row. And then you splatted yourself. Was that at San Diego? And you got up and still yeah, raced? Yeah. Dude, that was the gnarliest crash. You should have been dead. <laughs> yeah, I still have that on my phone. And, and sometimes I'll like watch them. Like, holy crap. I, yeah, I broke my leg that night. And actually, before that night, I hadn't even got on the podium that year. And, uh, and after that, broken leg, not riding during the week, I ended up with like six or seven podiums that year and, yeah. uh, and tied for third in the series. So, Absolutely. Um, you made but, me, you made yeah, me some I mean, money, too. You helped make me some money on, our, <laughs> on my fantasy deal, too. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The important stuff. Hey, yeah, I know how to pick them. Bring, bring that out this, this, uh, this yeah. year, too, to hopefully make you guys some money. Yeah, that, <laughs> that crash was nasty. I, I remember Do that. Do you remember thing. that? Yeah, God, that was, was nasty. was terrible, and, you, and, yeah. and I couldn't believe you lined up for the main event. I like, yeah. you're kidding me. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was a... Well, the worst part about that is I was in the Astros unit, like, literally didn't know who Eric Kehoe was. <laughs> I mean, oh, I didn't shit. know where I was at. I didn't know what was going on, and then I kind of started to come to, and... And uh, then I took, you know, the baseline test, and they're like, yeah, you're good. So I was like, "Wow, sweet. And, uh, and Keo was like, dude, you're, you're not going to race, are you? And I was like, well, I'll get on the row machine and see how I feel. Uh-huh. I got on the rower and got some food in me, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to give it a go. And, wow. And I was on factory Honda. Like, that was just my ultimate dream at the time. And it was just, I mean, I had such a great preseason. I just didn't want to let those guys down. And Yeah. And I was like, heck yeah. And I, and I like had it in my mind. I'm like, I'm going to show everybody right now that I'm a bad dude. I'm going to go win this heat race. And, uh, and I ended up not winning the heat, but I think I got sixth in the main. And, uh-huh. um, yeah, it was almost like a statement night for me, you know, like mm-hmm. even to myself, I was like, you can do anything. Just put your mind to it, block this pain out. And then I ended up getting x-rays that week and, and I had a broken leg. And Holy um, shit. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty gnarly. I have pictures of my leg and it's like, yeah, I almost got that comp- compartment syndrome yeah yeah it was so swelled up wow literally all week from from uh sunday morning till thursday i was on crutches at home with my leg up in the air with a game ready machine on it icing it and then i'd go to the airport on friday and try and Um, get on the podium saturday (laughs) i don't know what that says for the i don't know what that says for the uh the concussion test when you don't recognize kehoe and then then you still pass it (laughs) if he's in the nfl he probably i was kind of bummed on it that night because I'm like, man, there's no way I should have raised. Right. No. If I was smart then, like, I'd probably, even myself, I was kind of bummed on myself because I'm like, I probably shouldn't have, you know, because I was, it was pretty bad. Yeah. And now I, like, just don't hit my head that hard. And, and if I mess up a concussion test a little bit, it's like, yeah. you know, you shouldn't raise. Or, no, you can't raise. So I'm still on the fence about all that, you know. I'm like. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. Like, but everyone's working hard on it to try and figure it out. I don't think anyone really has a perfect protocol for it but yeah yeah i mean that night for sure i shouldn't have raced another night's where i probably could have and i haven't you know yeah no absolutely yeah it, it is it's a touchy thing and we're learning more and more about it, it, it absolutely you're right yeah. um yeah. well hey and another thing we learned in bulgaria was filthy phil has no tv no anything no wi-fi in his little house and he gets <laughs> mad at you for plugging your power washer into his electric bill a power washer he's yeah. worried about yeah. the power washer bill <laughs> God. Yeah, he gets a little bitter about that. It could be about, oh, what would that add up to? Maybe uh, fifty cents. And, yeah, fifty or, cents or fifty cents. Yeah, a dollar yeah, maybe he something. Bitter. Yeah, he but gets... I didn't know that about his house. I didn't know that he didn't have any of that. That's pretty gnarly. <laughs> Is that like it when it? When was, in, yeah, like was, Club MX. Yeah, Club MX. Exactly. Yeah. He's got a place, 
and he gets freaked out when Brayden plugs a power washer in because it uses his electricity, and then he has no Wi-Fi, no TV. Wow. He, he says he barely turns on a light. Like, just like, really, uh, Phil? God. So he yeah. stays connected with his phone then. Yeah, that's it. He uses his phone. That's yeah, it. Gotcha. Uh, JB, thank you for coming on. Congrats on uh, Bulgaria. Congrats on uh, Genoa. It sounds like you're the king, so we'll just go with that. And, <laughs> and uh, thank you for taking time for us to, for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. All right. See you guys. See you, See you guys. All right. Later. JB. Jason, Justin Brayton, everybody, brought to you by RoostMX.net. RoostMX.net bringing you K- BTO Sports KTM. Justin Brayton. So, yeah, Super was kinda, nice guy. Yeah, man. good guy. Yeah. I hope he has a good year, man. I do, too. Uh, like, he's talented, man. He is. He is. He, and, yeah, it wasn't wasn't a good year for him last year. He didn't get along with the bike at all and uh, got injured, and one thing led to another. And you know what I mean? One of those things. But like you said, jumping off that bike to that, I mean, I mean, like you said, he was yeah. hurt before, so he yeah. didn't get much testing in. You know You know one thing I was surprised, though, in talking to him in uh, in Bulgaria? Yeah. They don't get to ride the KTM track. No? It's like short Millsaps and Brayton, and they don't get to ride the KTM track. Wow. Only like very, very few days, huh. which I would think they would just have open access to it. Kind of weird, right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I right. mean, we always were able to with RCH team. Yeah. Once we got that Suzuki, yeah. we are out there more than they were, though. Right. They had one rider, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Ride Engineering. Check them out for their triple clamps. They retail around 635 bucks, complete with rubber-mounted bar mounts and poly cones. And uh, they've got all sorts of offsets for you, all sorts of colors that you need for Ride Engineering. Also, two one-piece anti-twist bar mount with eight pinch bolts instead of four, so you can keep your bars straight in the event of a crash. Uh, RideEngineering.com is uh, great, guys. They're on our on our uh, show, and uh, they've got some brake products as well. Billet brake caliper for different bikes, and uh, over Oversized rotors and clamps. Like I said, they're a top-notch company, RideEngineering.com. And uh, all right, let's take a commercial break here on the show. Coming up with Bob Weber from 60 Helmets uh, and uh, Matt Bichelia of the Dirt Candy team and Tony Berluti's in studio. I think we're going to try to talk to Kiefer later on. If you want to win a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires, you must put the brand of bike you have year and, and make and email uh, contest at pulpamexshow.com and uh, we'll just randomly pick a winner for the Michelin Starcross 5 uh, set of tires. Thanks to Michelin for uh, coming on board and uh, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly Racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. 
Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, I definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And, uh... I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha Zone. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. They offer a full line of high performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world famous gold valves as well. Race Tech suspension. Check it out, bro. on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8 pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Bent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock, too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All and fab products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. 
Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack. So there's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it. Most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium's good choice, and especially if you got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, when talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved the weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their, their previous tires, which uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about it's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which you know the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking. And uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have Michelin Starcross 5 hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at michelinmotorcycle.com. Nitro Circus is stoked to announce its greatest ever all-new arena tour coming to 25 North American cities this fall. It's the most extensive run that Nitro Circus has ever undertaken. Hot on the heels of Josh Sheehan's groundbreaking world first triple backflip on a motorbike, Nitro Circus Live's latest creation takes things to a whole new level. Starring 17-time X Games gold medalist Travis Pastrana, the tour will feature unbelievable new tricks, record-breaking feats, insane stunts, and the craziest contraptions ever, plus a whole new repertoire of daredevil fun. In all, there will be more than 10 world's first each never seen in the USA. Combined with a host of outrageous new contraptions launched from the jacked-up, bigger-than-ever Nitro Giganoramp, this is truly a visual experience never seen before. Tickets are available now, and fans looking for the ultimate Nitro Circus experience will want to get their hands on the all-new Nitro Club VIP package. Just $99 each plus applicable service fees, these exclusive passes include the best seats in the house as well as a chance to get up close and personal with Travis Pastrana and the stars of Nitro Circus during an exclusive Q&A session. Nitro Circus! The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within usually safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility 
Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience. We will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. 
Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machined silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these these bars bars can take the abuse you give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. On a long and lonesome highway east of Omaha. You can listen to the engine moaning out as one lone song You can think about the woman or the girl you knew the night before But your thoughts will soon be wandering the way they always do When you're riding 16 hours and there's nothing much to do And you don't feel much like riding You just wish the trip was through Mm -hmm. 
As you're shaking off the cold You pretend it doesn't bother you But you just want to explode Most times you can't hear them talk Other times you can't Welcome back everybody Is that a woman Tony Berluti's song man? Thank you, Steve. Seeger, bro. I love it. You that guy's you saw classic. Him. You said you saw him, huh, in Vegas there? Yeah, about a year ago. Yeah. It was good? It was really good. Yeah. Unbelievable. Got some good songs, man. Yeah, he's good. Like, You like him? Yeah. Like, yeah. I never liked him. I never liked him at all, but until I started driving for a living in box vans. You're driving late at night. You put Seeger in. <laughs> and, like, it just gets you through the night. There you go. You know, you're just yeah. like, yeah. You so. get a, an extra 300 miles out of them, huh? Seriously, I, I started listening to it late at night, like oh, when, wow. I, when I was driving. And so I was you like, listened to him back then? Yeah, 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 yeah. I could never imagine me liking him when I was a kid. Like I'm like, Bob Seger sucks. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's classic. Got into it. For he's sure. classic, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, your buddy Dennis Johnson. Dennis, the guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dennis. De- Dennis Johnson. No. no. I'm, I, why am I Parker, Dennis Parker, Parker. There we Dennis go. Parker. Um, he's going to get Kiefer into a strip club to announce in his strip club DJ voice. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that or yeah, something. We can't wait to do that, brother. That's your buddy. He's going to yeah. get us in a strip club. Right on. <laughs> Kiefer's dream is to be a DJ <laughs> at a strip club. He's You'll got have the voice to let me it. know. I'd like to go down there for that. <laughs> we'll do it, man. We'll do it. Dennis Parker. That's yeah. Right. Dennis, I, Parker. Yeah, yeah. Dennis Johnson. That's, that's an old NBA player. That's why I don't know. I had to my, sorry, Dennis, if you're listening. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward DJ, to that. Dennis DJ. Johnson, yeah, yeah, so. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, getting that done. That'll be great. I, I don't know what club it is, but he says he's got an in. So Kiefer's going to come down, and we're going to film Kiefer calling Destiny to stage four, you know, and all that. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah, looking forward to that. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. The great Tony Berluti in studio. Uh, check out uh, sponsor deals on PulpMechShow.com for all of our discount codes, things like that from our sponsors uh, and guys that help us out, and uh, as well as uh, pat- Patreon.com, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com uh, if you want to help us out. If you don't want to do it, don't worry about it. The show's going to keep going, but appreciate people who do. Josh, Matt, Bob, Jason, and David have uh, all pledged to help us out. We're going to give away some T-shirts, sticker kits, that kind of stuff uh, to people who uh, to help us out. So we're, we're looking forward to that. So um, should be a good time. Berlute, um, yeah. I'm looking forward to having Bichelli on later. It should be fun to have my, uh, Matt Bichelli on. You know, I've never, ever talked to him. I'm, I'm interested to. We've had him on the show today, or uh, this year, I think, or last year. He's a good guy, for yeah. sure. So, um, But right now, we've got another good guy in our sport, a uh, longtime industry veteran, uh, been around a while, a uh, good guy, and uh, started a company called 60 Helmets uh, two or three years ago now. And um, we wanted to have him on. Uh, I talked to Bob Weber uh, a little while ago about different things, and um 
thought we'd have them on and uh, talk some more about 6D and everything that's going on with them. Bob, welcome to the show. Steve, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, Tony, how's it going? Hey, Bob, how you doing? You know, I'm I'm good, man. Just uh, kind of wrapping up my day here. Stayed a little bit late to get some work done and looking forward to chatting with you guys. How'd the W World Vets go for you? You know what? It was good, man. I it's, I was kind of bummed because I didn't ride uh, for the first time in quite a few years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got a little little bit of a sore knee that I'm kind of nursing, and mm-hmm. decided to just spend some time in in my booth and talk to people about helmets. So okay, that uh, was yeah, it was pretty good. But uh, Doug and Kurt Nicole had a battle in the 50 and 40 uh, pro classes. Oh, Both those guys were in our helmet, and uh, it was pretty cool watching those guys. Who won? Did Doctor D? Did Doctor D pull it out? You know what? Uh, Doug got it in the 50, and Kurt got it in the 40. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, they went back and forth, and it was some really, really good race, and it was it was fun out there. They did a great job. Yeah, the reason I asked, I thought you would have raced because, yeah, you had raced forever. So um, 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 I know I've seen you there before and everything else, and, you're, you know, your guy owns an industry company, but you're also a racer on the weekends or whenever you can get out. So it's always cool. So. Um, yeah, thanks. Um, also, too, uh, our own Chris Kiefer got third in the uh, Vet Pro, so he's very stoked on that. Yeah, I was watching Chris. He rode. He rode awesome. He uh, he spent some time in our helmet up in Canada this year on the uh, MX101 Yamaha team. So yeah. uh, he's got some experience with us too, which is cool. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, how is things at 60? How are things going? What, is this your third year, fourth year into uh, into the program now? For you, obviously, a lot longer because you've had R and D for, for going out, but to the public, anyways. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about that, and uh, it was three years ago this month that we introduced our company to the industry, mm-hmm. and it was another two years before that that we were working on it. So, uh, yeah, we're about five years into it, coming up in January, I suppose, and mm-hmm. uh, and about three years with it out there in the marketplace, and uh, it's been really good for us. We've we've had a uh, the helmets obviously very good. We've mm-hmm. uh, made some you know, significant penetration into the marketplace. And we've been uh, working hard on some new products here. We've got a street bike helmet that we'll introduce in, uh, well, actually, we already introduced it a couple of weeks ago at the AIM show. Um, but it'll be here mm-hmm. in March. And then we've also got a three-quarters coverage um, mountain bike trail helmet that's coming in March also. Both oh, nice. Technology. Yeah, yeah, both both with the technology in them. And uh, I think both of them are going to be significant uh make a significant impact in their various industries. And sales are? How are sales going for you? I mean, when I talk to people, uh, and I'll get into, into, into you know, what's so special about 16 and, and how you're doing and all that, but obviously with the technology comes a price. And for people who aren't educated, sometimes they look at a 60 price and they go, oh, man, because they're, you know, they're just not reading all the magazines and listening to your interviews and everything else, trying to get the word out is one of those things that, that I imagine you're doing on a, on a daily basis. But so how are sales? Yeah, no, sales are good. We've mm-hmm. had um, three really solid years of growth and uh, we've got a lot of people out there uh, supporting the brand and, and wearing our helmets and, and big believers. I mean, and when I look at the testimonials that we get in, the letters from mm-hmm. moms and dads and riders and, you know, just uh, some of the team owners, you know, uh, it's it's pretty nice to uh, experience some of that and to read the right. comments and talk to people that, you know, have experienced what the helmet's doing for them, you know, and um, it's, you know, the, the, the sport is just getting that much more, um, aggressive and you know every year the the bikes are just you know better and yeah. 
track obstacles. We're going faster. We're crashing harder. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, we need to do better on the protection side. So um, I think there's a lot of interest in the in the technology. I think for a long time, nobody really paid attention to helmets. It's like, okay, right. well, my helmet has this little sticker on the back that says it's okay. And, you know, in the U.S. here, I've got to have a smell-approved helmet because that's what everybody's, you know, telling mm-hmm. me is the best helmet and you know nobody really kind of looked behind the curtain and checked in on you know well what makes a helmet ideal for off-road and for competition and what should a helmet be doing Mm -hmm. and you know that right there is what should a helmet be doing is exactly what got us started it's like okay we've got this rotational acceleration issue that's at the root of a concussion or a rotational brain injury or worse, and how do we address that? And, you know, so that's what we work to uh, try and get our arms around and, and solve, and that was, you know, the foundation of the omnidirectional suspension technology that's in our helmet. So um, I think the other thing, you know, the other good thing is it's got, you know, many, uh, if not all of the other manufacturers kind of getting back to their engineering departments and saying, okay, well, you know what? Somebody yeah. can prove the helmet. We need to get out there and see what we can do with our products. So, Yeah, I would uh, agree with that 100%. Uh, I think helmets have, people have look, started looking at helmets a little more and uh, and based on, you know, probably the success of 6D and everything else, and I absolutely agree with you. I think for a long time, you know, we had a, we had a, 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 a hard shell with a soft um, styrofoam layer, and then that was it, uh, you know, a plush liner and call it a day, you know? Um, I guess for you, like you said, like, so with all this technology, with all the R&D that goes into it, let's face it, the 60 helmet is a little pricier. For you, that must be your biggest battle, trying to explain to people, kind of like, hey, yes, it's expensive, but look what you're getting. This is what you're getting, and this is what we've done, and this is how much we've put into it. And and that's, because, I I mean, when I, I worked for Parts Unlimited for a year, and I would go around Mm -hmm. selling FMF. I worked as the FMF brand manager, and I would go around to these dealers and, you know, they would tell me like, hey, I can get your pipe for $10 cheaper. And I'm just doing yeah. I'm just doing that. Like $10 is all it took. Like just the price is such a bottom line thing with these dealers. Sure. Um, I remember, too, when I worked at Parts Unlimited, the $99 boot sold like couldn't keep them in stock. $99. Yeah. So yeah. same thing with ninety nine dollar helmets, you know what I mean, all that kind of stuff. This is your battle, Bob, right? This is this is your well, battle. You know what? Yeah, it, it really is. And you know, uh, motor motocross or motorcycle racing is really it's the least expensive of uh, motorsports out there. And that being said, it's still a very expensive sport to participate in. Mm-hmm. And every you know your bike consumes chain and sprockets and tires and you've know, been handlebars you you know break plastic you know you tear up your pants you wreck your helmets you know all that mm-hmm. stuff's got to be replaced and you know <clears throat> when i was looking at uh, the development cost of our helmet um i got really scared because our helmet was looking like it was going <laughs> to have to sell for about 800 bucks and yeah. i'm just like oh my god you know how right. there's just no way and we were already way down the down the um, the pike with the the bag, and you know we were going to have two visors in the box. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just try and really set it up nice and do a ride. And I I couldn't not do the the bag. I had to, so mm-hmm. I took the second visor out of the box and said, okay, well that saves us you know fifty bucks, and yeah. you know it'll be seven forty five, and you know we'll make a go at it. And uh, 
so I think in the beginning, you know, there there was, you know, people question, well, why is the helmet so expensive? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's made in China, you know, and uh, Shelly and Arai are made in Japan, you know, so that justifies the money a little bit different, you know, at least in some people's minds. Mm-hmm. At, the end of, at the end of the day, the tooling required for us to develop our technology, you know, we used three different pieces of EPS foam. So that was three individual molds to support the EPS uh, manufacturing. We've got a significant slowdown on the production line uh, and the assembly process mm-hmm. of putting all the dampers in the helmet and bonding them together and installing the cups and the tooling when the when the EPS molds are run. And then on top of that, we had to develop the shell molds, the molding, you know, the visor, just all the various parts. We started yep. at ground zero. And so, you know, when those costs finally came back to us, and it was way too long to go, holy cow, we can't do this. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. Um, I was going, well, you know, at least we've got this excellent uh, performance out of the helmet, and that's got to have value. And, you know, we can work to get the price improved, and uh, you know, as time goes forward and, you know, work to make it more affordable. But it scared the daylights out of me that our helmet was going to have to retail for that amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately for us, you know, um, we've had, you know, We've had good sales, and we've had – there's a lot of moms and dads and individuals out there that are more interested about the safety for their son and daughter than the couple hundred dollars difference that we might be at retail. Mm -hmm. Um, We get a lot of requests for sponsorship. Um, We don't have the resources to really manage that in-house. And, uh, you know, we really need the dealer out there to be educated on our product. And Mm -hmm. we try to, you know, we try to channel all our sponsorship back through the our top level dealers. And we try to educate the dealer on the technology so they know how to talk about it. Um, If they get questioned about angular acceleration or low threshold energy, what is that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, We get a lot of people going, well, your helmet's only good at low energy, you know, but what if I have the high energy crash? And that's that's where the education of what's really happening in the dynamics of a, of a motorcycle accident and uh, come into play and need to be understood differently. It's not about the the forward velocity of, you know, when you crash, it's about how quickly you come to a stop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when people hear about the, uh, the testing data, okay, so, okay, the helmet's tested at 7.5 meters per second, you know, that's, you know, uh, 16, 17 miles an hour or whatever it, it exactly converts mm-hmm. to. And, you know, that's not very fast. I ride my bike a lot uh, faster than that. But you don't come to a stop in 99.9% of the accidents, you don't come to a stop like they do in the laboratory where it's uh, to a dead stop, right. six or eight milliseconds on a steel anvil. Um, you're going to hit something at some oblique angle. You're going to bounce off of that, rotate, you know, hit the yeah. head somewhere else, you know, until you come to a stop. Each time scrubbing off a significant amount of uh, um, velocity as you just slow down in your crash, you know. So it's really, it's really about figuring out. Okay, well, you want your head and your brain to stop over the longest amount of time and over the longest distance possible. Mm-hmm. So to that effect, you've got to have a little bit of room in the helmet so that you can compress and so that you can, you know, give a, a longer and slower ride down to zero because you're going to come to a stop. Yeah. 
Hopefully. And then, yeah, yeah, hopefully. You know, and, and you want to make that as gradual as possible. And that's mm-hmm. where our system, by separating the two layers of EPS by the suspension system, it gives the uh, – it, it adds time into the equation. It adds a nice progressive ride down, and, you know, it, mm-hmm. it uh, transitions less energy. And at the same time, you know, we were we were working out, okay, well, how are we going to scrub off this rotational acceleration? And, you know, we worked, we, we had a lot of designs. If you, if you go read our patent, we've got, you know, three or four significant ways of building our helmet covered in the patent uh, language. But that said, we landed on a, on a isolation system that basically completely separated the two liners, mm-hmm. making the outside surface of the inner one as round as possible, the inside surface of the outer liner as round as possible, so that they could displace and rotate as much as possible uh, compared to what the shape of the, the human head is. It's kind mm-hmm. of a long oval, and in a traditional helmet design, you know, you start binding up on the EPS. So unless you're yielding the EPS, you're not really getting the benefit out of the helmet until that's starting to happen. And that's what's so cool about our technology. It, it allows the head to shear and, and rotate inside of the shell and inside of the inner or the outer EPS um, much more freely than your head would be able to have that same motion inside a traditional liner. Uh, seven uh, so, anyway, oh, so go ahead. Well, I was just going to say yeah. it, it gets very complicated, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's really quite simple, um, and the system is very effective. Um, you know, and, and and it's basically designed to transition to protect the brain uh, from that rotational acceleration and the low energy uh, impacts that happen in. You know, 95% of the accidents out there, and and you know, there's been some discussion about low energy. Well, what does that mean? Well, you know, we basically qualify it as anything from about three to six meters per second. You know, I mean, and you know, the DOT test velocity at six, the uh, SNEL and uh, ECE at about seven and a half or 7.75, and uh, as high velocity. But you really want the helmet working good in that mm-hmm. three to five meters per second range because that's where we're hitting our heads riding motocross and you get up above those uh, velocities and uh, those energies those are you know severe severe impacts that can have you know life-changing circumstances for the individual so you know it's all about it's all about how quickly and severely you're coming to a stop. 702-586-PULP. Bob Weber from 60 Helmets. You got a question for him uh, if you're a 60 consumer or you got a question about uh, 60 Helmets, uh, 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. Um, one of the things that some helmet companies are doing out there that I've read good things about, it isn't your system, Bob, but it seems like a bit of an improvement, is the MIPS technology. Um, what do you think about that? And, uh, and, and you know, I know, like I said, Fly Racing is using it in some of their helmets and everything else. It seems to be pretty good. Yeah, no. Um, MIPS has been around for a while. They've, mm-hmm. uh, they've had a couple of versions of their technology and their and their current version, which is getting installed in uh, a number of different brands right now, mm-hmm. is uh, between the Comfort Liner and the EPS. And basically, what MIPS is trying to do is do you know similar things to what we are: is reduce the rotational energy transfer uh, from you know an oblique angle. Um, the uh, shortcoming or the difference between uh, MIPS and our ODS technology is the MIPS uh, technology has no benefit for uh, suspension or uh, low threshold energy compliance. It doesn't do anything 
to attenuate linear uh, energy. So it's not going to uh, make the helmet more uh, compliant in that three to five meter per second range Mm -hmm. than, you know, the helmet would be without it. What it is doing is allowing the helmet to rotate a little bit, depending on the impact uh, angle. Right. And, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be better than not having anything in there. Now, if you, I mentioned briefly a moment ago about the shape of the human head. Mm-hmm. It's a long oval. And if you think about how, you know, when you put your helmet on and you grab it by the chin bar, you can move it up and down pretty easily. You know, you put it on, you fit it, and you get it about right. You put your goggles on, you can strap your chin strap, you strap and you go ride. If you try to rotate that helmet along the uh, pitch and yaw direction, you know, um, uh, clockwise or counterclockwise or side to side as opposed to up and down, it's not going to go very far because it's binding up on your uh, temple and the back of your head form in those four uh, points on each corner of your head. So, again, if you're not yielding EPS, you're going to get bound up by the inside dimensions of the helmet, mm-hmm. and any rotational benefit's going to uh, be stopped at that point, regardless if there's nips or not. Um, so it's a different technology. It's definitely a step in the right direction. Um, they've got a lot of traction since, um, you know, we've come out with ODS because mm-hmm. it allows some of the other manufacturers to go, okay, there's a technology that's available to me. I can license it and put it in our helmet. Right. And you know, I've got something to at least, you know, uh, try to work in, the, yeah. in that vein. Yeah. It's, it's quite different than what our system's doing. Are you in favor of... Um you know, I mean, forgive me, I could be wrong here, but um, I notice European helmets, uh, Arrow, Shark, um, these kind of helmets, um, soft outer shell, uh, very soft outer shell, very lightweight, huge um, EPS lining compared to, say, a traditional helmet over here that maybe has a harder shell and softer EPS. It seems in one Snell, and I don't think the Snell standard works in the European helmets, what yeah. do you like better? I mean, again, this isn't the 6D because you're using a completely different system, but what are your thoughts yeah, on the two yeah, standards? Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things. Um, we we don't subscribe to the Snell um, uh, protocol for testing helmets mm-hmm. for one reason. And in our testing, our, we, our, uh, we, part of our protocol is first strike of Snell anywhere on the helmet. Snell has a two-strike um, requirement in the same location on uh, in their testing. And what that does is it requires the shell of the helmet to be uh, stiffer or more rigid in, uh, than what we feel, in our opinion, the helmet necessarily needs to be. Um, the ECE standard, on the other hand, uh, has almost the same velocity requirement, 7.5 meters per second, compared to 7.75 with Snell. Um, so by certifying to ECE, you're guaranteeing your customer that you your helmet is going to be there for them in a very high energy impact. The problem on ECE is they tell the manufacturers where they're going to hit the helmet. So the manufacturer can design the helmet or add laminations to the shell to try and you oh, know, really? make their helmet. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they, they tell yeah, you, they, like, here's who we're oh, – okay, that seems weird. Right. Yeah, there's yeah. five locations, and the manufacturer knows exactly where they are and that the helmet's going to be uh, impacted during the ECE testing. So, you know, the manufacturer can get creative to try and work around that, and, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure some of them do. 
Um, but at the end of the day, the lack of a penetration requirement on the ECE test is, I think, its downfall. Um, a lot of the ECE helmets are very light. And when you think about what makes up the helmet, about 70% of that weight is in the shell. So you're giving up um, maybe the integrity of the shell uh, at a level you might want in a very high energy impact um, to get the light weight. And then there's also uh, the European, a lot of European manufacturers and brands go with a much smaller shell design. And going back to what I talked about at the beginning of the conversation, you want as much distance as possible to slow down. When you have that impact, you want to you want the helmet to start working straight away, mm-hmm. and you want it to be progressive, and you want to crush that EPS, and you know, and use as much distance as possible to come to a stop. If you have a smaller, more compact shell, the EPS density needs to go up to handle the high energy strikes, and you have less distance. So generally, on the low energy impact, they're not very effective. So. To solve that, they aggressively groove the EPS on the inside, and that's right. got that that's got some merit. It does, you know, it's good mm-hmm. for cooling. Um, it's good for some low energy impacts because those styrofoam, the EPS foam, will crush in that area. Right. The problem is they have a hard time getting those channels equally distributed around the helmet. So while you might have them across the crown of the head, you might not have them on the temples and on mm-hmm. the side or the back of the head where you uh, also need that level of protection. So um, from our opinion, you know, smaller and lighter is not necessarily better. Right. Um, we believe that with the smell first strike, they can hit our helmet anywhere uh, within the test line, which basically covers the you know, entire crown and down the back of the the head form, you know, basically the full coverage area can be impacted. Mm -hmm. Um, But the DOT test has the same penetration test as the smell. So you've got enough integrity to keep things like levers and shift levers and, you know, foot pegs from getting through. Yeah, yeah, from getting through. And so, you know, it's our our belief that the combination of the ECE and the DOT standard basically gives the best level of protection for, uh, you know, the type of riding and racing that we're doing on our dirt bike. You know what's crazy for me? Like in motocross racing or street bikes or whatever, something has to go wrong for you to hit your head. Like you have to make a mistake or whatever, and that's when your helmet comes into it. Football, hockey, where you hit your head a lot, and in football on purpose many times, those helmets are nothing. There's nothing new there. And I do not, I guess some uh, Riddell or somebody somebody came out with a new helmet that was rejected by the um, Players Association or rejected by the NFL because they weren't licensed or something. And, and, yeah. and hockey, a hockey helmet is even worse. It is just a piece of foam and plastic. <laughs> it is insane that these sports, hockey, football, come to mind. They're running the same, and I think basically they're running the same technology that was around in the 50s and 60s. It's nuts. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you're right. There's a couple of things going on there. You know, just to touch on hockey for a second, the, the hockey player thinks it looks really cool to have a helmet that doesn't stand off their head by any more than about a you know three yeah. quarters of an inch, and you just can't attenuate energy in that amount of space. So they, until they decide they want to wear a bigger helmet, they're going to continue to have huge problems. In yeah, hockey. yeah, I agree. Yeah, football, uh, you know, both of those helmets have to be multi-impact. And while a design like uh, ours, the omnidirectional suspension, will absolutely apply in those categories, it's a material solution that we don't have yet for multi-impact 
that would allow us, you know, to have, you know, the ideal you right. know, helmet in multi-impact sport. Football, um, the helmet is, you know, five pounds roughly. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's a weapon in its own right. Yep. And now, you, you know, put a 320-pound linebacker behind it, and, you know, you've got a you've got a serious, you know, equation for disaster. In fact, I think it was about three weekends ago there was one death and two um, uh, high school players all in one weekend, one death and two critical condition uh, head traumas from uh, high school football in the United States. That, that's one weekend. And, you know, we're losing seven to 12 kids probably a year yeah. in, in football, which is alarming. The, you know, the athletes are getting better, and, and it's just like motorcycles and motocross. The athletes getting better, the equipment's getting better, but, you know, our, our helmets have not evolved, you know. So, it's crazy. Um, we've all, yeah, we've all still got work to do. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we've got riders with concussions in 60s by now, and, you know, we've I've seen some incredibly torn up helmets. Um, but thankfully, you know, we've, uh, we've you know, had uh, good success with our helmets and, and, and limiting in- injuries. And, um, you know, the helmet is definitely doing a good job out there. Um, and, you know, and, and, and we'll continue to, you know, work on improving it as we go forward, you know. I, uh, one, of the th- one of the things I was surprised about is uh, I saw Eli Tomac uh, switched out of your helmet, and he's told me, even off the record, how much he was a fan of 60, and uh, he was probably your highest-profile guy, and I was surprised to see him. I think he went to a bell uh, for next year for the on Monster Energy Kawasaki. Um, I guess you got to be pretty bummed on that, right? Yeah, yeah, he did, and that was that was a tough one, you know, um, you know, particularly because he was the very first guy outside of myself or my partner Robert uh, to ride in a 6D. Mm-hmm. And you know, when we first talked to Geico, uh, Ziggy, and 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 Mike, and and Darren, and and Jeff, they said, "Well, listen, we really like what you're showing us. You know, why don't you um, get, go out and." And uh, let's get it on Eli. And if Eli likes it, then we'll put it in front of the rest of the team and the riders, and you know we'll talk about it right. next year. And so, you know, Robert and I flew to Colorado, and you know, one afternoon, and we got there, and Eli went out and you know rode in his showy right out of the gate, and you know did about a 15 minute session. He came in and switched helmets, and you know went out and did another 15. And he came in, we put him back in the show. He went back out. We did that three times, and then the fourth time he was back in the 60s, he came back and he just, you know, he loved it. He loved the yep. weight, he loved the air, and the cooling, he could hear better, you know, he just really, really liked the helmet. So um, it was funny, I was, we were on the way back to the to the airport, and I got a text from Eli going, hey, work this out, I want to wear this thing at Bercy, you know, in two weeks or whatever it was, you know, and, and I said, well, it's not going to happen that quick, but, you know, we're, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to do our best to work it out, you know, and. Um, and Eli, you know, Eli was great for us. We had, you know, the pleasure of working with him and, and the Tomac family for the last three years. And, you know, his his market value has gone through the roof. And, you know, two years ago when there was, you know, no other competitive product in the marketplace, um, you know, the, the, you know, money wasn't an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, right now this year, you know, the, the offer that, uh, you know, we, we had to hold on to him, it just did not make good financial sense for our company to invest that into a single rider when we've got, you know, uh, development on and engineering and tooling sure. on future products. And, it happens. You know, yeah. Yeah. Differently, you know, so, 
you know, at the end of the day, his market value is, is much more than, you know, is affordable for us today. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had somebody else that wanted him uh, dearly in their product, and uh, that's well and good and appreciated, and it is what it is. And uh, bummer for us, you know, for sure, because mm-hmm. Eli's going to go on, and he's going to win a lot of races and do a lot of great things in his career. And, you know, I'm absolutely a fan. I, I just love the kid to death. And, and um, you know, just uh, unfortunately he's not going to be in a 60 next year. And, um, you know, the last the last anybody saw Eli in his 60 was Colorado. And that was a really, really gnarly crash. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he got both shoulders in that and he landed right on his head and, and he bounced up and, and was, you know, pretty much fine from that with the exception of his shoulders, you know. Right, so, right. Um, so, anyways, yeah, yeah. You know, no, these so things happen. And, yeah, exactly. Right. Hey, hey, Bob, you mentioned he liked something about the hearing when when he wore your helmet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, because he's one of the only guys I know that wears wears earplugs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He does, and uh, you know, he's always worn them. Our helmet. Um, you can just hear your surroundings and your bike a little bit better. Okay. Uh, some people like it. Some people don't. Uh, I think Eli's always. Uh, you know, it's the earplugs allow him to focus and concentrate better and you know he wore them before and he wore them after but uh i think it gets rid of some of the you know it just allows you to at least for me i can hear my own bike a little bit better so the interesting off the start and just right. that stuff just seems better you know for me anyway. gotcha well um hey bob thanks thanks for coming on i think we learned a lot about helmets tonight uh, you know about the 60 and about everything else too um i think educated our listeners which is what i want why i wanted to have you on and uh um, you know, obviously, Fly Racing is a big part of our show. They've been great for us, but uh, you know, you're running a different system. But that's all right. I mean, you know, you have your your uh, your points and well spoken and and uh, and everything else. Berlut, you got one? Yeah, Bob. I was going to ask you. Um, they say with the foam uh, that uh, helmets, even if you don't take an impact on it, that that something happens to the phone, it deteriorates or something. So you should replace your helmet. And you know, I mean, what's time period? Well. Actually, that's a really good question and something to bring up because we get asked all the time about, you know, well, you know, with the dampers in there, is your helmet, you know, uh, is it, you know, life longer than anybody else's helmet or whatever? So um, two things, you know, basically the industry says five years is, you know, kind of the lifespan of a helmet from its manufacturing date. Um, if the helmet never sustained any kind of an impact and you put a fresh comfort liner in it after that and it never saw any chemicals or, you know, uh, heat or anything, you know, that would have messed up the EPS liner in it, that helmet would probably be good to go even beyond that, you know, no, no harm, no foul. The thing of it is any impact puts energy into the helmet. And the EPS foam, it's exactly that. It's expanded polystyrene, which is, you know, what your cooler's made out of, basically. And it's got a really, really good compressive um, characteristics. It's not very, its tensile strength is almost nothing, you know, so it can it can break pretty easily or be pulled apart. Think about your, your beer cooler, you know, lid if you break it over your knee or whatever. But when you squish that stuff, when it starts to yield, it goes, you know, a really uh, nice slope uh, the way it progresses and the way it, you know, uh, handles energy. So when you have an accident, you're putting all of the energy of whatever your velocity was, your the mass of your head and your body coming behind it, 
all of that energy goes into the helmet and the shell. And so when any time you have a decent accident, you put any kind of moderate energy into the helmet, you need to really take it apart and get a good look at it. Um, some of the helmets that are certified to, you know, the higher standards, the higher, um, uh, you know, the snow standard, for instance, in the U.S., you might have a pretty gnarly crash and go look at that thing and go, gosh, you know, it looks okay. It doesn't, you know, doesn't look like anything's wrong with it. Um, you know, and that's not necessarily what you want to see. The rider mm-hmm. might have been knocked out or concussed, you know, and, and the helmet didn't do any work, you know. So um, that's where you, you know, in an accident like that, you want to look inside the helmet and go, holy cow, look at the EPS here. It's mushed and it's soft and, you know, it's cracked or whatever. It's, you know, it's done its work. And, you know, maybe, I, you know, not maybe, you definitely need to get that helmet either repaired or replaced. And, you know, not too many brands out there. I, you know, I'm, I don't know about everybody, but I think most of them don't rebuild, uh, offer any kind of a rebuild service. But uh, we do. Uh, we have the ability to change out our EPS uh, liner assembly if somebody's cracked and damaged it and the shell is in, you know, good condition. If the shell's got any kind of compromise at all, you know, obviously that helmet's mm-hmm. retired. But we do have the ability to work with it. So inspecting cool. the helmet is, is important. And, and chemicals, I've seen uh, just one more thing so that people need, really need to be aware of. I've seen helmets that have been on dryers or other kind of makeshift heaters where they melt the inside of the, uh, of the EPS, and, and the heat basically expands the gases inside the individual EPS pellets, and it ruins the helmet. Hmm. Wow. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's pretty crazy, you guys. I didn't know that, take, yeah. Take, yeah, take your liners out, wash them in a bucket of water and soap, inspect your helmet and then you know let the the liners dry and and put it back together and and that's the best uh, advice you can use for your helmet is just keep a good eye on it especially after you have any kind of a crash on it well awesome uh good yeah good stuff thanks bob thank you for coming on the show i appreciate it kept you a little longer than i said i would but i think we all learned something so um thank you no worries yeah yeah please tony thank Thank you you, very much i really appreciate it and uh we'll talk to you again here Uh, soon. no problem bob weber 60 helmets thanks bob okay all right some good stuff there, yeah. yeah Interesting, sure. different uh, different things about helmets that um, you didn't know about, you didn't think about. You know, you don't really think about helmets too much as far as you just buy one. Most people just buy them and not really think about Shell or Snell, DOT, you know, all that kind of stuff. But Bob Weber helping us out. Jason Thomas, welcome up. Welcome to the show. I appreciate it. How's everything at Fly Racing? Uh, good. I was just listening to a competitor. Yeah. A little, a little education. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's going, off. Uh, what's going on? You, uh, uh, not too much. Just hanging out. You, uh... How did that go? I, I wish I would have listened. To, I'm going to have to go back and listen. You go back and now. listen. Maybe, maybe you can learn something when you're in a dealer selling helmets. Um, fly racing using the MIPS technology, and, uh, and Bob from 60, obviously, you know, he's, he uses a different system, but had good things to say about MIPS, and I think I've read some good things about it, too. It's, you know, it's a, it's a solid system in helmets. It's funny, though, like, people don't think about, like, we just talked about, like, um, you know, when I worked at Parts Unlimited, the $99 boot just couldn't keep them in stock, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and you guys kill it also with, with the lower-end stuff, but, like, price rules everything, to most consumers in the sport, everyone's on a budget. These things are expensive, but maybe 
maybe you shouldn't look at price when it comes to a helmet. You know, like I think any of your protective gear. You well, know? and and I mean, if you got somebody educating you, like like what he talked mm-hmm. about, and and what they should do in a dealership, if they if you yeah. if you brought out a couple key points, it would say, yeah. Right. Maybe I right. will go for the $250 helmet instead of the $99 one. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things. Like, uh, I mean, obviously not everybody has the money or whatever, but, you know. I know, but it's that's your head. Like, what if you bought a yeah, head for a $5 helmet? Yeah. You know? I think there's a lot of uh, different ways to look at it. You know, they're, uh, they're at the very peak of the price point, them and uh, possibly Rai as well. They, they have the most expensive helmets in the market. So, of course, they're going to they're trying to sell helmets just like I am. So, there's a lot to it. Um, you know, I think, uh, we and a couple other brands have found a way to provide, uh, that level of protection, maybe a little bit more affordable price point with the MIP system, as you said. So, um, yeah, everybody has their angle and, and they've come out with their own system. Um, you know, we're, we're working on some things of our own that would be proprietary in nature, uh, in-house. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's nothing, like a, nothing bad to say about 60 at all. It's just uh, for a lot of people, I think it's just kind of uh, it's out price the, prohibitive. Yeah, it's it's seven hundred dollars. Seven. Yeah, yeah. retails uh, um, seven forty nine. It's just like neck braces too. Like I had a guy in here for the last pulp show. I'm not going to say his name, but his name Roger maybe Shringry. and he was in here. And you know he's tight with the Troy Lee guys, and they have something coming out. They think that the 60 system. Isn't that good for different reasons? Yeah, he's he's pretty uh, pretty outspoken on the who is on that which who is Schmager Schmager yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah. But here's the thing: like same thing with neck braces. You know, I don't know. You know, and and you don't know, and Berlut doesn't know. So it, in the end, I think you just as a consumer, you just make an educated choice and read everything you can, listen to what you can. Buy what you can afford, you know, that's not going to put your family out of food the next week and <laughs> make the best choice you can. But you know, it does seem like there's 10 different opinions for 10 different helmets or, or, or yeah, neck the, braces neck, or whatever. The, yeah, the neck, the neck brace thing is uh, a question I get asked all the time. Yeah. Uh, that's probably the most common question that I'm asked by both um, our rider support parents and just uh, just random people in dealerships is, you know, if you had a child, would you put a neck yeah. brace on them? Yeah. And uh, I just try to stay as far away from that as I can because <laughs> there's so many sides to it, and I don't want to make a decision for your child. You know, I I can present a product to you and tell you what it's designed to do. Um, and, you know, I, in full disclosure, I, I also tell them that there's another side of the coin and, and the things that it, you know, it's kind of uh, the pro and con where it limit, you know, limits you as far as mobility. Um, and whether that's a good or bad thing, yeah. Um, you know, I I tend to lean towards more protection is always better. Uh, but at the same time, I don't want to be the guy that tells a you know a parent, hey, put this on your kid, it's going to keep them safe, and it doesn't. You know, that that's that's never a position I want to be in. So that question is probably the most common one I run into. So it's funny you brought that up. My uh, my buddy Fireman Ron, uh, been fireman for thirty years. He doesn't wear a seatbelt. You know why? Because he's seen people get trapped in rollovers with seatbelts on mm-hmm. and die. He need, he firmly you know? he firmly believes you get thrown without a seatbelt. Now, right. you know, there's other 50% chance that you don't, you know, that you need it or whatever. But he's saying, like, in many, many accidents that he's come across, wearing a seatbelt has killed the person or hurt them more. He does right. not wear you a seatbelt. Uh, <laughs> wow, you know, interesting. Uh, Scott McElmore? Yeah. 
he uh, he's a he's a firm believer in that. If you ever talk to him, bring it up because he was in a car wreck himself, mm-hmm. and they basically told him the only reason he survived is he didn't have a seatbelt on. Yeah, no, I mean I'm not. Yeah, just one of those things. Where no, my, no one, no one's yeah. condoning it. It's yeah, like interesting it's, both sides of the coin. Yep, absolutely. But you get a ticket. You got to wear it, dude. Click it or ticket. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. And enough. That's uh, our government intervention. Enough serious talk. Let's get into the X Brown Goggle Tariffs. Hey, by the way, JT, I just want to say hi, huh? Hey, Tony. What's up, buddy? How Good you been? Yeah, you too. Oh, you know. Just hanging. Steve won't let me come on the show oh, much, so stop I it. wanted to just oh, say I, hi. I to can you. assure you that's not the case. I tell JT. <laughs> I, actually, I've asked you to come. I've, I've wanted to come you on, and JT's like, no, fuck, bro, Lodi. Fuck, I JT did? All the time, bro. That's dude, what did you just say? I've wanted fuck to come you, you on. Your show, <laughs> I wanted to get you on, and you always said, fuck Berluti. I don't blame him. I don't think that was the case. Maybe, uh, no, never. I don't think so. Maybe <laughs> on the back of Matt Bonnie's bike, but that was about Oh, <laughs> here we go. Who could forget that night? Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> Not on, I was, why was I on Bonnie's bike? Maybe Bloses. No, Bonnie. No, no, you're on the back of that Bonnie's Yeah, you're Bonnie's guy. For what? I was never his mechanic. Yes, you were. What are you, drunk, Berlute? I was Bonnie's mechanic? (laughs) Yeah. Remember, I was ramming him in the pits. Yeah. No, I get that, but I was, like, on the back of Bloses while you're taking everybody. I was never Bonnie's mechanic. Well, you were on the back of Bonnie's bike that night. Are you sure? Berlute, you were Bonnie's mechanic for a little while, for a few times. Yes, you were. I was Vegas. Uh, 2011. I'm serious. No, I Vegas. think you guys are nuts. Uh, Vegas 2010. Sorry. I'm gonna have to call. I'm gonna have to check you on that. Seb's Tierra Masu has got you drunk. No, it was you. That would have been, uh, been triple X. I remember every stinking race. You guys would Not come off the track yeah. trying to kill each other, and Hard I was Huntington. Huh? Harden Huntington, Vegas 2010. Yeah, yeah, but I never worked for him. I don't know. Oh my god, Here dude! You go. guys, I remember being on Blos's bike, and you guys would be going back and forth at it. I mean. Every no, how come it was Blos and JT were fine. No, it wasn't with me and oh, Blos. Oh, oh. We're going off the track together, together. in the main event, and, yeah. and he's you know. Jesus. You know what would the deal was with me and Bonnie is he really really likes to ride. He liked to race dirty, like really overly aggressive. If you want to, you know, tone it down. Uh, and I just I didn't like that. Like I wanted to just race. Like I wanted to try to do well and make money. And you know, he just that wasn't his strategy. And there was a lot of bad blood between Forrest and Matt Bonney um, that gotcha. went really, really badly. So Matt, you know, saw that as an opportunity to get back at Forrest as well. So that's right. It just every single weekend, it was just something else, and it didn't never end well. Dude, so. it was about every weekend, wasn't well, dude, it? He, it bro- was. he broke yeah, J- it was. he broke JT's leg, not on purpose, and then he never said sorry, never said anything, just broke his leg and said. Yeah, that that was years before, though. No, I know. The, really, the breakup between Bonnie and BBMX is where the it really got bad after that. Right. All right, X-Brand Goggle Tariffs. It's the X-Brand Tariff segment. 15-second rapid-fire q fire Pop and bab. Uh, X-Brand Goggles is a choice of champions everywhere. Nick Way, Brock Tickle, Kyle Chisholm, Fast Freddie Norn, Kyle Cunningham, Ben LeMay, just some of the guys that wear X-Brand, xbrandgoggles.com, eksbrand.com. Save 30% and use the code PULPAMX15 when you're checking out. X-Brand Goggles, choice of champions everywhere. You don't wear X-Brand, you won't win. All right, these questions submitted by Corey Moser to Berlute, JT, and myself. 15 seconds on the clock, JT. All right, let's go. I'll take as much time as I want. I thought we stretched it to 30 seconds. We did, and then I stretched it back. Uh, we, we're, we're running late for Shelly. 
All right, uh, JT, how close do you think Reed is closing his deal with Yamaha? Not close. Point four. I like that. That was smooth. That's good. Steve. Yeah. Which rider made the most money going overseas on off off season races? Uh, it doesn't say all timer right now. Yeah. So. Right. Um. Larry Ward made a shit ton of money. So did Stanton. Stanton went to all those things too. So. All right. Uh, Berluti. I think who who did you say? Sorry, who say? Did you say who made the most? Yeah, who yeah. made the most? Had to be Larry Ward. Yes, had to be. I'd have to agree with that. Except longevity. Six so times. Years of it. Six time got a lot of money, more money than Larry, and he went a lot too. Well, that's why yeah, I'm saying but that. it was shorter career. Yes, but if you're talking about show money, like with Showtime, those yeah, those guys probably made more than Larry. MC probably made more than Larry, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, because of he. I remember. I think Bercy one year was a fifty thousand dollars show up. Oh, it's hundred grand. Was it hundred? Hundred grand for Bercy yeah. for two or three years in a row. Villeman got the same thing. Did he? Um, I heard Larry say that he had um, an excess in, in the millions of dollars in a uh, Swiss bank account that he never brought back. So take that. I bank. I believe that Stevens Stevens was that was his account, right? I don't yep. know. Yeah. Huh. All right. Next question. All right, Berluti. Which rider and mechanic had the rockiest relationship? Which rider and mechanic? Maybe not in history, but somebody that you've seen at your at your team. Teams. Man, I'm drawing a blank. I ain't gonna get this in fifteen I'll, seconds. I got it. Can please, I say it? Yeah, please Sean do. Sean Plessinger and Larry Ward. Plessinger? No. <laughs> yeah. Is it wasn't Plessinger? That's Something the racer. like that. Yeah. Uh, Persinger. Persinger, there Persinger you go. Persinger and Larry Ward. That's a good one. Larry hated him. Yeah. Larry, Larry drove a lot of mechanics crazy. Oh, but shit. What about Lunas and everyone? Yeah, Lunas, yeah. Lunas and Mike Craig weren't, weren't exactly a Lunas super team. Lunas and everyone. Yeah, they weren't exactly a super <laughs> team. Oh, God. All right. All right. JT, if you had to build a fantasy mono league, how would it be structured? I don't know. If you uh, I don't seconds. know. I think I would try to hybrid a bunch of good ideas that people already kind of uh executing i wouldn't i wouldn't i would try to make it my own but i would you know i would use things because i think there are things out there that work so yeah all right steve yep what was the craziest saying weston said in is it sophia is that where you went yeah sophia what was the craziest um thing there wasn't any crazy things there was a lot of bold statements he said he one of the things he said was i don't look on the internet unless it's naked chicks that's the only thing he looks on on the internet. That's it. Because he, he was talking about reading internet sites, like motor sites. I think that was the weirdest thing he said. Males and all. All I can remember doing with Weston every time I was ever with him in Europe was telling people he he didn't mean that. No, no, he, he's just kidding. He's just kidding. Like, sorry, sorry, we, we gotta go. We gotta go. Like that was every every time we ever went anywhere. There's no fox giving with the with the 28 right now. These no no Zero. no. He's yeah. He's intense. Yeah. Like, he gets super mad that people can't speak English in another country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Berluti. Yes. What was the coolest off-season race you wrenched at besides Motocross of Nations? It would be... Like that guy's Motocross the Saperiti, of Nations. Saperiti Fast Cross in Italy. 7.5 seconds. That thing was pretty sweet. I've that heard lots of stories. Bitching. Yeah. Great. Giuseppe. That was Giuseppe. Mm, Who put that on? No. No, no, no. Oh, he did for years. 
Nah. The the um Saperiti brothers, they they it maybe maybe yeah, I'm not Giuseppe saying Giuseppe was like the rider like liaison or whatever for. Oh, uh, you know okay, I mean? Giuseppe like, Longo. Yeah, 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 he, yeah, he had something to right. yeah, maybe or whatever, but the the Saperiti mm-hmm. brothers, they they did deals like with Larocco for cuz they were a furniture company yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, RJ ran the sticker yeah. all year, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, that's yeah, right. the, yeah, you know. Um, Great food too. They had restaurants. It was Rollerball once got third of that race, like beat a bunch of heavy hitters. Best. It, they treated you well. They took you to bitch and you know their restaurant. Where the where would you fly into? Where was that? Milan. Milan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And we stayed in a little town called Arona. There's right on the lake. It was kind of like Tahoe. It was bitching. Oh wow. Yeah. Cool. Nice. All right. All right. Let's see. JT, ballpark number on how much the gear sponsorship for Pro Circuit cost. Uh, I don't know. I'd rather not say. Can I say? On my guess? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's your prerogative. I, I, I was involved. I was involved in that, and I can't. That's not. Five, <laughs> six to seven hundred thousand. Mm. Less. Mm. Okay. That I just I threw less. a ballpark out there. Yeah, it was so. a ballpark. Yeah. For Fox. You're, you're high. You're high. For Fox. Yeah, Fox boots, too, they're wearing. That's a low figure, ain't it? But JT says it's too, I'm too high. You're too high. I'm high, or I'm... They pay... Well, both. I'll say both. <laughs> they pay both, one... Both I get it. They pay one rider more than that, though, huh? Oh, like like Roxon, you mean? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever. Dungeon, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Steve, a uh, list of riders who you think are on the bubble of securing a ride for next year, and who's still in limbo? I don't get that one. Neither do I, but he didn't even say... It's a list of riders who think are on the bubble of securing a ride for next year. And who's still in limbo? I don't know. Josh Grant. I don't know if that means for 2016 or 2017. Like, is it? I'm sure he's yeah. talking about for next I, year. I don't well, know. He says for next year. It's 2015, so 2016. I don't know. What's Josh Chad Grant Reed? got? Chad <laughs> Reed, Josh Grant, Kyle Chisholm. They're in limbo. Um. Yeah. Uh, is Gerke doing the Jimmy Albertson thing? I don't even know. Uh, yeah, Gerke's on there. Oh, okay, so uh, all the Crossland guys. Uh, Freddie Norn's riding Tommy for Han. Freddie Norn and Tommy Hahn. Are going to ride that Rocky Mountain team? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So is gonna... Crossland still going? I heard not. No. Oh wow. Yeah, I heard Crossland's done. Did you say Will or Tommy? Tommy. Tommy. Uh, Will Hahn is on Cali. Yeah, that's right. Berludi. Third and final question. In an order, the best to worst list of 2016 450 bikes. Not like you've ridden any of them, have you? You, no, I, yeah, it'd be hard for me to say. Yeah, I wouldn't it be a Kiefer yeah, question? Just, yeah, yeah that'd be a, a better weird, Kiefer Moser. one. Not good, Moser. Come on, man. He I did do the shootout, if anybody's yeah. wondering. <laughs> yeah. But you can't tell us your picks, because... Yeah, you can't give yeah, us a right. list. Yeah, right. I forgot. Right. All right, well. I can tell you my picks. Please do. Oh, can you? Take, take my spot. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I can. I don't want Kiefer to get mad. He's not even listening. He's in bed. Nah, he take, went to bed. You always say nobody listens to these things, but everybody listens. Kiefer went to bed. Well, Kiefer's in Kiefer, bed. Kiefer's in bed with his third place trophy from the World <laughs> Vets. And, and if, get, if Kiefer if Kiefer texts you and says I can, then I will. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna right. sell out their content. JT, such a sellout. Works for Racer X. Okay, how about this? Test J- rides for Dirt Rider. J- JT, was the KTM 350 better than any of the 450s? Did you ride the 350 during the 450 shootout? Uh, I did ride the 350, and I like the 350. I think it's an incredible, um, basically, you know, bike to ride. I just don't like racing them against 450s. So I don't think it's a fair fight. But the bike itself is incredible. I just think it's it's not fair to compare it to a 450. That's all. Hey, do you feel other than the start once you were out there that it would be competitive on a Supercross track, or you'd be more on comfortable? Super, no, I, I don't because. 
you just you have to race them differently. Like you have to carry momentum, and then when you get out there with four fifties, the lines just don't work out. Um, you're trying to carry all these all this momentum, and, and the four fifty guys can kind of block you from sweeping around turns. They can kind of force you into racing. Gotcha. Their kind of race, and then the three fifty just doesn't work in yeah, that case. We and saw. I, I've watched it. You know where you know where it's most evident is at motocross the nation trying to watch the 250 guys race against the 450 guys they struggle so badly because they can't use the lines they want the 450 guys will just kind of point and shoot and block them and then they'll get into kind of a drag race out of the turn and the 450s always win so uh can't say always look at rocks and look at i mean it's it it happens yeah for sure i I think in, in capable hands they work really well i just don't think you know, handing you hand a guy a four fifty, a three fifty, a normal guy. I think he's going to struggle. No, I, I, think he's I, I agree. Exceptional I, talent. But but it's gotten better since short rode it though. That, oh, that, that ten bike horsepower is, better. Yeah, yeah, it's ten yeah. horsepower better stock. I yeah. mean, that's, a, that's yeah. a is that what they say? It's ten. They yeah. told you it's those 10? things run good. Jesus, ten's a lot. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. All right, is that the, it was the, terribly slow though? First year, terribly slow. Yeah, but but now it's actually the thing. The things rip. I, I mean, it's, it is a good bike. Yeah. It is a good bike. I just don't think. Uh, I think as, as light as the 450s are now, especially the, the KTM and the Husky. I think if you know, it, it's getting tougher and tougher to justify not racing the 450. Sure. X Brand Goggles, a choice of champions everywhere. Top notch goggle company. Fantastic. They've been supporting their show for a long time. I'm not biased at all in that. All right, let's get to some questions on the phone. Nate, you got a Michael Lessie question? Nate, David, you there? Yeah, uh, you had a helmet question. Uh, my my apologies, we just didn't get to it. But yeah, no worries. I lost reception and I had to call back. Um, yeah, I'll skip that question. It's it's, it's game. Well, maybe JT now, can but, answer it. Uh, yeah, no. Nah. Uh, okay. I had another question on uh, uh, AC. What? updates or anything i you know i don't play around on twitter or nothing like that i don't really keep up on the the twitter huh. or anything, you really should really because heard. he's bliss boy on there and he's got a lot of shots of his basketball hoop you're missing out oh boy um so excited. he uh he had shoulder surgery on his other one and he will be back for the 250 east coast series any uh any word you know from the industry how his speed is or is he right back to where he was i don't think he's even started he hasn't started riding yet as far as i know jt do you know i don't think so but uh i don't know if he's riding or not but he's still got four months so yeah um yeah. i'm not yeah. sure i'm not sure what his status is yeah and then uh sorry to interrupt uh one last question uh, if this yamaha deal falls through with uh chad reed uh, what does he do where does he go um, I don't think it will, man. I think he's going to ride Yamaha. I really do. Um, I just don't know where his bike will be. But I guess yeah, I think they're I think they're exercising every possible option to find a place for Yamaha right now. I think I guess uh, uh, David. I don't think there's any way he retires. I really don't. So maybe let's say last case scenario, RCH put give him a Suzuki and he's on this team because WMG's got such a big force in there. I, that would be. Last. He's going to go racing. I, I'm willing to stamp that. He's yeah. going to go racing because he wants to so bad. I just yeah. know he's going to go racing. You yeah. should uh, do a poll on your website just for fun or maybe even uh, see if one of the sponsors will throw down a prize or whatever to, to the, I don't know, closest 
odds pick or something like right. that. I don't know. Put a yeah. game together for right. it. Right. Where, where does he land? On, on what bike and what team does he land on? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know, we know, we know Lars got a job at Honda, so um, he's going to need, he's going to need a new mechanic. Um, I know Shane Drew's lurking around the, around there, though, so that could happen. Uh, hey, David, you're on hold forever. Do you want a Vortex Racing t-shirt? Oh, dude, I'd love one. All right, awesome. fantastic. Stay on the line. Gibbs will get your info. VortexRacing.com. Email Jake at Vortex Racing for 40% off. And uh, stay on the line, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, David's on the line. All right, JT. Thanks. Uh, Got to run. Um, That's it? All right. Well, can you come back? No, no, I'm not going to. That's what you told me. You're, 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 you're tired. You're, you had a. Well, yeah, routine. yeah. I mean, I just didn't know you were ditching me right in the second. But yeah, yeah. Bichelli, uh, I gave Bichelli a nine fifteen time, so I really can't. Oh, uh, okay. You got a new deal, huh? Yeah, Tortelli. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, see, uh, Tortelli posting pictures of Daniel Baker today. I saw that. Yeah. And just sharing knowledge left and right. Why doesn't Tortelli? Um, Post photos of himself, I'm wondering. Dude, now you're getting weird, Steve. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, this is a fucked up show. <laughs> Flyracing.com. Uh, check them out online. And uh, the LE limited edition stuff on the Monster Cup's all gone already, folks, so I can't pump that up. But uh, they got their all regular stuff with the uh, super sweet uh, 2015, uh, 2016 gear out now. So. Um, hey, you got to tell Bichelle you to. He's got to get Tortelli to cook them a quiche, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Or the tiramisu. Yeah, yeah. Or, the, or the tiramisu. Exactly. No, we're, we're going to get into it with Matt, all about all about Seb. Uh, as usual, JT, thank you uh, for coming on. we got to do a podcast, uh, Racer X1, one, one of these days. i got a, I got a new idea to run by you. I'll do that on our group text tomorrow. Hey, so. JT, I always right. enjoy your perspectives. Perspective. Absolutely, Tony. The sport. Wish I wish I got to see you more often, man. Yeah, I hear you. you did you go to, did you go to Monster Cup? Yeah, I did, but did. I just I just went up in the stands. Yep. Yeah, did I? I don't think I saw you. Did I? Did nah, we see each other? We, we blew in. We got in, watched the race, and yeah. we got out. We even left early. There really wasn't a lot of exciting racing. It wasn't. No, no. it wasn't. It just didn't develop. Sometimes you go to a race and a race doesn't develop. You yeah. Know? Yeah. The Joker Lane thing. Um, Come on, dude. What? You're gonna hack on the Joker no, Lane? No, no. I'm saying oh, the okay. Joker Lane didn't offer as much excitement as in years past. I mean, what somebody Anderson missed it, but it wasn't, you know. Yeah, no. The whole trad, it just racing didn't develop. That's all. It's not a big deal, you yeah, know. Yeah, I, that happens. But I enjoyed the race. All right, buddy. Thanks, JT. JT, right, good talk. See you. See you. See ya. Uh, thanks to Jason Thomas for coming on flyracing.com. Always a, a great supporter of our show. Check them out. We're going to give away fly stuff probably next week. Um, we gave away a helmet last week and a set of gear the week before, I think. So. Wow, Steve. Oh, flyracing.com. I wonder if I call in up. with an alias if I can get any of that stuff. We can try to hook you up. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Um, all right, let's get to our next guest. Um, he's got a new home for 2016 uh, coming off uh, a pretty decent season in 250 uh, Supercross and Motocross on the Geico Honda team. He's now on the Mad Dirt candy suzuki team matt bachelia what's up matt how are you what's going on man you know, just enjoying my evening what are you guys up to? <laughs> just doing this dumb internet radio show where we talk about riders like you all night so yeah well yeah that sounds like a pretty eventful evening <laughs> yeah really right um hey so uh obviously we've seen you at geico for a couple of years now uh talk about the switch uh i'm sure you had a few different options why'd you end up going with the uh, dirt candy mad uh, suzuki team yeah, you know, I just, uh, the deal felt right, man. Mm-hmm. I um, obviously kind of had a meeting with the team owner, uh, Mike, and um, everything kind of fell into place right. I was pumped on uh, some of the characteristics of the deal, getting to do uh, my own gear deals and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
No, man, everything just fell into place. I uh, rode the bike, and I really liked it. And, um, no, man, it's just it's a good group of people. Uh, one of my actually best friends from Texas, Ryan Bailey, got to come out, and he's uh, he's going to be my mechanic this year. So, okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good group of people. I'm really actually uh, very – very excited about the deal, and uh, I'm excited how everything's going so far. What'd you like about the Suzuki when you rode it? Like, obviously, it's not your full race bike yet, uh, but uh, you're getting there. You're gonna be testing and all that. But what'd you like about it? Honestly, the thing's like a couch. It's just really easy to <laughs> ride. The thing handles good. It corners really good. Mm-hmm. It, uh, yeah, it's just it's really stable, especially in the cornering. It's not a. Uh, it's it's it doesn't oversteer. It doesn't understeer. It's just easy to kind of get it in out of, in and out of the corners. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so far the thing just handles really good, and I haven't even done any testing yet. So, right, um, you know, once we do some testing, I'm really excited to see where we go with it. And Yosh is going to be doing motors. You're going to get a lot of help from uh, the Yosh guys at Suzuki, down at Suzuki. Oh yeah, man, Yosh has uh, been very supportive of the team. And uh, yep, Yosh, David Yoshimir is doing all of our stuff in house, and uh, yeah, man, it's 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 good equipment so far, and it's right. it's going to keep getting better and better. They're uh, putting in a lot of work to, um, you know, get us competitive bikes, and it's you know by the time the season starts, it's going to yeah. be uh, it's going to be good. We're going to be looking really good. I'm uh, really pumped on the whole setup. The whole deal is. Yeah, it's it's looking good. Like I said, thank Jesus we're gonna have Suzuki RM 250s out there. You know what yeah, I mean? Like it's sure. been it's been yeah. bleak for those guys. And between yourself and Daniel Baker, uh, I'm imagining yep. you guys will be putting in some great results. So Matt, you uh, yeah, you've been on Hondas pretty much your whole life, huh? I've been on Honda shoot about the last five years. Yeah, yeah. after my uh, after I won Schoolboy at Loretta's, I, I got picked up with Geico as an amateur and. Uh, yeah, man, I, I did a lot of good things with the Geico team. I had some good races, had some ups and downs, but uh, no, I had I had a great shoot four years over there, mm-hmm. and uh, no, that's that's a, they're a good group of people, man. A good professional team, and um, you know, I, I you know still I can't thank them enough for uh, everything they put into me. But uh, yeah, it's just starting a new chapter of my career, and um, I'm happy where I've ended up. And you guys are using white power or WP suspension, You can't right? say white power anymore. I know. I, I, that's why I had to correct myself. <laughs> I say it, too. Yeah. I know, right? But no, w- that's funny, dude. That, that's what my dad always calls it, too, man. It's mm-hmm. funny. I don't even know what it actually stands for. That Bert- might be actually what it stands for. No, it is. No, WP. Is that's it what, really? That's what it used to be called. Yeah, white, white power. power. Yeah. Now, Berlut, did you Dang. did you know Matt's dad? No, I did Back in the day? Because he used to race pro. Yeah. And you've been around 100 years. But you know, I the name's it, familiar. But were you guys always in Texas or? No, you know he. Uh, we're actually from Oregon. Oregon, yeah. So my dad, yeah, my dad was one of the local guys that would come up and rip wash Shugle every year. He, uh, he did. He was always like a top twenty guy. He, I think his best finish was maybe like a thirteenth at Wash Shugle back in the day. Wow. He was, he was, yeah, man, he ripped back how, in the day. How old's your dad? It was sick. Oh shoot, man! I don't even like forty-seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Would have been right around your Tommy Gun Watts era. No. Yeah. Sure. Tommy Gun Watts and uh, and Budman. Maybe. Maybe. Budman and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what years was he ripping back then? Do you even know? Uh, I I, I believe it was late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Pretty much okay. Up until I was born, and then even even after I was born, he the last year he did a national, I believe, was two thousand three. I think at Washougal. So. No, I heard he ripped. You know, yeah. Yeah. No, he's. He still does. He still rides really good. But That's it's awesome. Cool. 
was cool as a, as a kid going and watching my dad at the Nationals. It was pretty rad. Yeah, yeah. really, right? Um, Matt Bichelli here on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call if you got a question for Matt or for Berluti. Uh, so, yeah, back to what uh, Tony was saying. Uh, WP suspension? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, it's it's coming along really well. I actually have the first test day tomorrow with those guys, mm-hmm. and, uh, man, I'm I'm really happy with how it works, you know, already, and I haven't done, I haven't even done as much as, like, touch any clickers or anything, and the stuff's just, like, it's it's amazing. The bike works good. I was, like, a little bit skeptical about it at first, like I said, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, after a day on the Supercross track, I was like, dang, okay, this stuff. Like this bike and this setup has a ton of potential. Like right. it's it's going to be really really good. Why? Wow, there's no doubt in my mind that we'll have the best handling bike on the track. Yeah, WP's making a push for other brands right now. They had a they had a big introduction like I don't know maybe a couple weeks ago where they put it on yep. Honda, Suzuki's, Cowies, everything. Kiefer wrote it, and uh, they're making a push to you know to be a suspension company that you would buy and put on another brand. They've been known with KTM's. Did for- Kiefer like it? Yeah, Kiefer liked it. Anything? No, yeah. Kiefer liked it. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. Maybe you get to try the air stuff too, Matt. Down the road, who knows, right? Yeah, no, I don't know. For right now, I think right. we're just running spring. But like mm-hmm. I said, we have our uh, we have our own WP guy that's been uh, you know putting in a lot of work, Ola, and uh, yeah, yeah, man, he's he's been working his tail off getting uh, getting stuff ready for the next couple of days testing, and uh, yeah, they're putting in a lot of work just like everybody else's. And but you guys are on uh, the kit stuff, right? The goods, the yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on the kit stuff, Cause, yeah. Because I heard the production yeah. stuff, you can't. You can't make it stiff enough for Supercross. That's what I. That's what I've been told. A lot of riders that. Oh really? Yeah, oh, okay. that that's uh, something at the valving or something. That you have to put like these high dollar internals, or you have to go with the kit stuff to make it, or else it mm. blows through. Uh, uh, hey, uh, have you heard anything about that? No, I haven't. Um, um, Matt, do you, you get to ride the Suzuki truck? Um, you know, I I don't know the deal, details about that yet. I think I'm going to have access to it eventually, okay. but. Uh, yeah, that's 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 just kind of getting worked out right now. Sure. So we're Suzuki's factory supported 250 teams, so mm-hmm. I, I think I'll be able to go out there eventually. But right. Mad Racing, we actually have our own tr- our own private test track, so that works out good for us right now. And uh, nice. you know, we're in we're in Southern California. There's tracks all over the place to ride, so yeah. it's not like there's a you know it's not like we have a shortage of Supercross tracks. But yeah, I'm I'm hoping to get up there in the next couple weeks or so once it's. Uh, you know, once the track's rebuilt, once mm-hmm. everything's all done, get the approval and get out there, that'd be pretty rad. Um, well, I know the Dirt Candy guys, Robert Lind rode there, Brett Metcalf, yep. uh, Ronnie Stewart yep. for a while. I know the Dirt mm-hmm. Candy dudes, I know the team, and that kind of thing, but who's the, who are these mad racing? It's not Alfred E. Newman, is it? Who, who, are, <laughs> the, who, who, are, the, who are the mad guys? Like, well, explain to those. Who he probably don't know, you know who that is. He well, probably doesn't. The, the, well, Matt is the initials of the team owner. His name's Mike. Mike. And, okay. Uh, okay. Actually, Robert Lynn's actually our team manager this year. So oh, nice. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, Robert's you know Robert's working hard and he's he's doing a very good job making sure we're taken care of. And uh, man, he's he's been you know putting in long days at the shop, going uh, just you know handling everything that a team manager needs to do. He's yeah. uh, you know props, kudos to him. He's he's doing a great job so far. So, um, like I said, it's it's a good group of people. All of us get along well and. You know, my mechanic Ryan and Robert and I, we all hang out and get along. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped on it. Yeah, Robert Lind is good people. Good dude. Uh, he used to. Yeah, uh, he, he is. Yeah, he used to wear uh, X-Brand uh, back in the day, so I helped him out with goggles a little bit. And then I uh, just got to know him over there. Nice guy. Uh, glad to see he's yeah, doing he good, too, because he had a serious crash uh, a couple of years ago. 
Jeez. Yeah, yeah. He he told me he broke his back or something back a couple of years ago. But yeah. uh, no, he's yeah. doing good. He's you know he he rips on a bike. He's a really good rider. Like he's right. he's fast. So um, does he help um, you with testing? Uh yeah. He he's done quite a bit of testing with WP. He's good friends with Ola. Obviously, they're uh, they're both Swedish. So oh, there we go. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, so actually, Lynn, yeah. I think what I, if I understand right, what I have on my bike right now is a setting that Robert came up with last year or something for Supercross. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, it's it's good. We just, we have to make a couple, a couple of minor tweaks to it, but mm-hmm. it was kind of hard giving the WP guys feedback because other than a couple little things, like I was like, honestly, the stuff works really <laughs> good right now. And yeah. I was, I, I was, I was really focusing on it, trying to, I was as weird as it sounds. I was trying to come up with as much criticism as I could, just like as much mm-hmm. feedback, as much negative feedback as I could, just so we can get the stuff better. But there wasn't that many things I could come up with. So mm-hmm. whether that's a good or a bad thing, I'm I'm pretty pumped with how we're looking right now. You know, when I think about your season last year, and even as a whole, sort of your Geico Honda career, mm-hmm. I think about it like fast kid, it's got some skills, just inconsistency. Would you agree? Is that what you're missing out? Like, we know you can yeah. go fast, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I just, I had a lot of ups and downs, man. I, I did have a, I had a uh, little bit of a struggle with consistency. Uh, obviously, in Supercross this year, I was leading a couple of races, mm-hmm. a couple of heat races as well. And, man, I, I kept on tucking the front end in the corners, and I just, I would make stupid kind of uncharacteristic mistakes and, um, you know, obviously, uh, I had some good rides over the summer. I had some bad rides. I yeah. actually, I, I kind of, uh, struggled with a couple of little minor things over the summer, uh, injury wise, but, right. uh, you know, you know, the last couple of rounds came around and I, I was a hundred percent healthy and I had good weeks on the bike and, mm-hmm. um, you know, barely missed out on the podium a couple of times throughout the, throughout the summer. And, uh, you know, I, I ended up, you know, the last two rounds and, you know, with two fifth place overalls and, yeah. um, you know, it was good to finish it out that way. And, um, like I said, I, I'm excited coming into this year because I have some confidence and, right. uh, you know, I, I know who I'm going to be racing against. I know where I belong and it's just going to be a matter of, uh, showing up on race day and doing it. Cause I'm going to, you know, be putting in the work throughout the week until Anaheim one comes around. But, uh, yeah, yeah it's just going to be showing up on race day, confidence with my head high and, yeah. uh, just doing it on Saturday, you know, that's that's what it's all about. And, uh, yeah, because there were times where you'd put one good race together, two good races together, and you're like, okay, Bichelli is figuring this out, he's getting there, and then, God, who knows, you'd be in the LCQ the third week, you'd fall down in a turn or whatever, and you're like, oh, you know what I mean? And then yeah, the, it just, yeah it just, exactly. You know, at one time you could see that you're fast. Potential, you, big time. Yeah, you're like, yeah. You, you don't make podiums in supercars without, you know, you don't luck into those things. But uh, No, exactly. And your starts need to get more consistent, because sometimes your rip starts. Yeah, you know, my starts were pretty good all year long, but when I wouldn't get a good start, if I wasn't in the top, you know, probably seven or eight, mm-hmm. I was... You were last. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. But most of the, a majority of the time, I was in top five, top eight, which is, you know, yeah. pretty consistent. I mean, yeah, but like I, said, win if there. I didn't get a good start, I got a horrible start. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, you're, I see you're working with Hertelli, uh, Berluti's old rider, a guy we know well. Um, talk about working with him and what he's helping you with. Yeah, you know, Seb is actually, uh, you know, Mike's making sure Seb's taking care of us. I actually haven't even gotten really the chance to work with him yet. Oh, okay. I, uh, I've kind of just been getting comfortable on the bike, and I've kind of uh, let him kind of work with Daniel Baker a little bit. You know, Daniel's fresh coming into Supercross, and 
we've been having a good time, man. Daniel and I get along good, and um, right now Daniel uh, Daniel needs some help from Tortelli, and you know Tortelli's taking very good care of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, man, it's 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 good to have have him on board. Obviously, he's done some amazing things with his career, so yeah. uh, you know it, it's cool to have a guy like him close to our team, and um, it's 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 cool to have him. He's a uh, he's a really good cook. Seriously, ask him to cook you up tiramisu or uh, quiche. quiche. He can cook a quiche like no other, apparently. Seriously. I don't even know what that crap is, man. It was Dude. funny. Did you see that did you see that tweet the other day that said, I wonder if Seb's cooking up, cooking him up tiramisu? Yeah, that was from the show. That's that's from the show. It's a wonderful okay, Italian what, dessert. What, what is that? It's okay. a wonderful Italian dessert. Yeah, it's – it. okay, so Berlut used to work for Seb uh, at Suzuki, yep. and uh, – and uh, we've talked about Seb on the show, eh, just a little bit here and there. <laughs> but uh, he, I guess, Berlut said one day they were out at Ricky's testing, and all day long they tested, and 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 the rock, mechanics busted their ass. At the end of the day, the whole team, Seb cooked the whole team dinner uh, that night, which is unbelievable for one. And the second part of the unbelievable story is he made this tiramisu that Berluti said was the best he's ever had. This Italian dessert. Seb whipped it up by hand for all the team. <laughs> I'll be damned. True That's story. Cool, and, uh... So, yeah, so get with Seb as soon as you can, as when he's done with Baker. Figure out when he's cooking you some quiche and tiramisu. And, and, and also, too, you might want to ask him about some dressing tips because he dresses like just like, you know. Top top notch. So yeah, you know he yeah he he dresses like a classy dude, man. See see that's that's it. That's what we said. Uh, JT used to fly with him all the time and said he would on the airport. He looked like he was going to on a runway, like he would be wearing scarves and jackets and you know what I mean. Fashion so, conscious. Yeah. yeah he's, so um, hey, he's man, a good guy. You'll for their fashion. Yeah, you'll like him. He's he's a really good guy. He really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I enjoy I enjoy being around him. Like I said, it's a, it's a good dude to have our have in our circle. He's very knowledgeable, and like I said, you, you guys know he's done some amazing things. So it's, yeah, uh, and and no definitely e- good. We're lucky to have him on board, dude. And some of these guys, there's ego there. No ego with Seth. No. Two time world champion. Should have won an outdoor title over here. Uh, you know, one of the very best riders in the sport for five, six years, without a doubt. And there's no ego on the guy. Like, he's just a normal dude. No, not at all. He's, yeah. Dude, he's humble, man. It's it's really cool. Last guy to get on the podium on a two-stroke, by the way. He was? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, there we go. Berlute. Berlute wrenching? That's, that's pretty cool. Berlute wrenching? Yeah. Um, hey, um, uh, did I see you're doing West? Or did I got mixed, mixed up? Baker doing West. Okay, so what I, what I'm doing is I'm doing West, and then I'm gonna do I'm gonna do St. Louis, I'm gonna do Indy, and I'm gonna do Foxborough on a 450. Nice, nice. I like it. Yeah, I'm, like I'm it. excited about right. that, man. It'll be I'm a, I'm a good 450 rider. I like the 450, so I'm uh, I'm extremely uh, you know blessed to have right. that opportunity. Mike, the team owner, wanted me to do that, and I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> you know, like. Sweet. This team's Let's going. This team's going big. They got Bichelle yeah, and Baker. I like it. You guys they got, got potential. They got Seb. They yeah. go, they're doing both coasts, which are expensive. You yeah. know, like there's some big effort here. Yeah, I like it. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Um, and you're wearing. Yeah, an Mike's taking good care. And you're wearing an answer. I saw. Is that locked in stone? Um, nothing's locked in stone. Okay. Um, obviously, I have my Mad Racing deal signed, but I don't yeah. have any gear deals signed yet. I have. Uh, we gotta. We gotta I get. Have, um, we gotta get you some X brand goggles. Know, we're gonna work. We're gonna get you some X brands. Yeah, I actually just talked to Rich Taylor earlier. Oh, you did? Okay, because Rich is yeah. seriously. Yeah. I've been talking to Steve, your agent, and talking to Rich, and I've been getting yep. nowhere. Typical RT though, just calling you out of the blue. So um, that's that sounds. <laughs> like yeah, Rich, no, so. I, you know, Rich is Rich has Rich actually knows my dad. He does. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, he yeah. does it from way back in the day. So yeah. he's been trying to he's been trying to get me an X brand for a couple of years now, and it looks like uh, oh, looks fantastic. like we could have a deal soon. You know, nothing's like yeah, I yeah. said. I don't have right. It's not like I have a deal in front of me, and I don't have anything signed. But uh, you know, I'm definitely interested in working with him. You know, well, we got a lot of listeners for this show, so everyone is listening. Michelle is now taking offers for gear. Not goggles. His goggles are done. <laughs> don't mind the goggles. Gear, though, he is taking offers for boots and gear. So go ahead, people. Well, I, I have I have a remote idea of where I'm going to be. Obviously, uh, you guys, if you follow me on social media, you guys have seen I've been wearing Answer and I've been wearing Garnet. I've been wearing uh, HJC. So, okay. All right. Um, You're close. Yeah, you know. You're I, close. I just I haven't signed anything yet, but we're right. uh, we're close to having everything set in stone. You know. Well, maybe this show gets you a little bump in salary from one of those guys. You get a little bidding war going on. So. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. He says, "I'm pumped on that." There you go. Hey, what's what's Mike's background? Your team owners? Um, he had a, he had a daughter and a son that raced. Um, he just he loves the sport. Um, he grew up uh, from what what I understood. He worked in the oil fields and um, he, Texas you know, guy? He, just, he has a love he has a love for the sport, man, and it's 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 pretty rad, man, that he's putting together this team, you know, honestly, I, I, you know, after kind of hanging around him the last month or so, I can truly tell how much he loves the sport because it's, it's uh, not an easy job putting together a, uh, you know, no. a, a good race team like what we're putting together. So I have a lot of respect for him. And like I said, he's just a guy that loves the sport so is, and uh, he's from he's Texas. Taken very, very good. He's from Kansas. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So, like I said, he's taking very good care of Daniel awesome. and I, and uh, awesome. he's making sure, you know, he's making sure we know that we, you know, he's taking care of us and uh, he's getting us whatever we need. You know, it's 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 a pretty rad deal, and he's, you know, he's, right. he's a good dude. Well, yeah. if Mike wants to get into the internet radio business, I know a show that could, you know, use some sponsors. So I'm just saying. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, you know, I talked. I'm t- pretty tight with uh, with uh, Jeff Myshak over there at Geico and uh, Larocco. I don't. I'm not tight with. No one's tight with Larocco. But I do know Mike. Uh, <laughs> interviewed him and, and been over there. They speak. Highly, they spoke highly of you. They speak highly of you. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, business is business. They moved on. Um, you know, yep. but but I think that those guys are classy over there, and they. I I would think that they wish you nothing but the best in in your new, new deal, and it's cool to see. You know. Not all teams are like that. There's some shitty teams out there that kind of talk shit on riders and are happy to see them go if they don't win or get results for them. But I don't think the Geico yep. guys are like that, though. No, it's it, like I said earlier, it's yeah. a very good group of people. You know, I always got along very good with everybody on the team. You know, not just team owners, but everybody. We, you know, I, I got along with everybody, and, um, you know, I have nothing but respect and, you know, whatnot for – Jeff and Mike and, you know, everybody, man. We all got along good, and uh, I left on nothing but good terms with those guys. You know, obviously those guys, I wasn't under contract for straight rhythm, and they still supported me through that. And, oh, that's uh, cool, yeah. You know, that they tried to put something together for me, but it, it was just a tough spot due to, uh, you know, it's it, they have a full team right now. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, we left on good terms. I left straight rhythm. I shook Mike's hand, and, you know, he told me good luck with everything, and mm-hmm. um, you know, like I said, we left on good terms, and oh, good. which is good. And well, I had a good, like I said, four years over there, so we built a good relationship. And you know, in this industry, you never know like who you're going to work with next. That's the funny thing I was talking about the other day. Is um, you know, this industry is so small that if you're in this industry for ten or fifteen years, you know, 
chances are if you work with someone at one place, you're probably going to work with them again at another place. That's just kind of how it works, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and it's well thought out by you to realize that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, yeah, for sure. You there, could go on and blow them up and be bitter or whatever. Yeah, you know, it just doesn't get you anywhere. Then you know. Yeah, there's riders that have. There's you know Larry Ward, for example. I mean, he was at Suzuki, left and did all a bunch of stuff, yeah. and then came back to Suzuki. There's a few riders yeah. that have done that. Yeah. You know, Huffman did the same thing. He yeah, was at Suzuki, absolutely. You know, so, so yeah, you never know. Um, hey, thanks for coming on, Matt. Appreciate it, man. Good luck with everything uh, this year. Um, we watching you and uh, the Mad. Suzuki Dirt Candy is Dirt Candy in the title? Am I saying is Dirt Candy still part of it? Am I off base? Um, well, where am I at with that? So, so Mike, the team owner, his son owns Dirt Candy, mm. so they're a big sponsor. Okay, the actual, there we go. All right, the uh, the official name of the team is Mad Racing, powered by Dirt Candy and Yoshimura. Oh, there we go. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, like I said, appreciate the time you spent. Good luck with everything, and I'm sure I'll be seeing you at the races. So, thank you, man. Good hey, luck, man. Matt. No worries. It's, uh, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to be on the show. You guys got to get me on again soon, man. All yeah. right. Sounds good. See you, bud. Yellow magic. Hi. <laughs> See ya. Oh, uh, you still got that Suzuki. Still happy he's on Suzuki, <laughs> no, brother. I am. It never leaves. You know you. what's funny? They yeah. always. It's always turning, steering. You know, for sure. How, how come Suzuki I know. always? I mean, that was what he said, whether, right? Whether the tucking in, hey. he says it. Whether it was the early '90s or, yeah. or just, two stroke, yeah, four yeah. stroke, no, they, just, they turn. You're Isn't right that about funny? that. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. Uh, they just know what they're doing. All right, commercial break here. Final one on the night. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com. Fly Racing, the great Tony Berluti. We got a BTO Sports Gabba Gibbs coming up. Some voicemails and uh, probably pick Berluti's brain a little bit more. But stick around, why don't you? Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. 
from nerf steps and blighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Bolt-on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber-mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike's handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8-pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. Nitro Circus is stoked to announce its greatest ever all-new arena tour coming to 25 North American cities this fall. It's the most extensive run that Nitro Circus has ever undertaken. Hot on the heels of Josh Sheehan's groundbreaking world first triple backflip on a motorbike, Nitro Circus Live's latest creation takes things to a whole new level. Starring 17-time X Games gold medalist Travis Pastrana, the tour will feature unbelievable new tricks, record-breaking feats, insane stunts, and the craziest contraptions ever, plus a whole new repertoire of daredevil fun. In all, there will be more than 10 world's first each never seen in the USA. Combined with a host of outrageous new contraptions launched from the jacked-up, bigger-than-ever Nitro Giganoramp, this is truly a visual experience never seen before. Tickets are available now, and fans looking for the ultimate Nitro Circus experience will want to get their hands on the all-new Nitro Club VIP package. Just $99 each plus applicable service fees, these exclusive passes include the best seats in the house as well as a chance to get up close and personal with Travis Pastrana and the stars of Nitro Circus during an exclusive Q&A session. Nitro Circus! For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? 
The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm. <laughs> ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with Factory Riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack, so there's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it, most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium's a good choice, and especially if you got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, when talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved the weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their, average, their previous tires, which uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about its unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which, you know, the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking. And uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have Michelin Starcross 5 hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at MichelinMotorcycle.com. 
the leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. How's it going? My name is Chris Laredo. Patrick Barker. Scott Lewis. My name is Ben Shearmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pikes mechanic. Wrench on the number 10. Justin Brighton. I work for Justin Marsh. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. Uh, the best thing, yeah, it's like gutter on Galfer. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Race Tech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machine silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. 
Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Hey, 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 W-Wheels. Now that I got your attention, let's talk about wheels. W-USA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W-Wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Intonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these these bars bars can take the abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pop MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track.
Welcome back, everybody. The Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. The great Tony Berluti in studio. We're arguing gun laws and the upcoming presidential election, the entire commercial <laughs> break, uh, and um, and also uh, the whole song, too, Berlute. So, um, 
It's an uh, interesting time. I'm not following the election that much. I can't vote yet. I'm trying to become a U.S. citizen. What's it going to take to do that, Steve? Well, I just, I got, literally, the paperwork is, like, right there. Yeah. And I just, you know what? One of the things that held me up was they want to know every time I've crossed the border in, like, s- the last seven or eight years. Oh, my God. The dates. Really? The places I went, what I did. How are you going to do that? Right? So, I mean, How about I, your passport? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess I could kind of look on that, but... Wow, so I'm trying tough. to I'm trying to become a uh, um, U.S. citizen. U.S. citizen, but let's just say Berlin and I have some different views on different topics. How about if you get sponsored? I hear people get sponsored and they become one or something. No, I I I don't know about that, but I can get it. I've been here long enough. I can do okay. it. It's just it's seven hundred bucks and a lot of paperwork, and I just haven't done it yet. God, I need I, I got to get on it though. The paperwork thing, yeah, I get but, it. No, I got most of it done, but yeah, do I got I got to figure it out. Yeah, you got well, it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Matt Bichelia, Bob Weber, Justin Brayton, and Bobby Canari all on the show tonight. And uh, the meathead, Bobby Canari, not to his retirement, of course, and uh, we'll miss him. Good old Bobby there. Um, Berlut, uh, what else was I going to talk to you about? Um, we got that. We covered that. Um, hey, has Tomac started riding yet? Yeah. Yeah, he's back riding. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I talked to... Talk to his mechanic. You know, he's a Geico guy. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, Brian Krantz. Krantz got yeah. went over to Cowie with him. I'm, so, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yep. Yeah. So he's over at Cowie with him. And uh, um, I talked to him a little while ago for, for an interview for Race Rex magazine. And not worried about being 100% for Anaheim. Like, like start a ride and be good. So. Oh, great. Should be interesting to see. We got Tomac coming in. Stu's back. Kennard. Kennard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dunge. Roxon, of course. Should be good. We say this all the time. <laughs> Hopefully, they all stay injury free, right? Yeah, for I sure. Mean, it's yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what the what those guys can do. And uh, although, Sealy, like, is he riding? Yeah, not oh. yet. He's not back yet. I don't think, or wow. he's just back now. Okay. Yeah, and um, man, it's gonna be. I think somebody was profiling the 450 class, and there was like 23 factory or factory supported guys. Wow. So. But then again, like you think about that, but then you think about um, last year Anaheim won. Tevin Tapia, no, no disrespect for him, but he made the main event. You know, like all guys that we were thinking about, like, huh? So it, you never know what's going to happen, everybody. Pulp Mech Show is done by BTOSports.com. Fly Racing. Uh, Mo Filthy, what's up, man? What up, Steve? How you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. On the road right now. Just got down with the Moto 7 premiere here in uh, Moraga, California. Dude. On the road for the past month. You guys, uh, yeah, you and the Seven Deuce Deuce have been going town to town with this moto movie. Uh, oh, man. Antonap's been hosting these uh, moto shows. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now we're um, right now we're on our 11th stop. We just got done with that. Um, Addy will actually be at Dallas, Texas, and I'm actually rolling to all 16. And, Damn, uh, I dude. I see the premieres and stuff, and it's been a great experience, bro. I like, love it. Like, I got it. I gotta see the movie. I haven't even seen the movie. You haven't seen the movie yet? No. Are you serious, dude? No. Get me a free copy. Is this Adam's dude. movie? No. It's called Moto Seven, but Adam's in it. Okay. Yeah, Moto Moto Seven. Um, yeah, Moto Seven. We just just Dungey, you know, Barca. It's Taylor stuff. Congan. Okay. He's done yeah, all. Taylor Moto Congan series, directed yeah. it. Yeah. Line producer Jason Plou. Wow. Um, you guys are just on the road. Yeah, on the road, just rolling. Seven Two Stews actually flew out of Boise. And uh, he started riding Supercross, but he'll be, he'll be flying back out to Dallas to, um, to do another MC show. 
You guys are like, right uh, you guys are just like, um, like the Blues Brothers, just coming in, <laughs> flying, oh, just coming just, in hot. Yeah. Well, it all started with Steve with the Pope and Mag Subway, man. Oh. Yeah, I know, huh? I, I wonder. Like, I wonder how do you get a lot of pulp people at the at these things. Oh that, my, I'm at I'm at every premiere, and there's people who know me just because of Pulp and Mac show. No, that's nice. Like, that's cool. It's crazy. It's crazy, and I'm like random guys. Like, I'm talking about old guys from 50 to 60 to kids 10 to 20. It's, it's so cool. Oh, that's I'm awesome. To, it's good to yeah. hear. Yeah, they're all yeah. bugging me. When are you gonna get back on the Pulp and Mac show? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're on now. I'm like, man, yeah. yeah, I'm on now. <laughs> uh, I talked to Adam the other day, and we're going to get him in here uh, soon, but he's got some things cooking. He might have a little West Coast ride going on. We'll see what happens. Ooh, yeah, we'll yeah. see what that. He has a meeting uh, this week. Yeah. This week he has a meeting. Uh, that'll be final this week. I think on a Wednesday. Um, he'll know the final on that. But yeah. other than that, man, he's yeah. everything looks like it's in place right now. He actually just got a sponsorship today by D.C. Oh, the seven deuce deuce Berlute. That's awesome. Just blowing yeah. up. I love you it. You should come back and wrench oh, for wait, the seven this, deuce deuce. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? What's up, man? How you doing? Yeah, really good. Yes, Glad to be man. on the show, Steve. Are you, are you in studio? Are you on phone? No, yeah, in, I'm on studio. Perlute's oh, in, bro. I, know, I feel bad. We've been trying to get him in here. Drake and Guinness. Remember, somebody, somebody bailed on us, and you were going to come in and fill in, and then they they came on. But you were ready, bro. You were like, I'm in. I forget. Uh, oh, maybe Kiefer. it's Kiefer. Yeah, Kiefer was stuck in traffic. Yeah, and you were like going to step in. That's nah, awesome. Steve, I love coming on when I come on. Yeah. You know? uh, uh, so Mo Filthy, so you're on to Dallas soon. Yeah, um, we're actually our next stop is Phoenix. We'll be in Phoenix on the November 11th mm-hmm. at the Super Saver Cinema, and then we hit um, Dallas November 12th, Shawnee, Oklahoma. Uh, well, Renner will be at Phoenix. Dallas, you got all the sponsors will be there. Sonia, Oklahoma, you got like uh, guys like Jimmy Iverson and Georgia will be there. And then we wrap it up at Boston, November 17th. Um, and what does Seven Deuce Deuce do? Like, what does he do at these things? Explain <laughs> his, his job. All right, well, Seven Deuce Deuce's job, we're honestly the hype man. He, we, we get the premieres all set up from, setting, from getting all the stuff out of the rig, setting it up at the movie theater. He's going on the mic, and he's just going off, getting people pumped up, getting people to sign up to win some free stuff. He, he gets it live popping. I'm throwing away some free stuff. It's just, it's a good time. Like, it's a really good show. I'm like, you need to make it one. Fly out to one, Steve. Come uh, on. Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing going on. I'm going to, I went to Bulgaria last weekend. I'm going to France this weekend, Mo Filthy. I'm not busy at all. Hey, I can ima- I picture, I picture you guys then a little bit like, like the Seven Deuce Deuces, Chuck D. Your flavor, you got a clock on, he's oh, yelling, man. he's yelling, you're going, yeah, and throwing things out to the crowd. Oh, yeah, it's honestly, it's a good show. It's That's like, cool. Yeah. We're, like, we're like Robin Big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually another one. It's probably more timely than my uh, public enemy reference, Mo Filthy. Probably a little more timely. but More timely. <laughs> you know. Um, well, cool, oh, man. man. No, hey, thanks for coming on. I appreciate spreading no, I appreciate the word. It. So. I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, everybody, uh, Mo Filthy's on the on the road right now. Mo to the movies. Hit him up. What's your Twitter handle? People can follow you and ask you questions about what's going my on. My Twitter handle. Oh yeah, go on my Twitter. It's at mo underscore filthy. And any questions, I'll answer. You guys want to get hooked up with some stuff? Come out to the premieres. You have a good time. There we go. Perfect man. And Thanks. The DVD. Oh, everybody's DVD has just dropped, so everybody get ready to order those those movie cups. And then uh, I, I got a I got a sneak preview of the Seven Deuce Deuces new single. It's coming out soon. Ooh. 
And Mo makes an appearance in that too. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm in now featured in the song too. The oh. video's gonna the video, the movie drops on iTunes November twentieth. Everybody go get that. It's gonna be it's gonna be oh my goodness. I can't believe I haven't seen the movie yet, Steve. I, like once you see it, you'll understand. It's so funny. Can I get it on I, is it on iTunes? Can I get it on iTunes now? It, it, you can get it on Vimeo right now. Okay. And it, yeah, we'll send, we'll send you a code where you can get it. Ah, we'll yeah, that's up. what I'm talking about, Mo Filthy. Yeah, you know I mean, we got you. <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, hey, thank you. Drive safe and all that, and uh, thank you again. All right, thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Okay, Later, see you, guys. Man. Bye. See ya. Mo Filthy, everybody, promoting the Moto, the movie with Seven Deuce Deuce. Wow, I'm being guys, Those guys are living life, man. Is it good? Is it good? Is it good footage and stuff? Yeah, they, these movies kick ass. I saw one or two of them. They're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're really well shot. They're well done. So, um, Tro- tr- like Troy stuff. Yeah, different, but yeah. similar quality. You know oh, what wow. I mean? Uh, but uh, I guess Entenap's got a pretty good, pretty good role and pretty good part in the new one. Oh, so that's cool. Um, That'll be funny then. Huh? Yeah, exactly right. All right, the BTOSports.com, Gabba Gibbs. Let's do it. BTOSports.com, Gabba Gibbs, 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 Gabba Gibbs. BTOSports.com. Use the code PulpMX when you're checking out at BTOSports.com. They've got everything you need for your biker body. they got OEM parts. Of course, the BTO Sports KTM team with uh, Short, Millsaps, and Brayton, who was on the night. And, uh, yeah, use the code. Support the thing. You jerkies have almost bought a million dollars worth of product from BTO using the pulp code in 2015. Wow. Impressive. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah. So thank you. Keep that up. I appreciate it. It's great to see you guys using it over and over and over, telling you that you love everything we do, whether it's the Pulp Mech Show, the Moto, the uh, Racer X uh, motocross uh, podcast that we do over there, or, or anything else, the BTO banners on Pulp. We appreciate everything. It's awesome. Here's your question submitted to at Pulp Mech Show. Uh, uh, Gabba Gibbs takes the best ones and uh, picks, goes through them and, uh, and asks them. Let's, go, let's do this, Gibbs. All right, let's do this. Okay, first question coming out of the gate. It's Miguel. He's struggling here, Steve. He's a younger fan, just got into a sport, doesn't know that much about MC. What battles or races or most memories should he try to go look up for MC to learn about this king of ours in this sport? <sighs> Tough question. Yeah, a lot se- of them. <laughs> 72 videos where yeah. he just dominates. Um, yeah, I mean, just don't look at anything from O2 on. Think of one where he came from behind. I'm, I got, Dude, he never did. He got the whole shot and checked out. You know what's amazing? <laughs> I saw that guy get bad starts and with one lap. I mean, he was Dude. so magic. Yeah. You know, in the first lap, he would, you know, wasn't yep. he amazing? Oh, that yeah, way? absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you come in the first turn, you're like, oh, he's like eighth, ninth. Yeah. And then next thing you know, down, down the end third. of the first straightaway, yeah, he's in third. Yeah. Uh, Reed's also really good at that, yeah. too, over the years. Oh, Chad yeah. was really good at that. Yeah. Um, Man, you know what? Uh, his first year on Chaparral, it took him four or five races to win, but then he started rolling on the Yamaha, his first year on Yamaha. Um, and he won the championship. And he won the championship. Year, right? yeah. um, any of those Honda years, geez, 96, when he almost won everything but one race. I mean, yeah, some of those races, like I, I brought this up on the show before, like like those domes, like Minneapolis and, and Pontiac and St. Louis, Purdue, you were there. Mm-hmm. They were insane for him. It was deafening. The cheers for McGrath. Oh, for sure. Like, they just, they they love the dude. So. How about, what, what that one race, where, was it a Pontiac where him and Lusk came together and his and then Lusk's bars broke or his bars broke or, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Pontiac 97 on a Suzuki, no, his bars didn't break then. No, his no. bars broke, uh, yeah, no, that was Yamaha, Yamaha yeah, yeah, the bounce broke or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember what, that? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. remember what race it was though. Um. 
Good God, yeah. Anything in 96. You know what people and, forget about all the time is what? the one year that he won the Outdoor National Championship, how yeah. dominant he was. Well, he really was. Yeah, I mean, no. he won motos by 30 seconds and Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. And, and then he would have won it the next year, 96. Emig and him. But he jumped that thing at Millville, missed a race, pulled out a Washougal. He had a 30-point lead or whatever, and he watched it all go away, and then Emig beat him at the final round to win. Absolutely. He would have won again. Yeah, yeah. He would have won too. So it's like once he... Once he determined, like, oh, I want to win the outdoors, he started training, and, like, it was over. Yeah, like you said, it was over for everybody. Yeah. So yeah. that's my first year in the circuit, 96. Yeah? Yeah, and I remember just going. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, KT Money wants to know updates on changes for Supercross, and he wants to know your guys' thoughts and opinions on the MXGP rule, where if you top five in the quality race, you get points towards the overall. Should we do that in, like, time sessioning? Like, if you get the fastest lap during practice, you get, like, a point or two towards yeah, your overall Yeah, school. they're changing the GP points. You get points for qualifying races now in moto. I'm, I know I go on and on about change in Supercross, but I don't know if I'm, I'm going on about moto, you know, like those changes in GPs. I'm not, I don't know if I'm a fan of that. You already got, you already got two 30-minute motos. I think the pole guy should get something. Sure. Yeah, okay. I, go I really yeah, do. Yeah, yeah fastest the, time in qualifying. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I don't – I'm surprised Supercross doesn't – Advertise. They could. They could sell it. Every race, they could sell it. Sure. To, to a sponsor. Yeah. You no, know? absolutely. And and you would make practice pretty exciting too. At times, you know. Yeah. Um, no pro, No changes for Supercross for 2016. Although I've been told that Vegas 250 class will be quite different. But I don't know what though. Hmm. So uh, and then the GP things. I don't like it. I don't like the. Yeah, I don't like it. But yeah, I like Berluti's point. All right. Qu- qualifying. All right. Uh, let's see. Todd Martin. Has two questions here. One for you, Balut. The first one is: uh, How many pro riders or teams have contacted you since you quit or retired to come range? Uh, honestly, probably two, and that was last year. Okay. Uh, and then Mathis, uh, Nick Way update for 2016. Two clicks. Yeah, he's just two clicking <laughs> away. Um, I talked to Nick uh, via text message the other day. Um, we went back and forth about. I never asked him, but. Riding, I think he's going to race. I do think he's going to race. I, 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 he kind of avoids the question with me, but I hear it through the back channels that he's preparing the race again. So, interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, he does. You know, he's like I love Nick. He's one of my good friends, but he's super weird, dude. He's super weird. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. All right, uh, iMoto thirty six. <laughs> you worked for him. He he's he's like a Larry Ward in a way. Yeah. I hate to say, but what a night! I mean, he's oh. such a cool guy. Oh, he's, he's a rad fun. guy. Yeah, he's yeah, a great he's guy. Just he's weird, eccentric. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. All right, let's see. At iMoto thirty six, where would you guys like to see a Supercross in the future? Nashville, Philly, Pittsburgh, maybe Tallahassee or Gainesville. What do you guys think? Where should we go for Supercrosses? Winnipeg, Dubai, Berlin. I don't know what they're talking about. Gainesville is they got a stadium there or something? Well, where the Gators play, I guess a football stadium. But, oh, gotcha. Um, I can't th- think of. Are they going to get rid of Vegas? I heard. Really? I I, I think New York's going to be the final round, but I don't think they're going to get rid of Vegas. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Jeff wants to know which pro team drops the most money on a weekly basis. Do you guys know that information? No. No. I didn't think you would. Guess? Like, what's an average? How much do these teams spend I, a week? Loot? On, like, what? Like, what are they talking everything, about? Like, everything in general. Well, it's always been said that Honda, you know, had the... But they're, they're I don't know, lately, they, maybe yeah, not no, anymore. I don't think they have the biggest staff anymore or anything, yeah. but... 
Yeah. It, it's changed quite a bit, huh, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. KTM probably. KTM? Yeah. I'd yeah, say Maybe so. right. Sure. Okay. Uh, Jason has a two-part question. Uh, what was Stevens, he said Stevens, and Red Dog's biggest blow-up? It's one part. Um... World Supercross rounds in Vancouver in 04 or 05. He wasn't jumping a tabletop that like Tyler Evans was doing, like onto a tabletop and off. And I, and it, I didn't know his wrist was really jacked, but it couldn't really, he couldn't want, he didn't want to just land on the flat, you know, his wrist was sore. So I was like, dude, you got to do that tabletop jump. Like you have to do it. Like, you know, there's no, I, I see guys doing it that I know you're better than. Right. And then he just said, you fucking do it and threw me the bike. Like kind of like that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to help you win or something. You know, who knows? But that was about it. Yeah, we're fine. It would have been yeah. bitching if you would have done it, though. Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, I got on the bike. Yeah, yeah, just watch. Uh, <laughs> second part question is, this is for everybody. F. Mary Kill, Brittany Chisholm, Ellie Reed, or Mrs. Way? He says, I'm not doing that. Okay, Blute. Yeah, I'll stay away from that. All right, I'll do it then. Uh, Mary, probably Mrs. Way. Kill, read, F, Chisholm. Done. Stamp it. Boom. All right. Uh, another Jason says, Berlute, would any of your riders miss the Joker lane? And if so, who? No. Oh, Berlute, you don't think any one of your riders? beat them to death with would the Would you say, board? would they or who, did they? Who would? No, no, no. I know you didn't race or ride wrench for anyone who missed yeah, the Joker I lane. Yeah, I did. Uh, Tickle, I thought, was going to miss it the one year. But oh, they, they just the Joker lane's only been, what, about four years? Three yeah, years? three years or something. Yeah. Out of all your riders that you've wrenched for over the years, who do you think has the biggest odds of just missing that? Robbie. <laughs> Stamp it. <laughs> Whatever. This is, this is question, Steve. <laughs> Come on, Berlute. you got to agree with me on that. I mean, why, why Robbie? Vegas? I just feel like Robbie could miss it. I just feel like Robbie would forget to take it. Really? Yeah. Well, some of the best have. So, yeah, we'll say yeah. Robbie. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, Tanner Hill, or Hall, sorry. Uh, this is for everybody. I don't think he says me, though. If you could sign one rider that does not have a contract yet, who would it be and why? Hmm. What do you think, Berlute? I mean, everybody always seems to go with Grant, but yeah. I don't, you know, that's, I mean, as far as. Does Reed count? Yeah, I mean, sure. He doesn't have a contract right. yet. If you take Reed out of it, um, that's not a seven-deuce-deuce. Deuce. He's free. He's open. He's available. <laughs> good, good He one. may not make all the mains, but he's going to, you know, he's, he's got gonna, a lot of love. He's got a gonna, lot of love. Everyone's going to know whatever team yes. that you're running. That'd Absolutely. Be, that would be awesome. Yeah. All right, final question. This is from Todd. Uh, he, I did choose two questions for him because this is good. It's the year 2030. Steve, you're still covering A1. No, I'm not. It says right here, dude. No, I'm not. It says right here that it's the year 2030, and you're still at A1. That's 15 years from now. How old will you be? I'll be 55, 56 years old. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say, hey, how's your suspension tonight? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be doing that. All right, anyways. So we know the, the John Michelle Bale story with you going to wherever it was, and I think Anderson typed you, like, who is that guy that they're rewarding or whoever it was that one year at A1? No, that was Watson. Oh, that was Watson. Okay. Uh, well, they said, Dungeon RV are there. Who gets recognized by more fans? It's 2030. Dungeon RV? Yeah, Dungeon RV. Both not very social. Uh, probably RV. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. That'd be a toss-up. 15 yeah. years from now. 
I'll be 35. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, RV. But yeah, whatever. Okay. Neither guy, I think. I, I think both guys are going to be Jeff Stanton-ish. Great riders, tremendous legacies, but not like crazy fans. Like people you know what I mean? Right like Jeff Stanton. They're not, yeah. not going to be McGrath, uh, Johnson, uh, Ricky, James, Chad. Like they're just not going to have those type of guys. They, yeah, just amazing riders, but just not. I don't think they ever struck an emotional chord with people like the guys I just mentioned. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason, yeah. not, and it's not bad. I'm not bad saying that. I'm not bagging on them. I just for their personalities, personalities and, and yeah, yeah the, the type of riders they were. I just think that uh, they're a Stantonish guy. So that's just me. That has been the Gabby Gibbs segment. Gibbs, 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 Gibbs. Use the code PubMex to save yourself money at btosports.com. And fantastic guys down there. There's serious shit going on with those guys. There is. And save money at btosports.com. Use the code PubMex. OEM parts, anything you need for your bike or body, btosports.com has it for you. Voicemails, 702-586-7857. Call anytime. We had uh, 63 messages because uh, we didn't have a show last week. Uh, of course, uh, 62 of them are from Crazy Lady. But anyways, uh, let's uh, play the best of the best this week. Uh, yeah, I was wondering if there should be some kind of production rule for uh, the amateur kids. Like, obviously, Forkner is, you know, head and shoulders better than the other kids, but... You know, how much of that is actually him compared to how much of that is him having, you know, better equipment, suspension, motor, et cetera. Um, anyways, this is Mike from PA. Uh, later. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's that's just the nature of racing, whether you're racing soapboxes, motocross, cars. Money equals better uh, equipment faster guys get better equipment like there's just right i mean there's something you can do i say that you take that kid you give you you set set up you got to get him good suspension okay and you take i hope he wasn't talking about suspension stock either yeah yeah you take a a production bike and just do a couple little things to it i i say he kills it at uh, vegas yeah either one Yeah, yeah 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 the one thing about moto is the the talent rises the rider yeah it really is Steve, I see that your name's all up in that Trans World Motocross magazine. What? Kevin, put some numbers on your bike, you cue ball. Uh, I, I don't know my name's up in Trans World. I had no idea. I'm saying I, what? I don't know what he's talking about. I really don't. I have no idea. Cue ball? I don't, I don't have numbers on my bike right now. You got? You wear a white helmet? No, I don't. Well, that'd be a cue ball. Yeah. That would be a cue ball. Why don't you have any numbers? Uh, I'm just waiting to get a sticker kit. Every time I put numbers on it, they just fall off after one ride. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just what? Done. Yeah, dude, I'm just done wasting my time with it. Like every time I do it, I come Stop out. Stop holding the pressure washer right there. <laughs> it's not even. It's not even that. I just like put brand new numbers on. It looks good. I go riding the next day. I hit a jump. A seven blows by me. I'm like, you know what, dude? I'm sick of these. You must cheap be hauling ass. ass, dude. No, dude. These numbers I'm buying are cheap as shit. Apparently. So, Roostermx.net. I know. I'm going to him. But I'm going to get a Pulp Max sticker. Uh, I don't know about my name being all up in Trans World. So whatever. I guess it is. I don't know. I, I went to Bulgaria. Have you heard it? What? Had you heard that before? No, oh. no, I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, okay. Clearly, the guy's giving us lots of examples. So I did. Uh, Michael Antonovich from Transworld was with me in Bulgaria, so maybe he did something like a photo of me or. You know, oh, okay. I, I, I don't know. So. Eight by ten, glossy of you naked. Yeah, yeah. That's you're it. Taking yeah. a dump or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice visual. Off the, 
from Mathis, blowing loads to Elton John, ridge lines, and firefighters' biceps. I must say, off the. Yeah, yeah. What the? F- I mean, he's got a point, man. That show last week was a little gay. Like it was a Ping little. came in and he, dude, he's ripped. Like he's been working, hitting the weights. Okay. Like he's got like pretty big muscles on him. He's a fireman now, right? Yeah. So I guess they're working out a lot. Of, and I'm just like, I made a couple comments. Like, dude, you're ripped. Well, I see. I you think, know. Oh, I got like that's you. all. Like, so the guys are roosting on you. Yeah, you know. I mean, like, like I'm not saying like he's like super sexy or nothing. He's just got big. <laughs> like he not like could, Tortelli. No. Okay. But you okay. can tell he's been hitting the weights. That's all. Like he's got bigger arms because okay. you know, Ping was eating a lot of ice cream. He was getting a little soft there. Yeah, yeah. The fire hall's done him well. I think so it was good just weird, like how you handle the situation. Like he just looked over at Ping at one point in time, like during the show on air live. Like, dude, you know, you're looking pretty good, man. Just, wow, kind of like that Tortelli thing. Yeah, kind of like, yeah. Kind of and the same I, and thing. Uh, my mom was in town, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and she treated me to uh, and her friends and my, and Angie, and she wanted to go see Elton John. So we went. Great show. It was good. He is it unbelievable. I, I mean, I'll, I got your back on that. Yeah. One. So we played Elton for my music coming in. Like, oh, did you? Know, yeah. Whatever. Oh, I get. It this was whole a good deal. show. I stand by this. Whatever. Elton is one of the best. Ever, in my opinion. Yeah, so. Yeah, but here's the thing, Berlude, he doesn't tell you this. His first song choice, because you know he has two, his first song choice was Miley Cyrus. So, I mean, where are we? Oh, uh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was <laughs> Wrecking Ball, then you were talking about his guns, and wow. then you threw some Elton John on. Wrecking Ball's solid, bro. It's so good that, song. That, and, and we're giving, Ask your daughter. It's good. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. And we're giving you sh- Holly shit about... Uh, Adele. Adele. <laughs> I got, I Adele get, was a slow song, though. It was all slow. This is like a fast Miley song. So okay. I give a little bit of respect to you, Steve. You get you you earned a little points in my book playing Eminem. I was like, all right. Yeah, no, I'm well, I'm well rounded, bro. I like Miley. I, I went to an Elton John concert. I like Eminem. Yeah, but you make such bold statements like, no, I hate rap, and then like you play Eminem, and I'm like, well, that's rap. So. Yeah, no, well, whatever. whatever. I hate rap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are cops all around you. If, if he's where is he? Do you have him in your in your van or something? Swans, Swans, and um, a bunch of people in St. Clair Shores. Have, Maybe like Ace Hardware, go there. Is this crazy, or Danny? Ace Hardware, either yeah. next to the Fantastic Sam's, across from Aloof, by the um, by the Greek restaurant, or go up to Kira's. Hey, Steve, this is Randy. So there, there's Crazy Lady, Brody. Yeah. yeah. Let your mind wrap I'm new to I'm new to Crazy Lady. Really? Yeah. Come on, bro. I don't think I've ever heard it. I think you have. She's been on for a long time now. Really? Yeah. Did you, was that your your na- late your label for? Yeah, crazy lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. She just she just calls the number and leaves random messages. A lot of them. That wow. was just the I, that was only the second one I heard. I don't. I just delete the other ones because I, I. Yeah. She's off time for that. No. Yeah. yeah. Seven two two. Um, quick question for Kiefer, or maybe even you can answer it. Um, who does all this mechanic work? Like, I know when they go out and do the shootouts and stuff, like Yamaha and their mechanics and stuff, but when he's doing his own thing, testing different parts for different companies, is he doing all his own mechanic work and installing all that stuff, or does he have a guy that works for him? Thanks for everything you do. Give, uh, keep killing it. Yeah, no, Kiefer doesn't have a mechanic. He does it all himself. Guy's multi-talented, bro. Can ride, can wrench, can do it all. Can we get third at World Bets? Hey guys, great show. Listen to the last week's show about the shootouts on the bikes and all the Air Fork stuff. Uh, question: You guys are talking about Yamaha stuff being, uh, you know, the Spring Fork being so much better than all the Air Forks and stuff. Is that exclusive to Yamaha through KYV? Or I mean, why can't uh, other manufacturers put that on uh, if they're winning shootouts because of that setup? 
why aren't other people looking at it? That question. So great show. Uh, hopefully, play it on the air and like hear an answer. I don't know for sure, Berlut, but I would imagine it's proprietary to Yamaha, right? I really doubt it. I mean, everybody, oh, okay. everybody at Spring Forks. No, it's but just, he's saying the system of Yamaha forks, you know, the SSS system that everybody likes. Everybody goes on and on about it. Well, what's, I mean, I know it. it's not that much different than everybody else's Spring Fork. No, but it is something that they've had on their bikes for a while. You know, it's funny, but like KYB, they share, they, with the manufacturer, maybe it is. Yeah, yeah, I don't know because I'm just I've never seen that kind of system, and it's not much different. Like you it's, said, it really. Um, I have it apart, and it's very similar to. Um, yeah, I just think that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's not proprietary. I don't know. I don't know why. I think we've talked about why air forks are on the bikes. We talk about cost and you know and something new and exciting to promote. And cost or all reasons. Well, I think I think the thing that has made the Yamaha fork better now is because it it's still a spring fork. It's not an air fork, Mm -hmm. and uh, and they have and they've got all the years you know working with it, so they get their spring rates right and their valving right. So I think out of the box, the things are really good. Do you think they'll ever go back to spring forks? If they keep getting a bad rap, they'll eventually have to. Don't you think? I mean, they've they've sold it. You know, and market it, you know, like it's the next best thing. But, yeah. but uh, you know, they'll revert. Remember one year Suzuki went back to conventionals, did, and, and yeah. that only lasted yeah. when, when MC came on the team. Then the following year they had to put upside downs back on it. That was when uh, he got upside downs and LaRocco didn't. And, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. You were right in the middle of all that. Yeah, yeah. How bad did Wyatt Seals and Big Mike probably come to blows every week? Oh. Uh. Yeah, it's funny. Wyatt didn't show up. He had his own little hours and did his own little thing and got out of there. Yeah, really? But, yeah, they did. I yeah, mean, yeah, I heard. Yeah. Well, and then, it, then obviously, Wyatt got replaced halfway through the Nationals with Skip. So Yeah, Skip came on board, yeah. McGrath wrote in his book that Wyatt went on vacation or something in the middle of the season. <laughs> you know what? I don't How like do to talk that? smack about nobody, but it was – you have a champion like that. You'd think that you'd, you you would have been more involved. <laughs> I, I, know, I think, yeah. but I think at that time Wyatt was in love too. Man, he was chasing this one chick. Oh too. really? Yeah, no, and, yeah, yeah. So I don't that, know. The, that would be a good. Um, that would be a good good uh, topic to to touch on in an article that year at Suzuki. The Ooh, egos and the fights be. and like see, would be, yeah. see if anybody would open up nowadays. You know what I mean? But what kind of stuff was going on or whatever? Because yeah, Larocco quit one weekend. Remember? Oh yeah, didn't show up. Oh yeah, Pontiac. And, yeah, and then, somebody had to fill in. No, did they? And then one time, I believe they they pulled Larocco the rider and everything. He didn't even get a. They at, there was a race that he didn't race or something. Is that right or Pontiac? I thought I thought he rode a Honda. He was trying to get out of his deal. And he rode a Honda and Suzuki found out and then he just sat out one weekend. Oh, okay. And then, like, yeah. So you would have been doing Pichon? Probably. That year? Yeah. 98? So. 97, I, I mean? So. 97 Pichon. Yeah. 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 So you were out most of the year because he broke his leg, right? Yeah, his yeah. femur, yeah. First round or something? Second round? I think first round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. Then you won Glen Hill. Albertine won that night. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think. Was that his only Supercross yeah, he won? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy night. I was there with Birdwell, too. Oh, you were? Yeah. yeah. That's birdie. So, muddy and shit. All right. Yeah, it was. Evo. Simple question. Uh, best looking bike as of lately. Uh, I know you used to have your best dress, and you kind of quit that because you got a lot of flack. But, yeah, just want to get your guys' take, whoever you have on the show, of the best looking bike. My opinion, hands down, is Hanny's Cowie. Black frame, looks sick. 
Yeah. Uh, no, Hanny, no, I don't like, like Chad did the black frame too. Mm. Too much black, too heavy looking, like oh, too, sick. you know? It's bitching, dude. Don't like it. Um, bitching. Yeah. Okay, Gibbs. I'm saying, Calm dude, it's bitching. Uh, I had a black frame on my 250. Sick. I think um, black frame's okay, but don't overdo it. I think Hanny overdoes arm. it. Yeah. Um, I like the KTMs, man. They look good. I have to agree with you. They look good. And yeah. the bright orange that they kind of use and... What's not good looking is Yamaha. No, <laughs> terrible looking bikes. I think although JGR guys do a good job of trying to you know put lipstick on a pig. But, but guess what? Mm. Especially for sure in the 250 class and that 450, the design and the way that motor runs is unbelievable. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, fast. Yeah, they, yep. out of the box, the things are. It's a good package. Yeah, you know? no, for sure. You can see that in 250 class. They're just just so good. Yeah. What's the best looking bike of all time? Like you know all the little special editions they did for Vegas and Washougal and all those ones. Which ones were like the best in your guys' opinion? I know RV had pre works, after works. The 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 Honda the with the bot with the with the bitch and reservoir and the tank that went all the way down was the best looking. I don't 80, know. 85. Yeah. Yeah. 85. That was um, badass. Yeah, it was a badass bike. Um, Troy Lee's had some good-looking bikes, too. Yeah, over he the does years. a wonderful they job. They do a good yeah, job. Yeah. Even when they're on Hondas and everything, yeah. they, they had some good-looking bikes. Blue seats. Yeah, yeah. You know? I agree. Yeah, yeah they were good. All right. Yeah. Rossi wasn't in the wrong. Marquez should have checked up. He did a little, and then he gassed it, and he clipped his handlebar on Rossi's leg. So they removed the penalty from Rossi. That's all I got to say. And I got a sick 96 XR 600. Go. Uh, I don't follow it at all. You don't? JT's very angry about it a little bit. And Chad's very angry about it. But They're angry in favor of Rossi? Yeah, they love Rossi. Well, I'm partial too. But, yeah, I thought it was bullshit. I think it was completely bullshit. You know what I mean? Which part? Well, Rossi was definitely in the wrong. He was aggressive in what he did. But... They should look at the, the, the race prior and that particular race, how that guy was fucking with him. Both those races. This guy's going for the championship. Rossi yeah. was going for the championship, and this guy impeded him and was fucking with him the whole time. Why you know? does Why did Lorenzo like Marquez? Why, I, I don't. I don't. Why, what happened? Why did they become well, butt buddies? Well, well, they're both they're both Spaniards, right? Oh, okay. Okay. But but I don't believe that's it. Oh, okay. I just I, I don't know. I don't follow it. Like yeah. I've heard about it, I read about it. You know, got myself up to speed about it a little bit, but I don't follow the it's MotoGP. Pretty I don't know. And then the penalty they gave him was pretty extreme too. Yeah, right? three the points. Yeah. Well, he I guess Rossi did something prior so he got one point and then then he got three. So four says in the book that you got to start to the back of the pack. Oh jeez. So if yeah. he would have got that one point, and I don't know how he got yeah, that one point earlier. Yeah, yeah. He he wouldn't have had to start to the back. Wow. But I, but I don't know why Marquez had it out for him because supposedly Marquez held Rossi. You know, it was like a McGrath thing. He loved he loved Rossi. You know. Yeah. yeah. But then once you start racing with him, things right. change. You know. Yeah. Someone in the chat room says that it was payback for Australia. Uh whatever. No one cares about MotoGP. I, I care a little I, bit, but not nobody, enough nobody to know. cares. Small little niche sport. I know one dude said I need so. to like learn about MotoGP before I talk about it. I'm like I don't know. All right, dude. I was following it at the end there, mainly when yeah, all that shit when was, that was going, going on. Down, right. yeah. yeah, I can't say I've never been into it. Never been into road racing. I've never been into MotoGP. Just, just can't never. I went to some AMA Super Bikes at Daytona 200 when I was at Yamaha a few times, and I went to Brainerd a couple times. Uh, just could care less. Just meow. Well, really? Well, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I hear what yeah, you're yeah, saying, but yeah. I love, I love all forms of moto. You know, see, like motorsports, pretty like, much. 
I only have so much in my brain for, sure. for these sports, and I choose to follow Canadian motocross more than I do MotoGP. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I like I got I got a lot of people from Canadian motocross knowledge because that's what I you know like sure. I only have so, and hockey, of course, and things well, like that. Yeah, so. you like hockey. Yeah, yeah, and you, you know, I'm doing you, a hockey podcast now. I know you know yeah. everything about hockey. Well, I don't know about everything. But. How about Phil Esposito back in the day? <laughs> a good one. <laughs> what was his career high in goals? God, I wouldn't know that. Seventy-seven. I knew he was a Bruin. He scored seventy-seven. Um, and he had a brother, Tony. Yeah. What what, what position? I don't even know. Left what, wing. What team? Uh, the Blackhawks. Blackhawks goalie, play goalie. Goalie, yeah, really, yeah. I See the pop, the 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 hot the pop the the pulp hockey podcast that I'm doing, they're fun for me because I'm like a fan, right? Like, like I'm asking these dudes questions that I have about the game, and I'm not really trying to impart my opinion on it because I don't know. I'm just a fan, right? Gotcha. I'm just sitting on the couch in my Gibbs or whatever, where I'm just watching the races. I'm not in it, in it every week. Gotcha. So yeah. I'm trying to take the. I'm trying to take the the aspect of these in these podcasts where I'm just like, hey, I got questions like a normal dude on the couch would have. Please help me, people on the phone, you know, experts on the game. Awesome. So yeah, it's fun for me to talk to these guys because it's like some of them I remember playing when I you know when I was a little kid. How whatever. many have you done? Uh, ten. Nice. How are yeah, they I got going? two lined up for tomorrow. Awesome. They're they're okay. Like the the, the numbers are okay. Like they're not nothing near the moto guys, but whatever. I'm I'm growing. You're building you know, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. A couple guys have retweeted the podcast that I've done, and they have big followings, so I'm getting more and more followers and more listens. So, whatever. Dude, you're you're a plethora of a lot of information. I just, the hockey stuff's cool, because I'm, like, like I said, like, I'm not into it. Like, I'm not, in, I'm not wrapped into it. How can you it, not right? like yeah, hockey if you're right. not Canadian? No, exactly. So, all right. Yo, brother Steve. Thank you for all you do, dog. Love the shows, all the podcasts, all that good stuff. But come on, man. All these people getting on Devin. I mean, oh, you need to replace him and, and bring Tits back. And what did Tits do? He slept in a fucking truck, bro. Come on now. <laughs> he did sleep Leave in a truck. Kid, al- kid alone. All you people bitch and whine and complain. And, oh, my God, he talks too much. He does this. He does that. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I say to all you people that are complaining about a free podcast? Suck a dick. <laughs> Hey, Steve, it is Mark uh, from Florida. Hey, listen, so I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about, you always talk about whether the 450, uh, if the the CC should be changed and maybe take it back to, I don't know, maybe two strokes or maybe not. But I wonder how that relates to James Stewart's career and what his career would have been like if they hadn't changed 125s and 250s into four strokes. And when you watched him on a 125, it was just amazing, the stuff he did. And even when he went on a 250, I mean, he would sling the thing around. It was just just amazing. But it seemed like when you see guys on 450s, it's kind of boring. They they It's pointing straight in line, and they, you know, put the throttle. They're down the straightaway. They turn. They do the same thing. There's no corner speed you have to worry about. And it's almost the same thing as 250s, uh, the 250Fs. And I just wonder if his career would have been uh, a McGrath type of career if if it would have stayed two strokes and he was able to they would have been a little lighter, they'd have been you know more flickable and more talent. The more talent would help you out. You're not having all that horsepower and traction to give you all the talent. You know, more clutch control, throttle control, all that. Um but uh I wanna get your thoughts on that. It, it seems to me that 
we're just we're I agree we're going in the wrong direction with the four strokes and it's just it's not as entertaining to watch for sure. So uh, anyway, that's it. Good job, guys, and um, more Kiefer's wife on Instagram, please. <laughs> um, I'm not on Twitter, so I would really prefer more on Instagram. She got All a right, nice guys, thank voice. You. Bye. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, we talked about this in the beginning about the four strokes stuff. So I don't want to repeat ourselves. We talked about how it's not as exciting. But one thing about Stewart, I think there's no doubt that Stewart's career wins races were hurt by switch to four strokes. You think so? Because he was that talented. It's a good. I think it's a good question. Yeah. I know you, you, we touched on it earlier, but yeah. I don't know. You know, just like the other guy called in and made mention of you know a reference to. We, no, you never hear about him training or you never see, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. It's still what you put into it. Yeah, but don't you think James was so talented, so good, and we talked about how the two strokes, you know, are harder to ride, didn't take as, took more skill to ride fast than a four-stroke. So James's talent, like, rises to the top a little bit. You know what I mean? We saw what he did on 125s versus 250Fs on outdoor track. I think if the sport had never gone four-stroke, like, he would have, be even better than what he is now. Just, I mean, maybe he still crashes and gets no, hurt. No, you know what I mean. I think it's but, a great question. But he's so talented, like raw talent, the best ever in my eyes. You know, better than Ricky, better than Chad, as far as ability on a motorcycle. And I think if you'd taken two strokes and just left them, he would have risen to the top even more. Eh, just whatever. Ultimate it bench racing be. question. Could yeah. be. I think it's. But a then great again, question. maybe he just weeds up more. You know, I don't know. So, or or yeah. when or, or when you win, a lot of these guys when they win, you know they. You know they they rest on the, their laurel yeah laurels what, yeah. laurels you know yeah, yeah. and um, where other you know guys like McGrath or like guys that work hard at it they 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 keep doing it because they know they got a short window you know do you think McGrath worked that hard at it I mean obviously he did we just talked about winning the outdoor title but comparatively speaking to the guys today you know what I I would have to say more so than people think when I when he was at Suzuki I gained so much respect for him that guy when he tested. He would test till the cows came home. You know, he was the last one there. I mean, yeah. he, he wasn't, like, in a hurry to leave. He was yeah, always yeah. about making his bike better. Yeah. He would do laps after laps and laps. So, I mean, I didn't yeah. I didn't go with him to the not. gym or yeah, nothing, yeah. you know. But I saw his work ethic. Right. It was pretty amazing, right. you know. Yeah, but um, on, 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 on James, like you were talking about on that, I, I think that, uh, that yeah, he it, it's possible, but I don't know. Right. Yeah, who knows? It's a bench racing. I lost my train of hey, thought. Hey, Paul MX, <laughs> This is Callan Wilkins, and uh, I'm in, I'm from Missouri. I grew up on little 80s and 100s, Honda 80s and Honda 100s, and uh, kind of got away from riding. Um, you know, grew up and got married. Now I never did it. Well, I'm going to buy me a 250. I've never owned one. I like Hondas, and I'd uh, like to hear your guys' opinion on what year is a, a best year of a Honda to own a 250 uh, four-stroke. So, yeah. Just uh, let me know your opinion. If you can, please, uh, I'd appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. I mean, if you're just starting out, I don't know what your budget is or anything, stay away from the first generation on 250F Hondas. They weren't that great. But that was a long time ago now, and those are probably pretty cheap. Other than that, Berlude, I mean. That's what he's talking 250F? Yeah, Honda, 250F. I mean, they're they're good bikes. They're they're great bikes. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the one thing the Honda Honda's a little different. They got one cam, and they have two oil, uh, you know, separate motor oil and tranny oil, which the other ones don't have. So you're changing a little more often because smaller capacity mm-hmm. in Hondas. You got to keep up on oil changes more mm-hmm. on Hondas, right? 
Yeah, you do. I mean, it's it you like, you should. Is that a reason to stay? No, no not no, really, right? No. I mean, you know, the, their weakest point is their valve train because yeah. of the single overhead cam. They use a lot of spring, so yep. the intake valves go away quick. So right. you got to replace them sooner. Yeah. But, but other than that, no, it's a bullet. It's a great. I mean, this guy's just you know? getting back into it after years away. You know what I mean? Like the the early Honda 250Fs, their carbs were too big. They were 40s, I think, or something. And they were just too big. Doggy. Yeah, yeah, they were no bottom and end. no bottom end. And then it would cut out on jumps. Apparently, like there was an issue with the floats or something. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. But that's years ago now. I went to oh two, oh three. Whenever those bikes came, oh four. I don't know. But yeah, stay away from those ones. In my opinion. The 2012 250 Honda 450, or 450, that's stupid. 250 was the shit. Had the spring forks. It was before they changed it and everything. 208 450. 208 450? Best, best Honda. Yeah, yeah, we talked that. JT's bike. He loves that bike. Still talks about it. Oh, he does? It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was a good bike for sure. Hey, do you know the 450 bike that Dungey rides? That's single red cam too? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a new design. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, that's over. what they're doing now. It's, yeah. it's it's very similar to the Honda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, um, they're going all that way for all their stuff. So, really, on the TVDF? Yeah, we're gonna go that way too. So I don't know, like, um, do, I mean, do you prefer one system or the other? Like, what, do like, I? Yeah, like uh, single it, overhead I mean, cams. It's easier to time. You're only camming, timing sure, one cam. It's performance-wise, I mean. Well, if you can get the performance out of them, they always say, you know, a double overhead cam, and that's yeah. been the thing. But, you know, look at the KTM make great power. Yeah. But supposedly they're saying for, what, 17 that Honda's supposed to come out. Dual. Now they're going back to dual. Yeah, yeah, that's, what, yeah. that's what I've I heard or that, read yeah. or something yeah. and with electric start or whatever. Um. Yeah, I mean, with the dual cams, I mean, obviously, you you have more room for performance mod. You can do intake and exhaust, you know what I mean? You can do whatever yeah. you want. So The overlap. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know, but more weight, right? More moving yeah. parts. Yeah, So, uh, you know, if you, can on make, on if, you, if you can make the power like what KTM's doing yeah. on their 450, and, and Honda yeah. doesn't seem to suffer too yeah, much, no. I, I, I think single overhead cams right. are a better way to go. All right. Dude, Steve, gosh, this week sucks right now. No shows playing on Monday. Got to sit in traffic here in Houston, Texas. Yeah, no, uh, no Pulp MX show this week. So definitely puts a dampener on things. <laughs> uh, a few things. Sorry, bro. So I know on the last show you guys were talking about how you and Ricky, you know, how you guys don't like each other. Does this relate back to the 2003 incident? I believe it might have been Phoenix or something along those lines where Timmy, I think, cut him off. Or, you know, I'm just kind of curious if that kind of goes back to that. Cause I know he chewed you out on TV, but no one's really ever said what was really said from Ricky to you. So just curious if you could kind of lend that information. Um, but, yeah, I appreciate the show, man, and uh, keep things rolling. Peace, dude. Yeah, people have been – people always ask me that. Like, like um, no, it wasn't that. I mean, he was pissed at me. He was pissed at Timmy, and then he said some highly inappropriate – things to me but he apologized to me after so was that the gun incident yeah. where you pulled a gun out no he said he was gonna get no, a gun. yeah yeah who said who, that? ricky said that he was gonna I'll get a gun yeah <laughs> maybe that's where my gun law thing comes into it comes into play i was threatened once so i'm very sensitive towards that issue um but uh no that wasn't it at all but i mean how many times are we gonna like i i've talked about it numerous times people obviously don't listen to the, to the archives like for whatever 
reason. He just didn't like some of the things I wrote after long after that Salt Lake City episode, and and that's fine. He didn't like things that I wrote. I don't really give a shit about that because everyone has their opinion. But he took it a little far in the sense of calling my bosses and 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 you know basically telling mutual friends about what a what a fucking idiot I was, you know. And and so then I probably said some things back, and who knows at this point where, where it's gone on and how it's grown. But uh, I'm not a fan. I think he's terrible on TV, and I'm not a fan of him personally, and some of the things he's done and said behind my back. But I don't want to get into it, like as far as uh, why and what. And I've I've said a lot over the show, but it was not that Salt Lake City incident. So it was not that. Hey Steve, what's up, Pulp Max? I got a question about um, the Motorsport GTI Honda team. Um, I don't know if it's true, but I heard they folded. So if they did, do you know what like Kyle Peters or Frederick Norin or um, uh, Colt Nichols is going to do for Supercross or outdoors or anything? I uh, love the show. Thanks. Uh, Nichols, I think, is going to do the Cycle Trader team. Um, I heard Crossline was done. I don't know for sure. I can't, you know, that's just what I heard. I don't know for sure. Um, and then I think Tommy Hahn's going to go that Rocky Rocky uh, Rocky Mountain team. And I don't know after that. Yeah, I don't know what Kyle Peters is going to do. So stay tuned, I guess. Still so a little bit early. Tommy's supposed to do a 250F thing? I don't know. Again? Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Not sure. Hey, Steve. Can you ask JT why he's such a freaking retard and doesn't know how to ride their bike? Did you see what he did this weekend? Get the world bet flying off the track and hitting Sean Collier, who was off the track at the time. Man, you gotta, you gotta, like, you gotta ask JT what the what the hell is going on here. Wow. Uh, JT was not at the World Vets. This guy is retarded. JT did not fly off the track and hit Sean Collier. So, like, I don't know what drugs this guy's on or what, but... I needed to know that guy's If number. you're going to call in, you should really know what you're talking about. That guy's clueless, so it was not JT. So, anybody else thinks it was JT hitting Maybe Sean Collier? Maybe he had JT's the... jersey on or something. <laughs> Some dude know. out there on a KTM wearing fly. <laughs> Fucking JT. Short guy. Short guy. Short guy. It's JT. Wearing a sector boots. Did he have a mohawk, though? No, he doesn't have the mohawk going right now. He's got his Macklemore cut. Oh, that's right. Yep. Macklemore. But, uh, yeah, this it was not JT. So. Maybe a guy cruising around in $300 jeans uh, in the pits or something? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> You're out of your mind, dude. That's what Tony has to say to you, caller, about that. Um, all right, everybody. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, Justin Brayton, Bobby Canari, Matt Bichelia, Bob Weber, Mo Filthy, all on the show tonight. We appreciate everybody, each and every one of you listening. Uh, great great to have you tonight. And Tony Berluti, welcome back, and thank you for coming in. Steve, thank uh, you. Good time to have you Love in. Love this always, guy right here. Always fun to have you in. we got to get you in more often. Maybe do like a come in with Kiefer. And we can all... That'd be together, fun, right? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, it's awesome to have you, though, for sure. The great Tony Berluti, former factory Thank Suzuki you very mechanic, much, Steve. Uh, 125 West Coast Supercross champion mechanic, twice. Yeah, you're good, Steve. Across got... the nation's mechanic, 800 times. Yep. Um, <laughs> Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Galfer Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, Nitro Circus, Michelin Starcross 5, Ride Engineering, all on board with us tonight. Thank you, Swiss Corps, for your hard work. Uh, no thanks to you, Moser. Your question sucked this week, but you were at the football game down in San Diego, so I understand if you were stressed trying to get them out. 
And uh, Gibbs, thank you, bud. Appreciate yeah, it. Man, no worries. We're, we're, we're off next week because I'm, I'm in Paris getting back Monday night, but we will be back after that for two shows in a row. Um, and it looks like Wygant will be in for one of them and Kiefer will be in for the other. And, uh, again, Berlut, thank you for helping us out. Good times. We will see everybody in a couple weeks. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.